Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops. You're, you're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw in some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Oh, God damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Still got a little hangover working. I don't know if it's from GABF or from last night, though. <laughs> I think it's both. I think it's probably last. Compounded. It's a compound hangover. Your, That's what your happens. Your liver disorder is from GABF. Your hangover is from last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I kind of the. I didn't party too much during GABF. Actually, yeah, I, I, I went. You're working all the time. I got a lot of work done, and then, but then usually what I do is I'll still go out like an idiot all night long. <laughs> sure. But I didn't this year. You know, we we hung out and had a good time, but not until the end, like Saturday night, that we really kind of rage. That's the blowout night. And then I and then on Sunday, you know, we're kind of drinking away Saturday's hangover, and we're having such a good time that we decided just to stay another night. We stayed in Boulder at a friend's house on Sunday. Cool. And um, just had a good time. Felt good. And then I came home and I thought, well, this is good. You know, that's our last big, uh, you know, major event that's a ton of work for the year. We kind of start to go into let's focus on the studio and the shows mode after that, you know, building the company a little bit. And I'm going to chill out and not, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my liver a rest. I didn't do that. I did that for like 24 hours. Yeah, why would you want to do those things? <laughs> I'm kind of impressed. It was 24 yeah. hours. Best intentions. 24 hours. It was probably just because I slept for 24 hours. And, um, yeah, all right, I went out to that new, uh, you know, the guys who own the Trappist in Oakland have a new, well, at least one of them. I think maybe just one of the owners yeah, opened just, this. Uh-huh. 
the new one called, was it called Ole? Ole. It's Danish. First yeah. of all, Danish for ale. I you know, don't name a, an American bar a name that us idiots can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. Because <laughs> well, we're all just going to say Ole, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah. It's not a sound we can actually make. They're correct with. Yeah. I mean, you I, go I, to Wikipedia, you can get the actual pronunciation. I commend the effort, but we're just going to butcher it anyway, aren't yeah. we? There's all these guys yeah, yeah, on, they'll laugh at us. on Android and iPhones trying to type in that letter. They can't find it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah I mean, Where either. is this place? So, but on top of that, actually, it's a, a great place, man. It looks great. And yeah. um, the beer selection was okay. There was a lot of different beers on tap, but I, I don't know. Uh, I was I was looking for something sour, and they didn't really have anything. They didn't have the Irish on tap? Not on tap, no. Oh, yeah. Guys okay. must on have drank Friday it out. I drank it all, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't have that. I went there with Doc. That was cool. Cool to hang out with Doc yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Just wanted to get out and have a good time. So I'm glad that there's now a reason to go to Walnut Creek because I hate that place. <laughs> there's always a good reason to leave, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Walnut Creek sucked. The good thing about it, it's on the like the hairy edge of Walnut Creek. Right. So you don't actually have to go downtown where all the beers or all the bars are. Good point. And the cops, and subsequently. The, dra- the dragnet they run there. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of right by the Target, so you can kind of just shoot in and out right off the freeway. Yeah, I like that it's also right next to Scipolini's Pizza, which is a pretty good pizza place, yeah. and they kind of got a relationship going. And in fact, I found out that the guy who owns Skip, guy who owns Scipolini, is making out like a bandit because he also owns the space that Ole is renting. So oh. he's their landlord, yeah. and all the patrons uh. of of Ole are buying pizza from next door to bring over. Like you can bring it in, yeah. smart man. Which is cool, yeah, yeah. real smart guy. And it's cool because you know some bars don't allow that. Like you can't bring food in there. Like Tornado, you can go next door. It's pretty. And bring it into the tornado. See, that seems exactly. st- why wouldn't you allow that? It makes no, people pl- thirsty to, to right, eat, exactly. and they'll buy more of your beer. No, place, most places that, that don't have food allow it for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so I liked it. I just uh, I was looking for some more unique beer. Um, I'm, I'm certainly going to give it another chance because I I dug the the environment yeah. and the bar and the staff was great. I had a hot uh, cocktail waitress. It's um, kind of redundant, isn't it? Well, you know, Not always. Hot one, yeah. Right? Um, I'll Not tell always. you what. Up here in the East Bay, you never know. It's nice when you get a hot cocktail. No, that's, that's smart management. Hot. I guess she's not a cocktail waitress, is she? No, she's server. A, the beer server. <laughs> cocktail. They don't do co- whatever. Server I'm, sounds uh, worse to me. It's like a ser- servant server. Right. I'd rather be a waiter than a server. Oh, that's cool. yeah, well, yeah. she's a woman. I like. I think you're right. She's real cute though, and she recommended some good beer, so that was nice. I was picking beers, and she was always ha- she's busy, but still happy to bring me a taste of anyone. Because I was like, you know, yeah. after I can see her running around, she's like, no, no problem. Would bring me a taste, so I would I would kind of after ordering a couple of tastes, she would bring me the taste that I ordered, and then bring me a selection of her own. Wow! And they ended up being the ones I I, I purchased. Wow. So, so they got her own little pintly thing running in there where she's yeah. like uh, t- deciding what you should have. Well, she, exactly. She yeah. kind of got yeah. to know what. Yeah. I, and so. Uh, That's a good waiter. There you go. Waitress. And you know, and you know what else? I, and she kept like she kept like touching me on the shoulder when she come yeah. by and stuff too. Like, oh, I'm coming around the corner, kind of thing. Yeah. So a, a five dollars extra per, on the tip per touch, right? Yeah. Well, four four dollars oh. extra. <laughs> yeah. I, so I had a nice experience. I'm going to go back. Um, it's nice to see that our beer scene is expanding here in the East Bay. First handles yeah. down there. Handles. In, 36 in, more taps there. Yeah. And now this and what we're like making the route all the way up yeah. to Pittsburgh, yeah. you know? Yeah, real beer train. Uh, we just need one in Pacheco. Yeah, it might be one of these in Pacheco next. You never know. I want to go to that. It'll be me and JP at the one in Pacheco. Yeah, go and can, dude, can let me borrow 10 bucks. I, I can win my money back at, at the fucking tables. Don't worry about it. Right. At the California Grand down there.
Well, if Chad had his shit together, we'd be running six taps here. But uh, as it is, we're nothing's rocking, right? I know. I, it's a, it's a it's, beer dry gulch here. It's a, it's our our the stripperator is cavernous right now. There's <laughs> nothing in it. It can't even keep itself it cold. They There's, could put the dead strippers back in. <laughs> exactly. I think they did. It's all sticky on the yes. bottom. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. I'm not liking this new job of Chad. I don't have any beer around. The house looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm getting fed up. Was he the maid? He, he did the cleaning? No, actually, he hasn't done that in a while. But he's a, he's a pretty clean guy. He used to when he had time on his hands. Sure, he'd you know he'd spend. We'd all spend some time cleaning the house. And now I'm not even sure he lives here half the time. I just found out from Moscow that he that he's out of town in Vegas. I yeah, didn't know he he's out of town. In Vegas, I don't know. Yeah, is he back yet? I'm like oh. the ex girlfriend now. Is, did he elope? You think he's getting hitched? No, no, he's at a bachelor party. No. Oh, he is? Yeah. All right. Well, he could come back very married. Well, he'd have to be very drunk. Every movie I've ever seen, that's the only way a bachelor party can end. Someone gets <laughs> right. married and they don't remember. Right. Well, like a movie, sure. Yeah. All right, we got a good show lined up for you today. We're going to we do, do a little uh, Great American Beer Festival wrap-up toward the toward the end of the show. We're going to get some call-ins from uh, some of the champion brewers uh, that won medals and, nice. and even from one of the breweries that won champion brewery. Oh. Um, so we're going to talk to a couple of those guys later on the show. We'll do our little wrap-up. We had some interesting uh, things happen, and we'll tell you where you can get more info about the GABF. We'll be doing that a little bit later in the program. Before that, we're going to be talking to James Campbell and Alex Stepney from the Almighty London Pub Crawl. I don't know if you heard of this, but these two guys wanted to visit and drink from every single pub in London. Wow. Which I think is cool. I think it's... Um, well, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and it's also... It's I, I hope that they're going to enlighten us a little bit. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I've been there a couple of times now. I haven't done a lot of pub crawling. Yeah. But I've done enough to know that there's a lot of shitty pubs they're going to have to visit. So they're going to have to take the good with the bad, and I think they're going to tell us all about that. Find out uh, what are some good ones and what are some bad ones. But there's a... I mean, there's several hundred of these things there. Yeah, and they've been at it for two years already. Yeah. Oh, they have, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how far they've gotten along. We're going to find out all about that. So if you have any questions about kind of the London pub scene or the culture, I think these guys are really into the London culture as well. They gave me a little history lesson before the program that I'm reading through. And so if you've got questions like that, you know, chime in. Is it now? Is it all the pubs in London or all the pubs in England? Mm. I think it's just London. London. Yes. Oh, okay. The I was going to say. And it's the city of London because there's, the. I guess London is also the... Um, Oh, what's it called? Like the like the outskirts, like the region, yeah. You know, or what, there's another name for it. I'll get it right later. And then there's the city of London, and so they were going for like London proper. All okay, the, good uh, because there's about fi- as of 2008, there were 57,000 pubs, 500 in pubs England. in England. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> now that's, that's a fucking a, website. Dude. And what you a, know what? God bless that country. Right. Work. right. <laughs> Why do we say God bless America when we should be saying God bless England? Well, speaking of websites, if you want to follow along when we talk to them, you can go to uh, jambell, J-A-M-B-E-L-L dot com slash pub crawl, and there's maps and info, and you can follow along while we talk to them. I wonder if they'll make fun of me for, you know, last time I talked about London pubs, I was like, oh yeah, you got to go to the White Horse, it's great. Turns out there's like 150 White Horses. <laughs> That's my London expertise. I'm like, oh man, you got to go there. And uh, so that maybe they'll educate us a little bit about how the names work and why there are a hundred of the same name. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. So 888-401-BEER if you want to call in and ask questions. we got Moscow in the chat room today doing that. I finally, uh, Nicole Ernie, you know, one of our favorites, uh, certainly one of Nate's favorites. Um, one. One. Yeah. That's off and on again, isn't it? Yeah. Is, uh, is in Vegas with Chad, <laughs> oh, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, no, she she's at the bachelor party. She's a, yeah, that is good. Why is she the one chick at the, why is she jumping out of a cake? 
<laughs> it's really odd. She what happened? She doesn't like cake. Uh, Nicole Ernie is going to help us do some chat modding, so you're not going to have to deal with Moscow week in and week out like I have to. Um, I have to think about me. <laughs> I have to live there. <laughs> right. So uh, I think she might be starting with us in a couple of weeks. She's going to help out as much as possible, and I'm going to get some other folks to rotate in, too, because, let's face it, Bevo is the only one dumb enough to come in here week after week <laughs> and deal with you people in the chat. That is true. You know? So now i got to find... I never could figure out why she did that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think because... I think I found out at the end. Because she was never... She wasn't even paying attention. She was shopping uh, on Target. Yeah, that's right. She was just checking her... That's butt. why. I, here I am thinking that she's such a dedicated worker. <laughs> <laughs> she's just... No, she would come in here and just... And she would just play Angry Birds. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. A new high score every week. Well, she yeah. told us as much. She said this is her vacation. It was where she could come in and surf the web. To and get away from play Sam. video games. Get, get away from Sam. Right. Except that Sam started coming to the show then and, and ruined drinking everything. drinking all our beer out there, yeah. Hey. Right. Uh, hey, Moscow, do me a favor. Tell Colin in the chat room there that um, we're going to call him up here in a second. He told me to give him a little warning. Um, so here's what we're going to do. You know, we've got our Downtown Joe's Festival coming up in just a couple of weeks. A couple of festivals coming up. You know, there's the Martinez uh, Beer Festival, the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival right here in Martinez, which yeah. is, uh, I consider, a suburb of Pacheco. <laughs> um, I'm sure you're the only one. Certainly a neighbor. Yeah. But. And uh, they've got their festival on Saturday the 22nd, and we've been involved in that since the beginning. It's always a good time. It's really a great fest. they got a lot of good beer there. And uh, they're, they're really doing it right. You know, JP, I know that you like the, the, the short fest. You like it to be like a three-hour festival, and then it, it gets reasonable. I want it to be shorter than that. I just want to drive by and get a taste, and then I want to smell the beer, the dump bucket, and then leave. Right. Actually, I'm, I'm not a fest guy. That but, way you don't have to talk to anybody. But they're doing it right there, because I think it's only like a four-hour festival. And, I love that. You know, people don't get too hammered uh, that way. Um, I tell you, it was at the, the Lafayette Fest a couple weeks ago for Heretic. That was an eight-hour, nine-hour fest. Right. That was boring. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 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 little uh, mini fest like that, I like it. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be there. Um, I'm going to be there for for most of it. Moscow is actually going to run the booth uh, for a little while for us. We'll have our swag on hand, and we'll be hanging out um, at that festival. And then the day after that is our. It's a brand new beer festival. It's a taste of North Bay beers at Downtown Joe's. All brought to you by the Brewing Network. And you know, this kind of came up because uh, you know we've been working with Colin for several years now. And he likes us to come out and do uh, the radio shows from there. Yeah. And we've done that for several years. And he called me one day and he said, you know, why don't we change it up a little bit? Uh, which I'm all for because I'll be honest with you, remote broadcasts are a big pain in the ass. So he said, why don't we, you know, why don't we move over to like a beer festival format and you can do some, some of the video you guys have been working with. And I thought that was a great idea. So what we're going to do is have this festival out there. We're going to set up our video for interviews. And we're going to interview brewers and festival goers. Um, I'm actually going to e- I'm going to interview each of the staff of the Brewing Network. I've never really interviewed you guys. You guys are part of the show. But I'm going to interview you about the festival and festivals in general and the beers that you're drinking. Oh. So you're going to flip it on us. I'm going to flip it over on you. Right. I'm going to make my list on how well I know you guys. So, for example, I'll be interviewing Tasty early. relatively early on into the, <laughs> into the program. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'll be, I'll be interviewing Doc before we leave the house. That's right. <laughs> hey, Colin, you with us? Oh, do I not have you? I see you on there, but I'm not hearing you. Could be on your end. This is actually the best interview I've ever done with Colin. It's uh, the fastest. Very informative. <laughs> it's not sure. as technical as it usually is. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It's not very technical today. You don't get that dial tone back in your face, at least with this method. I'll tell you what, Colin. If you're not sure uh, about your end, uh, we could just do a phoner 
Yeah. And call in the number 888-401-BEER. We could do it that way. Why don't you just look at it, Colin? And, uh, <laughs> fix it that way. Yeah, just look at it. Yeah, because I'm definitely not getting you there. Uh, 401-BEER. All right, just phone in. Uh, so... We're going to set up, Push is going to come into town and help us run a full video broadcast. I think it's going to be kind of the first of its kind, if you think about it, where we'll really be running the webcams for the whole time. You'll get to see what's going on. I know that's not always the most fun thing to do, watch everybody else at a beer festival. But we do think that bringing the interviews over and getting to talk to the brewers about the very beer that we're tasting there um, is going to make for an interesting experience. So. Um, that's basically the deal. I'm actually, you know, it's not the first uh, beer fest that we've asked, we've been asked to uh, to stream. People want to, see, you know, see BNAs and all that kind of stuff. So, which is, it's weird to me. I don't think anybody would watch the stream, but apparently people, people want to. They want to see what's going on, and they want to see people tasting beers and having a good time. So, yeah, should be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Um, now. It's long, I'll tell you that, because there's a Paxton dinner yeah. in, incorporated in it as well. Also, live music that night. So, um, he's got it listed as 12.30, to 11, 12.30 p.m. to 11 p.m., <laughs> which is exactly what JP wants. I love it. Um, so, oh, there's also a uh, Jimi Hendrix cover band playing that night. Oh, nice. man. Now, I saw this guy. Ralph Woodson is his name, I think. And I saw him at the Bistro yes. several years ago. I remember this guy, yeah. He rocked it. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he blew me away. Wow. So much so that I kept wanting to book him for a BNA party. Oh. But um, I, the, the owner down there, Vic, you know, we've had him on the show. You guys know Vic. Yeah. He couldn't remember the guy's name or his number <laughs> or anything. And I was like, yeah. Because I didn't get to him until like a month later. I said, hey, that guy you had was just incredible. I want to book him. And he, he didn't, he couldn't remember it. Um, Colin knows everybody, so ends up say he he had, he actually requested it to me. He said, "Hey, I know this Jimi Hendrix guy," <laughs> and I said, "You know, tell me more about him. I wonder if it's the guy I saw." It turns out, same guy. This guy kicks ass. Well, so that's how this party's going to end. Well, that's after the dinner. The, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, maybe even. I hope it's. I hope for Sean's sake that it's after the dinner. Yeah. If it's during, because he's going to rock that. I kind of hope it's before. Right. <laughs> Is that you know, Colin? Hey, Colin. You should do two shows. Well, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> right. what's going on? <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that. Maybe Brain Oil can open for him. <laughs> Clear the room. <laughs> right. You know, I uh, I use Skype only to talk to you, so I, like, had to dig hardware out of the garage and the whole thing, so. Hardware. I'd replace forgot a cable. Yeah, some punch cards <laughs> were torn. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I actually uh, on past punch cards, I got the paper tape that feeds in. Oh, and the paper tape was kind of you know taped together. And business so, is good know, at downtown. Or something. <laughs> right. So, Colin, I was just telling him about you know kind of how the fest got started. That you and I just thought, you know, mostly you, you thought, hey, let's do something different from the radio show. Why don't you tell us about your idea for this fest? Well, you know, my my uh, whole show was there's uh, for every brewer there's like ten people at least that make a brewery work, and um, uh, I get all the credit, and and you know there's a ton of other people that are helping out, and and North Bay makes great beers. Um, we've actually defined some of the beer styles out there in the world, um, and I thought it would be kind of fun to get a bunch of people from different North Bay breweries, not necessarily the brewer, but maybe the hostess or the driver or the guy who scrubs tanks, and have them come and say, hey, why are they excited about craft beer and what do they do? 
and, and what makes what their job is important to brewing. And the only way to really do that is to do five-minute interviews randomly uh, dispersed out through the day as they show up and have a big beer fest that celebrates all these North Bay beers. So that was my idea. I took it to you, and you said, I think we can make this work. Well, let's figure it out. Yeah, so as you can imagine, you know, Colin calls me, and I, I'm with him the whole time. You know, this is a great idea. Right up until I found out I got to interview the truck driver. Uh, you know, so now I got to interview everybody in the business all the way up, which I think is a great idea. I think Colin's right on, but yeah. I'm just so lazy. I'm like, can I just cut to the brewer? Well, how many how many times are you going to go, oh, so what do you like about your job? I can afford the, the skag that I need to get through the day. <laughs> right. Well, actually, what I find, because I talk to these people all the time, I find they're all really excited to be a part of craft brewing and and that they each have their own story. Yeah, no, I'm the restaurant manager of this restaurant because my boyfriend was a brewer at this restaurant and we broke up and, and I didn't want to leave craft beer. I mean, every one of them has a story that involves craft beer. And it's really exciting. And and. And it, you don't have to be a brewer to be in the middle of the craft brew revolution and be excited. Right. No, I, I agree. So that's the kind of stuff we're going to do. We're going to do short interviews all the way through. We're going to set up a booth there. Plus, we'll have webcams kind of showing everything the whole time. Um, it'll look a bit like the GABF broadcast, if you saw that, um, where Push will be producing it. And we'll just bring you as much of the festival home as we can over a, a few-hour period. I'll be honest with you. We're not going to be on the air from 12.30 p.m. to 11 p.m. Oh, why not? But uh, but we are going to pick the heart of the festival and showcase some beers, some brewers, some staff, um, and, and try to bring it home. So I think it's a good idea, Colin, especially because well, it's not really a North Bay Fest. Well, the other fun part of this whole project has been I get to spend eight hours a day calling up these brewers that I, you know, I know because I've been brewing in the North Bay for, oh, 12 or 13 years now. I know them, but I don't get to talk to them every day. They're busy. I'm busy. And I get to call them up and say, hey, you know, I'm doing this festival and uh, I'm kind of looking for your rare beers, your weird beers. You know, the beers you're proud of, but you didn't quite make enough to really sell out of and and you've got a five gallon keg hiding in the back and they're like well i don't know um do you want me to donate this keg and it's like no i don't want you to donate it this is a for-profit event i want you to sell me this keg and all of a sudden their eyes get all bright and it's like yeah we can see some cakes what do we have <laughs> and so they've been digging through their little library trying to find uh find things find random things that they've got laying around and, and we found some fun stuff already um, we've got about 20 more cakes to secure in the next week. Um, but I'll have 40 faucets pouring, and I'll have about maybe 60 beers in the library. So some are going to have to uh, get exchanged out in the course of the day. Wow. Um, but yeah, we're going to have probably 60 beers and 40 faucets. So it, it should be a lot of fun. This sounds great. Yeah, what are some of the breweries? Um, well, you know, I put up a uh, list that I've kind of been publicizing to Brewing Network people, but it's not the official list yet. Okay. Um, well, give us some so off the top me, of your head. Some you know for sure. You know, uh, the top of my head is really small, so let me go onto the website here. So I'm going to have some beers pouring, like, obviously. Downtown Nap- Joe's Nap- is one. Napa <laughs> um. <laughs> Nap- Nap- Smith is going to bring their organic IPA that just won silver at GABF. Nice. Um, and, in fact, it's the same batch that won silver. So if you want to wow. taste what that one uh, uh, really tasted like. 
Uh, Moylan's uh, is sending over six kegs. Um, Moonlight is-, is sending over either four or five kegs. We're still negotiating about the uh, unhopped beer. Is Brian coming um, out? Is he going to come join us? You know, I haven't put the uh, screws to him yet to make to see if he comes. Because Brian um, is the brewer and the truck driver and the hostess. <laughs> yeah, so. You'll have to interview him yeah, like five well, times. He is. And, and in fact, if you've ever seen his uniform, yeah. he has one uniform for each. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell him to bring all of them. And the, and, the, and the name on the uniform, you know, they're all embroidered and, and it'll be a work shirt. And the name will say... Ingrid in charge of international relations. <laughs> right. That's who I want to interview. <laughs> and he'll go deliver with Ingrid uh, as his name tag all there. That's great. Yeah, I think he showed up once at a bar. I was that with Sanjay, was his name on the, on the, on the uniform. It was awesome. <laughs> that's great. Was all he, right. Was I, he head I, of I, IT? He's one that says Manuel and uh, in charge of cleaning. <laughs> right. So what, who else do you have on that list? Uh, Blue Frogs uh, sending some beers over. I was talking to Nick uh, yesterday. He's not sure what he's sending yet. He's He's got some neat stuff that he's been uh, barrel aging um, that will never get released at the brewery um, that, he, that he likes. He's trying to find something that will actually make up five gallons because he's got a bunch of one-gallon stuff. So he's still working on that. Russian River's sending over some stuff. Um, uh, Heretic's going to send over all three flavors that they've got carbonated. Great. Um, uh, Lagunitas uh, um, is sending me... Uh, four beers. Uh, just got one of them in today, the Doppelweiss. Um, uh, the other three um, uh, should be coming in the beginning of the next week. I've got a cast condition cappuccino stout uh, coming. Um, Iron Springs uh, is sending uh, four flavors over, including their Kolsch, which is the GABF winning batch from this year. Great. Um, I want to try that. Third Street Ale Works. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, Randy, uh, Third Street Ale Works got into a motorcycle accident. No. Um, is, is much better, is at home uh, after many days of intense care. Um, his assistant's going to come over and uh, talk about the brewery. Um, uh, his assistant's uh, a Davis kid. And... Uh, uh, and really, really bright about this brewing stuff. Okay. Um, so he's he he put together a, a neat selection of flavors from them, and he's going to come over to represent them. Uh, Randy won't make it. Uh, we're hoping Randy's out of bed by then. Sure. Um, Ouch. Ale Industries is sending up three flavors. Great. Uh, Arnie at Marin Brewing said he'll send me whatever I want. Um, but he was too busy to talk to me. He was on the brew deck. Oh, yeah. Um, so we haven't quite negotiated it out. Um, uh, Chad is working on Drake's Triple Rock and 21A for me. Okay. Because um, he, he has better contacts there than I do. Yeah, we'll I mean, get that handled. I, don't, I, I could call Sully and bug him, but I, I, that's the only number I've got for 21A. Um, and then Bear Republic, I found a couple of uh, rare ones at my distributor. But also, there's some other ones that uh, uh, they're going to uh, send over as well. So I already have the XP cask and the Monkey High Five. I don't know if you've ever read uh, uh, Rubicon's Monkey Knife Fight. Um, it's yeah. a black uh, IPA. Um, well, the guys at Bear Republic liked it so much, they decided they were going to do uh, their version of it, and they called it Monkey High Five. Um, <laughs> they're a more peaceful brewery. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe there's only one keg left in existence, uh, and and we have it for the festival. 
Great. Well, this is shaping up to be one hell of a festival, Colin. I, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. Um, uh, ticket sales have been going really well. We're about 50% sold out. Really? So there's um, only, what, yeah, 250 so tickets or something? 250 tasting tickets and 50 dinner tickets. And okay. one person bought 10 dinner tickets. Oh, wow. Uh, that kind of, yeah, that kind of... Uh, put the dinner on the uh, uh, on the uh, endangered list. <laughs> Life support. Uh, in one Oops. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Got to get in there quick. Yeah, especially for the dinner. The dinner, I don't expect to make it. You know, even through the night. Maybe, maybe it will. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to see. But, you know, Sean normally does dinners for two thousand people. So dinner for fifty for him is you know like oh I have to get out of bed. Right. <laughs> If you want to go get tickets right now so that you're sure not to miss out, don't pull this normal BN bullshit with me that I didn't give you any warning and I didn't tell you it was happening and you missed out on tickets. You can go right now to downtownjoes.eventbrite.com or go to our homepage, and there's tons of links there to to get to it. And you can pre-order your tickets right now. As Colin said, it sounds like they're about halfway through already, so... Get your tickets now because it's going to be a good day with some great beer. And uh, I like that you've, you know, I actually like that it's kind of small, 250 people. I think we're going to have a good time and yeah. we'll get to we'll get to talk and hang out with listeners and, and just make it, you know, a little more fun. So get your tickets right now, downtownjoes.eventbrite.com. The event date is Sunday, October 23rd. From tw- It starts at 1230. So get there early if you want to try some of these rare beers. 1230 is early. Yeah. I'll be- you know, I, I, well, I, I wanted it. I was thinking of, uh, you know, like what the Bistro does for like the, the double IPA Fest and the IPA Fest that they do. And they do it like noon till late. And it's a totally different crowd in the morning than it is in the evening. Right. And, and that's kind of fun. I didn't want anybody to go, well, man, I have to work on Monday. So if I started the event at 5, then there's going to be people that couldn't show up. Sure. Um, and we're going to miss out. And so I kind of wanted to have a day. And have it be, you know, a little bit more relaxed and trying to crush everybody into four hours. I like it, except that I will only have been awake for 15 minutes by the time it starts. So, I'm, Well, I'm, you know, that, that's okay. We, we, we will pour you out onto the tile and pour beer in your mouth until you're wide awake. Perfect. That's how I like it. That's what Kate the Great does to me now anyway, so it'll feel just like home. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, you really ought to go buy your tickets right now. If you're downloading the podcast, it's 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 Wednesday. You're already a little bit late. So go do it right now. Get your tickets and uh, come hang out with us because uh, it's going to be a good time. And of course, if you, know, you- and, and, and it's going to be the beginning. I, I think the North Bay style is a style that's unique to itself. And I think that a North Bay festival is something that just needs to be a permanent addition to the beer community. So I'm not, I'm not looking at this as an only festival. I'm looking at this uh, as the first festival. Perfect. Well, glad we're in at the at the bottom rung. Is it the first annual? <laughs> the first annual. That's there we go. There we go. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Every beer fest has to make that mistake, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, good. I'm glad it's going to be fun. We'll get to talk to some brewers. And then, of course, like I said, if you're not in California and you can't make it, uh, we will be streaming the thing all day Sunday. So we won't be having our normal Sunday radio show, but you'll be able to tune in and hear video. Uh, sorry, hear interviews and uh, kind of watch the action. Uh, hear us talk about the beer um, and things like that. So, so you can check it out and all on the Brewing Network. Podcast it into uh, something where we, you know, just take the interviews and throw them together. That might be fun too. 
That sounds like a lot and of work. I would volunteer my labor to make that happen. Oh, okay. oh that sounds great. So now then, what a great idea, yeah, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I know better than to uh, pawn off ideas that I'm not willing to volunteer for. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, are are you willing to uh, set up a little cot uh, sleeping area for JP? Because that's really a long day, and he's going to need a nap at, at like four naps, actually. Seriously, because if I get, well, I have to well, be there like eleven. There, go ahead. There's about eighty. There's about eighty sacks of barley in the green room. Uh, it's stackable furniture, so you can kind of make whatever shape furniture you need. Right. So you know, I mean, it, it's worked really out. Uh, worked out really well for the tour. Um, uh, uh, when uh, you guys needed to do the tour with uh, young groupies, um, and I'm sure <laughs> for the we'll tour, the Schumann tour, he doesn't have anything better to do. I don't. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want to set it up right in the middle of the festival. Oh man! And just have you like lay down in your pajamas three or four times throughout the day. Or you know what would be better is just put up a webcam there. <laughs> And I'll go. I'll go sleep. I'll go get up. I'll bring my robot jammies or maybe my Cookie Monster pajama pants. The sleep cam, the JP sleep cam. Yeah, you know, you know you want to do it too. Yeah. We're at eleven thirty, and the dinners and start till seven thirty. <laughs> right. And you know how long those things take. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, and the other two really, really exciting things that are going to be going on is we've got there's we've got more Rob coming out again to do to do tattoos. Oh, I forgot so about that tattoos. Yep, so we're going to be doing some tattoos. He's going to bring a bunch of grenade artwork so people are going to have their choices. Um, his hand is uh, doing much better than the last time you guys were live. The okay. last time he limited himself to four yeah. uh, tattoos, but this time he thinks he's probably going to be able to do six. Nice. Um, uh, so get in early and sign up with Rob because uh, that's a, uh, uh, you know, you sign up when you get there kind of list. Um, and he's got a bunch of neat artwork. He's got the winter grenade. He's got the, of course, the official grenade. Um, but he's also got um, a couple of variations on the the uh, harvest grenade that we're doing uh, uh, for this festival. Uh, I kind of think, uh, you know, we've got at least six wet hot beers that are going to be available. And uh, this might end up becoming the North Bay Wet Hot Festival of how much wet hot beers everybody's trying to give me. Nice. So, uh, yeah, so that that kind of might, might be neat. Uh, we might uh, end up doing a, uh, a a sort of a wet hop grenade logo too, where all the tips of the petals are brown or something uh, as one of the tattoos. Uh, Rob and I have certainly talked about a lot of that. And then for those people who don't uh, want uh, to go to the dinner uh, because they'd rather waste those uh, calories on beer instead of food, we've yeah. got um, a Jimi Hendrix cover band. Um, Who's not like your random Jimi Hendrix cover band. He is so famous. He was Jimi Hendrix in the documentary of Jimi Hendrix. Oh, nice. And um, and uh, it's Ralph Woodson and the... Uh, he used to be the Ralph Woodson trio. They just uh, reorganized into Purple Haze. And uh, he's going to be up... Uh, he's been playing for us for 14 years. Does everything Jimi Hendrix and everything Stevie Ray Vaughan you can think of. Beautiful. Oh, He's good, great. I'm telling you. At the end of the show, does he uh, lay down on his back and throw up? <laughs> um, I haven't seen him do that. I have seen him put lighter fluid on his guitar. Yeah. And, and I have seen him play his guitar with his teeth. Hmm. So I've seen him do that, um, too. Yeah, the teeth. I, I've, I've seen him play guitar behind his back. Yeah. I've seen him do all the Jingle Wonder tricks, and he does it like they came natural, not like he's 
trying to pose or do anything. I, and it's also, true. just as a genuinely really nice guy. Yeah, I uh, might he, skip the a, dinner myself <laughs> just to check it out because I'm telling you, he rocks, man. So I'm he, glad he really does. It's a lot of fun, and and um, he did not want to play on Sunday, so it took me two months. I had to talk everybody into this. It was like, um, okay, who do I need? Okay, I need Sunday. Well, I don't know. Right. I had to talk everybody into this, and and Ralph was the hardest. Okay. I, I for two months I said, you know, he's like, hey, I, I really need some gigs on Friday night. And I don't normally book the bands, so I don't have a lot of pull with them. But, but, uh, so, but I'm usually the guy who answers the phone to give them to the general manager who books the bands. And so he calls me up and he says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to book some dates with Bobby, but he's not returning my calls. Well, are you going to do my Sunday? Uh, well, I don't, we don't play on Sundays. I I'm not really going to do it. Well, if you want to play on Sunday, you call us. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's almost like Sunday's the sacred day of rest or something. <laughs> Play hardball. Yeah, yeah it, it really was for Ralph, and and, uh, and he's a full-time musician. He doesn't do anything other than play music. So well, LSD uh, doesn't work as well on Sundays as it does on Fridays. So. He, he, he charged me a little bit extra. Well, that, that'll mean four gigs in a row for him. Okay. And, uh, he should really upgrade. So That's he, not a lot. He charged me a little back trip, but I finally was able to strong arm him into it. All right. He's going to be good. So we got a lot of rare beers. We got tattoos. We got music. We got the Paxton dinner. I haven't told Colin this yet, but I'm actually going to get a full nude of Colin tattooed to me uh, yeah. that day. I'm not going to. Well, it's it's a good day to get a tattoo um, because now the guy can can do uh, six instead of four. Right. So he, that's right. It's always good to hear that your tattoo guy is he's ready to go. He's all right. That's it. He's, he's going to sign up early. Yeah. So get one through four. All right. Downtownjoes.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets right now. It's thirty bucks for the tasting, uh, which is a good deal. It gets you a six ounce glass with a wristband and ten tasting tickets. Then you can buy tickets for two bucks after that. So a lot of rare beer and a really good deal. It's um, eighty bucks to get into uh, the Paxton dinner that night, and those are very limited tickets. And and I will tell you this. Um, for those of you who think that's an expensive dinner, I get it. Um, it's worth every penny, and then some. You'll have a really great time at that. So I wouldn't shy away from taking the opportunity to have a Paxton dinner if you've never had one. Um, and then, of course, we get to hang out with Colin. And, and for Sean to cook dinner for 50 people, we're going to be... It's going to uh, be our general manager, who's been a chef for 30 years, and Sean working together for three eight-hour days um, to make... Uh, uh, 50 dinners. So Love that it. gives you an idea of the kind of labor that goes into something like this. So they're, they're literally going to spend three hour, eight hour days before you sit down making your dinner. Perfect. Well, one of those days is spent uh, conceptualizing um, with a lot of. No, that's help actually. From Sean, Sean's great at that. Anytime I've got a, a recipe question, I call up Sean and. And uh, he spends 20 minutes with me on the phone, and he sorts me out. And he goes, well, you think about, you got to think about the flavors of the North Bay. Yeah, well, con- consider what right, it means right. to live there. I mean, you know, all the farmers, all the great like farms. Driving through the fall. It's really fun, too. Yeah, what I'm struggling with is thinking about, thinking about uh, how coriander uh, plays with organic dirt. I'm really struggling with that. But I feel like if I put it in a pie and shove it up my butt... And let it condition up there. Yeah, I feel uh, I won't struggle anymore. It's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love well, Paxton. Does, we know what makes you happy. So, <laughs> all right, Colin, I got to get going. But uh, everybody, it's Sunday, October twenty third at Downtown Joe's. Come hang out with us or watch it live on the Brewing Network. Thanks for taking time with us, brother. 
Oh, thank you. Cheers. All right. Talk to you soon. There you go. The great Colin Kaminsky. <clears throat> Love him. He's a good dude. And going to be a good fest. So come on out. Join us. Limited tickets. Already halfway sold out. That's crazy. Just put them up a little while ago. So it's going to be a good time. Maybe take Monday off work if you're going to stay for the for the whole thing. I wonder what I'm going to do. I'm just going to pass out on his floor that night. <laughs> Colin, I'm going to go to your house, all right, bud? You stay here. I'm going to go sleep on your couch. That's what's going to happen. All right, so come out and meet the crew and hang out. we got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into our interview today. And um, it's going to be a good one. we got some good guys on the air going to talk about the London pub crawl. All right, uh, so if you got questions, 888-401-BEER. We're going to talk to James Campbell and Alex Stepney. The almighty London pub crawl in, uh, in the U.K., 888-401-BEER, or hit the chat now button on the homepage. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Brewcasters. Brewcasters on The Brewing Network. Welcome to the Metal Shop. This month, More Beer welcomes you to the place the magic happens. The More Beer Metal Shop. It's the place where unique products you can only get at More Beer are made. Go to morebeer.com and watch their new video about More Beer's metal fabrication shop and see how their custom brew sculptures, conicals, wart chillers, grain mills, and other proprietary items are made. Welcome to the Metal Shop. And all month, you can save on a selection of innovative More Beer equipment only this month and only at morebeer.com Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read 
read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This is www.thebrewingsnetwork.com Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network. Saving your life, one beer at a time. Back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. It's the session. We got a lot to do today. Uh, one thing I want to tell you about, though, before we keep moving, is about a new uh, program on the interwebs that I've been waiting for this to happen since I started the Brewing Network. I think right after I talked to Jamil about becoming a beer judge for the first time, so way back in like '06, um, we were talking about how difficult it is uh, to, to find study groups and to pass the test, and I just thought instantly, man, why is there not? Um, a, a web-enabled way to study for the BJCP. Well, it turns out that now there is. It's better beer scores, and uh, it, it's a it's a new beer judge uh, education program that you can do online. It's basically a webinar type of series, like kind of like Go Meeting, where you can go in there and everyone's on video and you can ask questions and taste together. You can go to beerjudgeeducation.com or check them out on Facebook. It's a fun new way to learn about craft beer and brewing while preparing to score well on the Beer Judge uh, certification program, you know, the BJCP, which is a difficult uh, test, as as JP here could uh, attest to. Yeah. Um, well, so can Nate. He did better than I did, though, but better well, beer is harder for me. <laughs> oh, it takes months to study for this. Study, right? Yeah, yeah this is a yeah. good What, idea. what really do good you idea. use to study, you know, before this webinar existed? Well, there are you, you you can listen to the Jamil show style guidelines and learn about each beer style anyway, but that that's kind of missing some of the other information that you need about tasting and things too. So, there are study groups uh, like physically if you're if you're lucky enough to be around a, a judge that um, is willing to run those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so or, this enables you to have a group but and this be is in a remote location. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, better beer scores, it's a 12 week series of live interactive uh, interactive uh, webinars. Um, each segment's uh, two and a half hours long, so you're really spending a good amount of time in there, which, by the way, you need to. If you start to look at this and say 12 weeks and two and a half hours and think that that's a lot of time, it's probably just enough time to do well on these tests. Oh, so yeah. You really need to get in there. Um, the, the webinars are all live. Uh, they're interactive. You can you have a certified beer judge in there with you helping you go through it. Um, so, you know, groups are also limited to 24 people. So you're really 
getting some pretty close hands on. God damn it. If my college classes were only 24 people, I might have actually learned something. And I wouldn't have to sit here with you yokels every week. Uh, so it's like small courses with a, with a good certified beer judge. Yeah. Um, so BJP, uh, you know, BJCP uh, exams a, a pretty challenging test, but better beer scores will prepare you to maximize your score. Even if you don't plan to take the exam, you'll learn a lot about craft beer. And it'll make you a better brewer. So I'll tell you the uh, better B, uh, JP BJ <laughs> test is fucking hard too. The JP BJ test, <laughs> yeah. that one's tough. Um, I've seen a webinar on that before. Yeah, I had to pay nineteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, uh, for it. But, but the good news is you can cancel right after. You can so. totally. Yeah, uh, there was a little identity theft afterward, but it, it's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine now. Uh, BeerJudgeEducation.com. Go check it out. Don't take my word for it. It's a pretty cool thing. And uh, by the way, I think that they guarantee um, that you score well on your test, or they'll let you take uh, the course again. Nice. So nice. it's a pretty it's a pretty sweet deal. Go to Beer Judge Education. It is about time. I don't know why more companies don't do that just in general. But, uh, uh, you know, because a, a lot of the complaints I hear, people want to take the, the BJCP test, but they're in BFE, Minnesota. Exactly. And they're so yeah. far away from no. anybody else. And these guys who don't have clubs, right? So yep. they're, they're in our club. It's a big and, option. Um, it's like we're an option yeah. for people that don't have a homebrew club. I think as, right. as right. this hobby explodes and people keep entering competitions more aggressively than in the past, we need more judges. And it's People aren't always local to somebody they can study with, so yeah, makes. Sense I like to that me. if you don't pass, you get to take it over again because I like to take the BJCP study course. I have no intention of taking the test at all. It's just <laughs> fun to go to and to drink beer and talk about beer. Right. I think I could be like an infinite every like twelve week cycle, like one after the other. You're like <laughs> you're like an honorary just keep doing it judge. Yeah, anyway, hang out in there. Yeah. All right. Well, go check them out, and you know what? Tell them tell them that uh, we sent you because they're a small company and they're checking things out and I yeah. think they're going to be I think they're going to do really well. I I've, I've met them at JBF and really enjoyed speaking with them. And uh, I tell you I've been waiting for this to happen and they're the, they're the first ones to do it. So go check it out and uh, let them know uh, that we sent you. All right, let's talk to our guest today where we've got James Campbell and Alex Stepney from the Almighty London Pub Crawl. Hey guys, how you doing? They're currently seeing that. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know what's happening. Hey guys. <laughs> Alex, James, you there? They can't hear me. Slightly less pixelated. I wonder if I hope they're talking shit. Can you hear me now? Hey, Alex and James. Let's just listen to their conversation. That's fucked up. Oh, they're taking pictures. Heard a camera. What's going on with my Skype? I hate you. I haven't touched anything. Alex, do you think it's worth? Are we going to need to explain? I I can't do that. No, 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 there's no way. I can't do that. That's a good radio. I'll tell you what, if it was Sully, I would have done it, you know? We have to listen to these fucking wankers all day. Oh, God, we're on. Hey, uh, BN, what's happening? Wow, I love your show. Yeah, your show's the best. Oh, God, how long is this going to take? I know. Why did you schedule this stupid interview at this time? It's like 8 a.m. here. I see why. I'm going to have to hang up on them. Uh, Hey, guys, you you probably caught up with the delay by now. I'm going to hang up on you real quick. This is bloody ridiculous. And call you back. <laughs> was that a good accent? Uh, uh, Did was, I fool you? I don't know what accent it was, though. I'm going to tell you right now, the English hate having their accent mocked. Uh, well, because probably no one can do a very good job. Nobody does sure. a good job, and everybody uh, thinks they can. Especially so Americans. Even I've, I've even had English friends that I'll do it as a joke, and yeah. they just stare at you like you're an asshole. Well, they go, really? I'm like, uh, that's never, uh, you know, happened. Yeah, right. It's like people in the chat making fun of me. It's like, oh, that's real cute and clever. Uh, wake me next time you do that. <laughs> right. All right, we're going to try again. I think maybe I fixed the problem. Hey, James, Alex, you guys there? This is going to drive me insane. 
James? Alex? In the membrane? Can you hear me? So I can hear them. Yeah. Cool started. Hey, Vey. Hello. Can't hear you. I know. We know. <laughs> Why did both of you say that? We then? apologize. Huh. I fixed it. Yeah, our volume's up. Skype volume, it's up. Mm-hmm. They're trying everything, too. Which is basically two things. You make sure your mic's on and your volume's up, and then that's all you can really check. All right, I'm going to try one more thing. And then I'm going to have to do it the expensive way. What is that? What's the expensive way? They're going to have to call us. Sounds scary. <laughs> yeah. Scott, at, Scott to really quick with that. Wait, wait, wait. Well, this isn't cool. Way, yeah. This isn't cool. Scott the Jew. Hey, I look out for other people, too. It's not just my exactly. expenses. Oh, it's in your blood. I'm yeah. considerate. Considerate. Uh, it's like work. that joke. <laughs> And what should we talk about? We should talk about how I want to jump out of an airplane without a parachute this time. I can make that happen. Hey, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's got... You know, flying I, I did. I actually could, went up in a tiny airplane t- this morning, and I flew it uh, as part of a flying lesson. Did not jump out of it at 10,000 feet. Oh. It kind of felt weird to land in it. Next time, try that. Hey, Alex, James, you guys there? All right, I'm going to kill myself. Do it. Uh, Moscow, why don't you Skype them, like chat with them, tell them we're going to have to call. Give me a number or have them call the 800 number. I think the 800 number works from there. Make that happen for me, will you? What's the website again? <clears throat> Our guests? Yeah. It's uh, jambell, J-A-M-B-E-L-L dot com forward slash pub crawl. Hmm. Check it out now. Check that stuff out. Oh, James Campbell. It's like Jam Bell. I don't get it. Sounds like a some Britpop band. I like his Skype name. I hope I can give it out on the air later. It's <laughs> <laughs> really? a good Skype. Well, it was a band, and the band didn't work out. So Not that it works anyway. What the hell's wrong with this stupid program Wait, anyhow? They're saying, okay, so we were talking earlier about how many, how many pubs we think are in London. Yeah. They're saying 3,800. Yeah, I, I think that it's, the they, it's the way they it's the way they define. Pub. Yeah, they're not Love all. It. They're not all. I, I think that there's a there's an alcohol license and there's a pub license. Yeah, and I don't think that those are pub licenses. I don't think there are thirty eight hundred pub licenses. So that's how they were able to back down a little bit and actually take on the task. I love it. I could try once more, but Oops. the risk of me jumping through the window becomes greater every time I try it. <laughs> You're tempted. I'm doing it. Hang on. Let me open the curtain so I can just jump out the window. Uh, hey, we're on the first uh, story here. You know. Yeah, but there's rocks below. <laughs> yeah, and the you're, glass. You're fragile. <laughs> yeah, I'm very <laughs> right. exactly. My head will break. Guys, can you hear me? <laughs> James, <laughs> Alex. No. All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> My glass breaking sound when I need it. Uh, Lucky I'm in a good mood today. I actually don't even care that much now. Why are you in a good mood? Luckily, we have know. a great sponsor like Beersmith. That's right. Yeah. You know, I saw Brad put out, a, like, he has this email thing, and uh, this this time he was talking about uh, cloudy beer, like, the, the causes of that. It's pretty good. It's, interesting. it's a good, interesting read. Yeah. What he's putting out a book. He's got a book coming out, right? Uh, he put out a book already. Does, really? Yeah. Let's see. Not too long ago, he put that out, actually. Uh-huh. Um, what was it? Oh, it's from his blog, basically. It's a lot of the best excerpts from his blog. Uh, Homebrewing with Beersmith. You can go check that out over there, beersmith.com. 
Oh. In the meantime, you know, you can still get your free 21-day trial of Beersmith software. If you go to Beersmith.com and download the program, 21-day trial of uh, the best brewing software out there. If you don't like it, you don't have to pay for it. It's a pretty sweet deal. Take the guesswork out of brewing with Beersmith. No need for pages of equations, multi-page spreadsheets, or pure guesswork. Get the beer you want the first time. Uh, scale recipes by batch size. Um, schedule your brewing activities with an integrated calendar. Mash profiles for advanced brewers. Pick any mash schedule from the preloaded table in seconds. Uh, convert recipes automatically from all grain to extract. That's a pretty cool feature if you want to slow down one day and just do a extract batch. Uh, over 300 recipes available on Beersmith website, too. So a lot of things there. Um, this, the Beersmith uh, Brewing blog, uh, blog.beersmith.com is what Tasty was talking yeah. about. And uh, the book that he released is basically the best articles from that as well. And uh, I know he's getting into the interview scene, too. He's uh, He does some some video Skype interviews. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's got the podcast out yet or not. i got to yeah, ask he him does. about that. Yeah. It is out? Okay. I've done a couple yeah. of those of them. It's, pretty, it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh, cool. Look at Nate over there moonlighting. <laughs> yeah, why don't you uh, ride on someone else's coattails, Nate? What the fuck do you think you're doing, Nate? Yeah. You didn't... Uh, uh, you well, didn't... I found out he wasn't going to offer a paycheck either, so it just makes me doubly <laughs> stupid, <laughs> I, like, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you go with there's more promise. Tasty, did I well, forget you know, to have Nate sign the waiver that says we own <laughs> no, him and it. his he, content? No, he signed I put a, oh, I shouldn't even have said anything. I had a voice disguising thing. And I just kind of blew it. Well, you know what? I'm glad you lost for the fourth year in a row at GABF. <laughs> Take that. Oh, right in your face. handle that much face. <laughs> Take that. Fifth time's a charm. five or six. <laughs> right. All right, go to beersmith.com, get your free 21-day trial. Uh, how's that long conversation going over there, Moscow? Are they going to call the 800 number? Uh, I have a new Skype that you can try because they, um, maybe they're honorary Jews. I don't know. They don't want to call because it costs too much. It's an 800 number. I know, but from England, it costs. It costs me. It costs you? If they call you? Yeah, it's my. It's an 800 number. Oh, okay. Um, in, in the meantime, then try, uh, I, I just sent it to you on your Skype, but I'll, I'll tell them to call. All right. Because now I just changed the settings on my Skype if it was me, and now it could all be screwed up. I'll try it, though. God damn it. We're never going to get this done. Let's just take the day off. No, all right. Not, you're calling me, Jay. Oh, hey, Scott. <laughs> you should have answered, Scott. Use your English accent now. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that was, what? That wasn't good? Come on. <laughs> oh, you see, this is why... It fools me, but you're an idiot. You're all it's English awful. People. That was like Cockney. It was not. Hello. It's awful. Yeah, no, like, it's not. It's perfect. That was, that was like, the most English robot I've it's ever heard. dead on. Shut up, Crocodile Nundi. All right, let's try this one. See what happens here. I'm just going to... I was going to drown my sorrows in this Firestone DBA. Do yeah. it. We got a lot more of that. We can just keep drinking it. I don't yeah. know why you guys are drinking my beer out of the keg. Tasty's the only smart one that I should grab the DBA over well, there. Well, if you think about it, you can find DBA anywhere. How often do we ever get a drinkable beer from you in this house? Once every five years, I think. Right? Yeah. I figure I want to go to a local Belgian beer bar and pay 20 bucks or a thimbleful. <laughs> get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Or half mine. It's getting better, isn't it? It's mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. It's still pretty grapefruity, but... The chat is saying that it costs them if they call us, not you. It does? Yeah. Yeah. Start listening to the chat, Moscow. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's the brain trust. A lot of wisdom there. Is that working, that Skype? No, I don't he know. He asks as if he didn't already know. I'm trying. It won't let me... It won't let me there's no number to call. Yeah, they signed off their other names, so now I can't even talk to them. This is perfect. This is going swimming. They're on the same computer. They just logged out into a different account. That's going to help the hardware. They yeah. probably threw it out on some cobblestones. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, every road in Lo- in London is, <laughs> that, has yeah. cobble, it's cobblestone, that, right? Tell them they have to go to one of those red telephone booths and call us next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I sent them a request to be their friend on Skype. Oh, that's cute. And I we'll hope they to, reject you. <laughs> until they accept it, I can't try to call them on it. Hey, you know what you can do in the meantime? Try calling the Skype test number and see if it's a, a hardware problem. That'll be good radio. I know. See, you just got yourself fired as a professor. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out. Speaking of fake British accents, I think that chick has one. I there. call it sometimes <laughs> just to listen to it, so it's compelling. Or maybe I'm just lonely. Uh, all right, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, what do I care? At this point, what do I care? Let's see. So, Nate, when you uh, lose four years in a row, you probably get to taste a lot of the other uh, the other beers. I did, yeah. Uh, what did you? Anything you liked in particular that you thought should they have won? Oh, they were really besides good, actually. Own. Well, besides my own, I th- I really liked the classic American Pilsner that from Mike Riddle. That was a really, really beer? nice uh-huh. beer. Yeah. Right. Um, did, you, did you try all of Paul Sangster's beer that he made? Paul Sangster's beer was also really good. That was good. Really nice yeast profile uh-huh. on that beer. That was that was excellent. Gordon and I were going around tasting all the Gordon oh. Strong was there. Oh, good. Good guy to taste the, beer with. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. He was picking up like 10 times the stuff I was picking up on each of the beers as we were going through them. That's how you improve your palate is getting with somebody that's got a better one. The brewery had a really nice uh, really nice funky beer that they'd entered. There's a few sour beers showing up in the GABF Pro-Am now which is pretty amazing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, It just shows you where things are going. Yeah. And the quality and ideas were just off the charts good and interesting and better than ever before. I mean, it's always been good, but it just, it just keeps increasing. Wow. They haven't capped that category yet, but it, it gets closer and closer every year. I think it's capped at 96. Happy. They just haven't reached yeah, it yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they haven't reached that yet. I think it was on the high Hello. Welcome year, to Skype call testing right. service. Yeah, there they are. The beep, please record a message. And how many pubs is that? Your message will be played back to you. All right, I want to hey, find out so how many pubs up. have you been to? Hello. 23. Welcome to Skype call testing service. Moscow, stop it. It's perfect. <laughs> it's right on. It's terrible. Oh, there you go. All right. That's Nothing. a test. It's partly my problem then, isn't it? And by partly, I mean all. Hey, you know what I never did from uh, last show that I was on is uh, follow up with my stupid new Twitter game. You know what we what? can do, Jay? If it's your machine. Well, there um, you go. Sorry, Jipper. Maybe we can connect it to my laptop. Take the call through mine. No, we can't. No. Okay. doesn't work that way. Okay. So what's the game there? <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Um, the tour game, I'll, well, I'll ask a question on Twitter at the beginning of the, of the show, and then at the end of the show, we're going to read the, uh, the funniest responses, just to get a little feedback on the show and kind of get people talking on Twitter. So uh, the last question was just a test, which was, what's, uh, if Chad was a woman, what would his name be? Uh, but this week... Uh, I kind of like, uh, let's talk about Doc th- this week. So what I want to know is, the Brewing Network, if if Doc was not a dentist, what would he be? What do you think the perfect profession for Doc is? Um, so you just go uh, Twitter slash Brewing Network. I might think of a hashtag for it or whatever. But uh, let me know what you think Doc's profession would be if he was not a dentist. And holla back. I think he'd be a gigolo. Yeah, I picture him shining shoes in the airport terminals. You know, ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fucked up. What the guy looks like he'd be doing that? At least as a gigolo, he uh, would like what he's doing. He'd be a pharmacist. I think I'm close to fixing it. He'd be a pip daddy. <clears throat> I'm close. Yeah, he's that already. I think with a great big. Bodyguard. So we're gonna follow up on this Twitter game, right? Uh, well, if my producer reminds ago, me, yeah, yeah. Who's your producer? Oh, I don't know. Who's the producer? Um, Nick Petros. 
Hello, welcome to hey, Skype hey. Testing Service. So about these After pubs, the beep, oh. please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. All right, work, you bitch. Well, that's not very nice. I don't like that Skype lady. I'm tired of her. Well, she's very uh, curt and to the point. Is it work. very British? You bitch. Oh, it worked. There we go. All right, let's try that, huh? I think I see James on there now, too. This might actually, might actually earn my keep here today, after all. Even your computer's hung over after GDF. Hello. I think I see James on there now, too. Hello. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> hey, James, can I you hear, hear me? I hear audio. Oh, yes. Hang on. Your computer's hung over after GDF. Hello. Okay, I've turned off the stream. Okay, there we go. That might help. Oh, s- yeah. oh, look at Oh, wow. Oh, my palms we- can stop sweating did now. Did we do it? Oh, man. It's yeah. done. Yes. Wow, look yes! at that. All right. <coughs> Moscow's happy now because he knows he's not going to get beat after Woo! the show like a wife in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Got it working. Hey, guys, sorry about the hassles. Uh, Moscow screwed something up, ah, I'm sure of it. Of I did. <laughs> yeah. Good to have you guys all late at night over there. How you doing? No worries. It's 2 a.m. 2 a.m. I would ask if you just got home from the pubs, but uh, your pubs close at like 11 p.m., don't they? Mostly, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What's with that? It's a rough situation, I think. That's because they start at 6 p.m. Well, they have a huge binge drinking problem. We've been to some that do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that start at 6 a.m. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, hey, guys, are you getting an echo back there? Uh, no, the echo back there. we were before. <laughs> we were before, but now it's now it's pretty good. So, yeah, you guys are just on your laptop speakers, I assume. So you're going to hear a little bit of echo. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry about that. It's the nature of the beast. So, why don't you tell us about get us started here? So that because I, I have a lot of questions about the the pub scene and and your endeavor, um, and I want to get into that. But but tell me, uh, what is the Almighty London Pub Crawl, and and why did you start it? Okay, well, I'm going to try and answer this in as few words as possible. <laughs> I've wasted some already. <laughs> Bugger. And uh, so, about 2007, um, Alex and I used to go to the pub a lot. And uh, we, um, Alex kind of moved to a different part of London. And rather than traveling to meet up for a beer, we decided to meet up in the center somewhere. And we started doing this sort of wiggling uh, route across London. Uh, I think the first day we actually made it a really good, chunk, really good chunk of the way across London and then... Um, shit, I'm losing it here. <laughs> it already sounds like a lot of walking to me. I kind of didn't factor this like part walking, of the process yeah. in and that's a lot of walking. There, there was to start with because we didn't really have a plan. Uh, but but we, when, once we decided we, we had a plan, what we wanted to do, we, we could do a little bit of research and we could we could plan a route a little bit better, and, and that that meant we could we could see lots of pubs with less walking, which yeah. is always nice. That is nice, yeah. especially by the way, us fat Americans, we don't walk, so <laughs> you know, yeah, we yeah. ride segways. <laughs> yeah, was... we moan about it a lot. So. Okay, so you so it just kind of started that you guys were having fun because you were going to meet up for a pub. You, you you thought you'd hit pubs along the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, rather than going to one pub, we'd basically go to as many, well, go to one one drink in every pub. Okay. That the, yeah, that was the aim. And yeah. so at some point you just go, we're going to do every single pub there is in London. 
Yeah, obviously you're out. You had a few drinks. You make some silly comments. No, normally you forget about them, but th- this right. time we didn't. We we decided to be a bit more specific and, and focus on a specific area of London and aim to drink in every pub in that area and then kind of spread it out from there. Really, I think I did a search on Yahoo for how many pubs there were in London, and the figure I came up with was about three thousand eight hundred, which I think was probably pulled out of some guy's ass on the internet somewhere but right i know that guy yeah probably yeah. actually it's just disappeared to get some more beer okay <laughs> um, yeah okay and um so we that was a slightly daunting task so at that stage we looked at something that was tangible and um just picked really the kind of the city of london which is which is um i don't know if you guys know this but like the city of london is just about a square mile it's really small. Yeah, so hard. help me out with that because it. I was screwing that up in the beginning of the show where I was trying to explain what the difference of the city of London and London is. So can you explain to me yeah. the difference? Okay, so I think up until not that long ago, London was basically the city of London. Okay. And there were lots of uh, kind of villages around it that, uh, as we are now, they, it's massive. It's about, um, I, I don't know how many... It's like millions of people live there, and it's 25 miles across. It's a massive, it's a massive uh, metropolis, as you might expect. And um, so but the city not- of London is really a tiny, tiny area. So when we, I mean, I hope we haven't oversold this to you uh, in the sense that it's- <laughs> right now it turns out they went to like 12 pubs. Yeah. <laughs> Covered them all. That's it. That's it. We have um, we've been extending out quite. I did, a I did that way. last week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice. That's tasty, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, you've now gone farther than just the square mile of the city of London. Well, we, we finished the, most of the pubs in the city of London. I, I think we, we got up to nearly 200, and that was this? just about as many as we could find. So, uh, so we decided to, to do some of the areas around the city of London and slowly spread out. Now, hang but on it, a second. I, I'm, I'm no... I'm no math whiz, but you're telling me that in one square mile, there are over 200 pubs. It's probably just under 200. Well, yeah, they're a, a foot wide. That's not to say we found them all. That's amazing. Just, yeah, they're very small. Just, that's that's, that's density, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's worse than that. There's 700 licensed premises there. In a square mile? A square mile. But that includes nightclubs and cafes and supermarkets and, and, and lots of places uh, where you don't normally go for a beer. Okay. Cor- headquarters that have, a, you know, a free bar. Yeah, over here there are, there are police stations with, with bars and yeah. fire stations. And- <laughs> no wonder your young people have a binge drinking problem. <laughs> they can't go in, they can't even be arrested without being offered a pint. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's terrible. That's fantastic. Oh, I love it. I want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm having trouble picturing, and I've been to London, so I know it doesn't look this way. But oh, I'm having world trouble, traveler, whatever. <laughs> I'm having trouble picturing anything else other Ser- than pubs. In if it's a one square mile, seriously, uh, that's why London's you know, great, right? Justin, I, uh, I was looking at the uh, Google map of how big an area uh, the size of San Francisco is. Yeah, right, and the square mile is about as big. No, in fact, it's nowhere near the size of the Golden Gate Park. Is that the park in San Francisco? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one there, yeah? Well, you can get blown and heroin at the same time. Right, all in one square mile. So it's about that size, you're saying? 
It's, t- it's it's smaller. It's way smaller. Wow. I mean, I think we've basically, a fra- you know, frankly, I think we've oversold this. <laughs> There's so many pubs. They're starting to it's back really out of their own interview. Yeah. Well, that's not that long a walk. You can, yeah, you know. I think even Tasty could walk a square mile. <laughs> I could do that. I mean, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think you could probably Depends do it. how many pubs I hit in one day. How many would you guys hit in one day? Yeah. Good question. What's, what's the most? We've probably done about 11. 11 is like the upper limit. In, in one evening, yeah. yeah. Probably so, normal, normally average about eight different pubs, I'd imagine. So the normal would be about eight or so? And yeah, yeah that's about the average. What would you have? Like a two pints at each one or one pint and out the door? What do you do? Are you yeah, kidding? Yeah. We, we normally have one drink in each pub. Yeah. yeah. One drink. But what, a, what, if the beer was, what if the beer was really good? Well. What, would you want to stay? And like, that's a good question. Do you ever stay? Well, that's the thing. There are, there are good pubs. Yeah, and they're not so good pubs. Well, that would certainly drive whether you stay or go. Sure. Yeah. There's, well, there's a really common theme like throughout England generally, and probably yeah. other parts of the world. That, I mean, there, there are places called the Slug and Lettuce. Yeah. Can you imagine a pub called the Slug and Lettuce? The Slug and Lettuce. That sounds awful. Lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> like bullets and Caesar salad. Famous name. <laughs> what is that? A chain? Yeah, but change, they're, they're, not, they're yeah. not good pubs. They're not good. They're, they're, yeah. they're very little atmosphere. Very little. No, 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 no good beer. Normally, it's just a couple of beers and, and no uh, good. No cask ale. Do you get uh, that in America? We do, Sometimes, but it's yeah. it's a specialty. Like yeah, you, it, you yeah. get it at a really good uh, beer bar. You know, that's 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 pretty much a so that's a normal thing. That's well, it's not. Is it normal? I mean, there are. The, there are the pubs that are kind of clubs that have um, basically just kegged cellars. Yeah. Um, there's no cask ale there. Okay. Uh, but all the there are loads of pubs which are owned by fillers. You know, they're like, um, I'm not sure what you call it, but they're... It's one of the bigger breweries, yeah. Lots of our pubs are owned by the same breweries. Okay. So all the, all the pubs are the same. You know, they all have the, like the same fillers. furniture and the same everything. Yeah. You could go into any pub. You wouldn't know where you were. You would just know which brewery owned it. And you're having to hit multiple of those to, to yeah. complete yeah. your yeah. mission. Most of them are. Yeah, we, okay. we were quite smart to start with because we, we didn't want to do all the nice pubs and then, and then leave us with 50 really bad ones to do. And <laughs> so yeah, we, way to we, spread we, it out. We did one good one, one bad one, and, you know, it, it wasn't so bad that way. <laughs> so just back to Tasty's question, too, about how much you're drinking. We're talking mostly you're going in and you're getting a mild. So it's like a, a 4% or less beer, too, right? Um, yeah, yeah but I imagine four is probably the average, I would say. It varies, though. Some pubs you go in and you have very little choice. You, you just have a standard ale, which is, you know, 3.8%, 4%. Sometimes you'll go to a pub that will have lots of beers and they may have a 5 or a 6% beer. Right. Um, yeah, generally, I mean, we're out and we're drinking quite quick because we start at 6 p.m. and the pubs close around 11, so you've got five hours. You drink fairly quick to get a, a more pubs in. So, you know, you don't want to go crazy and have the strongest beer you find. Right. Now, are you both married? Uh, I'm, I'm married, yeah. And I, sh- I should be married, but I haven't done the honorable thing yet. But you're in a, a long-term relationship with somebody. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. happened the day that you guys came home <laughs> and were like, uh, you know, obviously it happened the next day because you had to remember the idea, and you said, uh, hey, honey, um... You know what we're gonna do is hit every pub in London. What now, do you think of that? Hear me out. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> h- h- how did that go? How'd that conversation go? I, I, I didn't even raise it. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, that's a, male, it's a novelty approach. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. permission. She's the most tolerant woman in the world. 
she was in the pub at the time yeah. when we oh. discussed this. In fact, we've kind of blamed it on her a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, you have half to. The, half the idea. You have idea. to keep her guessing. Right. No, no, it's generally half her idea. Yeah. All right. Well, I like that then. That's good. That's well, good to hear. London is notoriously expensive, right? It's known for that. You don't want a vacation there because it's so expensive. So this has to have been an expensive undertaking for you guys, right? Yeah. I mean, if we yeah. added it up, Jesus Christ. How much I mean, is how much yeah, is a sorry. pint? How much is the average <laughs> pint? Seven pounds? The, the problem as well is this, the city of London, it, it's now the financial district. So you have lots of people that have lots of money who are willing to pay whatever the price is for a beer and, and you know oh, we're not we're not bankers we, we don't have a massive amount of money so we, we you know we, we don't go crazy so you know? what's the average price seven pounds a pint oh no no a lot less oh it's less okay three pound fifty a pint about three fifty a pint is wow yeah safe so it's about it's, it's about it's in about, line it's about here yeah six fifty okay uh, I don't know what the dollar. I mean, the dollar's pretty close to the pound at the moment, isn't it? But no, it can't what? be. Couldn't I, have gone I back up that far. It was almost two to one, wasn't it? It is almost two to one. Oh, yeah, no, not at the moment. It's like one point five or one point four. Wow, what happened to you guys? It's uh, same thing that yeah. happened to us. One one <laughs> U- one U.S. dollar <laughs> right. right now is point six four British pounds sterling. So it is. Six. It's almost two to one. JP, that's not yeah. reliable information. <laughs> it's on the it's internet. It's on the internet. It's on a. It's on a website <laughs> called. Uh, well, I don't it was written by the same guy no. that uh, decided there were thirty eight hundred pubs in London. Right. So if you have one U.S. dollar, you got sixty four. Uh, what sixty four p? I guess right. That's that sounds right to me. Yeah. Last time I was there, that's about what it was. USA. Wait, is that good for us? I don't even know. It's bad. For I think us. It's oh bad. fuck! Yeah, it is, but it's still crazy. But. Although it's about the same as here, if you yeah. go m- well, many of the pubs here, if you go if you go here and get a good beer for for four fifty, you're doing good. It's a great bar, right? Yeah. So we're generally paying between five and six dollars for. You're a right. Pint. It, it oh, is. Yeah. It is the so same. It's yeah. pretty comparable. Yeah. All right. But now that we got that out of the way, too bad. But if so, more bars you go to, the more you're going to tip. Go on, Tasty. Well, the more you go to, the more you have to tip. You have to, like, you know. They don't tip over there. Oh, you don't tip? In- what? Really? That's, that's yeah. Really- Applaud. Oh, <laughs> Hats off to you that. guys. Am I right about that? No tipping? Yeah, no yeah. tipping. So, you know, you don't get a waitress service or a table service. You, you go to the bar to order your drink, and that's it. Although, to be fair, to be honest, we went, the, the first place we went to has been infected by the tipping kind of virus you might say no i'm only kidding i'm only kidding it's fine you're welcome um, <laughs> it's a tourist we went place to this new bar called a bavarian beer house uh-huh and uh they um had table service there and, and you have uh, a tip for that do you think you've got a t- tip for that i don't know the bavarians oh. it, it's kind of oxymoron because you don't tip in bavaria either huh. you tip a little bit if it's really good service it's okay you could tip a little but you don't do like 15 percent like we do oh. you might throw down an extra euro or two on top of your bill well here the argument is always the bar owners or the restaurant owners oh they only pay three dollars an hour to the service so you got to make up for it and tip so there do they they actually pay them a livable wage guys i feel like mr pink in reservoir dogs <laughs> right we're ignorant good Okay, Alex is back. Um, any more questions? What's um, we, we've gone on tipping? That's way off topic, surely. Well, that's okay. Uh, yeah. I Sorry, know you didn't. Very, very focused on the money side. You guys are going to learn quickly that whatever's important to me is what's a good topic. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, all right. So now you th- you've done over two hundred pubs. We have, yeah. In a two-year period, is that what you said? Over. Um, yeah, it's probably well over 200. It's probably about 250. How many days yeah. a week are you doing it? 
We do it once a month, uh, sometimes twice a month. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you guys were like, uh, hey, it's Monday. We got to. I thought you're doing a Monday through Friday or something. A professional, a professional drinker. Yeah, exactly. Like what you said, we're, we're both in relationships. We can't push it too much. <laughs> right. I have to hold on a steady job. <laughs> <laughs> so, talk to me about this. You mentioned that that some pubs are very good and, and some pubs are very bad. What makes a, a good English pub, in your opinion? Uh, there, there's a traditional English pub which is very kind of dark and, and small and old generally. And um, serves nice dark British ales, and then you have lots of uh, modern bars. Certainly in the financial district in London, you've got lots of modern buildings and lots of bars that are only a few years old, and, and they they've got no atmosphere, uh, no history. Um, it, you know, in, in England, we, we certainly we have lots of pubs with history, and that, that's part of the whole drinking experience here. Okay. I, see, I would I would agree with that. I think that's a it, when when we over here think of a, of a good English pub, that's what we would think of something with some history, yeah. something kind of dingy and dark yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I went to uh, I was in Santa Monica a few weeks ago, and my, the the only place I really drank was an old English pub, uh, uh, the King's Head, and it was dark and a lot of wood, a lot of dark wood, and a lot of pictures of uh, Brits in there, and uh, it was beautiful beer, and it was great. Expensive, but it was worth it because mainly because the atmosphere. Yeah, it was awesome. I like that there was a lot of pictures of Brits. Well, just to hammer it home. There's like a bunch of like. Well, there's like a couple of Winston Churchill paintings over the. They have like three fireplaces in the place. It's pretty awesome. That is cool. Yeah, so you have to have a minimum of three fireplaces, surely, mm. and <laughs> yeah. definitely at least two Winston Churchills. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, uh, it's actually. I think yeah. it's a law, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> They're copying oh, the yeah. format. There. There's some crazy laws here. I think well, that's one of them. I think. I think the other was. No, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, that was a dumb joke. Actually, I've got to interrupt you for this. Yeah, there's a pub called the Churchill. It's a mental place in uh, (laughs) Notting Hill Gate. That's the tube station. It's just down the corner from there. Round the corner. And it's got... The whole place is covered in flower, like, hanging baskets. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's basically, like, uh, covered in flowers. uh, (laughs) Hanging baskets. It's a great place. It's called the Churchill. And inside, they've got lots of... Shit, I can't remember what it is. Alex, what's the stuff hanging inside the church? It's like like bedpans and brass things. It's just crap. Bunch of weird shit. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Go and they do Thai food. It's weird. It is weird. What a weird combination so far. <laughs> and you can get a happy ending. It's a weird <laughs> ending. Is that like a wine cough? Yeah, like yeah. if you go for a massage and you get a happy ending, it's uh, a really good massage. Yeah, you yeah. With a tie, got you. It's not like a wine cough. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty much exactly that. <laughs> I'm looking at your. So you sent us some a, a, a nice um, slideshow so that I could follow along, which is good. I really like pictures. And um, most pubs in one night you did in September. And one of the pu- how many pubs did you do in your most pubs in one night? I think it was eleven. Is it eleven? Eleven is a. We've done the stats. We've we've counted up the totals, and eleven is the most number. Is the fuck? And <laughs> the and, and were you the drunk moment. at the end of that night? <laughs> I'd hope I so. Don't know if I Definitely. probably vomited after that. I would imagine. No, that was the night you walked the wrong direction home. Ah, that'll yes. make it for a longer trip. Who hasn't done that? Oh, well. That's good. Well, it's a minimum of eleven beers, right? It's probably closer to fifteen pints. Yeah, that's a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, so basically, there are a lot of places which are really shite, and to be fair, a few of them were halves. Half pints. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So, so what's a pi- what's a pint for you? 
think it's 16. Well, it, it's a little deceiving over here yeah. because an actual pint, I think, should it's be 16 ounces. Supposed to be 16. But bars don't really follow that. We would still say, the slang is still to say, I'll have a pint, and that could be anywhere from 12 to 14 to 16 those ounces. those cheater pints with the thicker bottoms on But we still yeah. call it a pint glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's a little so deceiving. In mills? In, Milli- <laughs> sorry, milliliters. Now you're just fucking with me, aren't you? Oh, now we need the internet. What's the question? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. 16 ounces to mill. It'd be like 473 milliliters. Yeah, there you go. Is that 25 mils to an ounce? Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's don't really know confusing. Either. Your gallon is 3.8 liters. Goddamn right it Out is. is yeah, so, yeah. How big is your gallon? See? That's right. <laughs> right. Can I chant now? Well, hey, now, hang on. One yeah. of the reasons that I brought up most pubs in one night is because I'm looking at your list, and on one of them, it just says White Horse. It's the White Horse. Now listen, <laughs> when I went there and I came back on the show talking about my pub experience, I yeah. came back and I said I really liked the White Horse. I had a great time. It was great beer. And Maybe the Slowney Pony, would it? It was not. It was called the White Horse. There was a big sign okay. on the front. And uh, and so our, our, our British listeners had a field day with me about what an idiot I am because there's a billion White Horses. And I, had, yeah. and I didn't specify which one. But on your list, it just says White Horse, too. So right. why am I the idiot? That's my question. <laughs> That's a good Maybe question. Maybe there's only one White Horse in the city of London. Ah. Yeah. Where were you, roughly? Fuck if I know. It was a good night. He was walking was the wrong London? way home, too. It was in London. Okay, I mean, because no, I've, no, no, I've not seen any other white horses in the square mile. I mean, there's all sorts of... There's, there's multiple oh. Cheshire cheeses. But <laughs> well, you but know what? So, here's... Again, here's where I'm a little slow on the uptake, too. I say I was in London because... I. I considered the whole area London. I thought everything was just like a, a suburb of London. Most of it is, yeah. Yeah, You're right, there's, yeah. there's London and there's Greater London. It, 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 it's so big and it's okay. constantly absorbing other towns that it's hard to know what is and what isn't London. So here's the, this is the problem. This is where I went wrong because I said I went to the White Horse in London, but really I went to the, to the White Horse in the, in the Greater City of London. Whereas if, if you were to say I went to the White Horse in the City of London, everybody knows what pub you're talking about. Uh, I wouldn't say everybody, Fuck, but yeah, yeah. They'd, 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 they'd have a better idea. But at least you've it, narrowed it, down the locale. So many so. White Horses. There are so many in, in England. Okay. Uh, it's there's, a very there's, there's probably name. a dozen in London. But the London as a whole. So, of these 11 pubs in the one night, how many of them would you call a good pub? Oh, uh, probably around half. It depends. Hmm. I mean, there are good pubs, there are bad pubs, there are average pubs. Hang on, what, what month, what, when were we talking here? That was uh, 2009, yeah, September. September. Yeah. Right, it was a long time okay. ago. In drinking oh. years, that's a long time oh, ago. Jesus, my liver. <laughs> right. Well, when a pub is bad, uh, what, what do you find bad about it? Uh, the beer or the service or the glass? Yeah, or sometimes what? the beer. Yeah, the beer, the beer the location. The upholstery. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on a spring. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's just, I mean, the, genuinely, the, 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 the area we plan to drink in, the city of London, historically is not the most pleasant area to drink in in London because it's it's full of bankers people that work on the stock exchange all day it's, it's not the place we would normally drink but we just wanted to be specific about what we were aiming for so we, we picked a small area yeah okay well that so, makes sense so even in these pubs that are just 
god awful suck. Do they even did they serve real ale? Typically, most of the time, where there are places that in the city of London itself that don't even serve that, that call themselves pub. Yeah, I mean, certainly there there are, there are lots of pubs that only sell lager. Uh, they won't sell real ale, and then there are pubs which sell ale but they serve it really, really badly. Okay. Um, you know, it, 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 it's mostly lager. Got to be honest, mostly lager still. Yeah, ninety percent. And and it's not even good lager. No, I mean, no. you, you do find a few good uh, European places. You know, there are a few kind of uh, German bars. Places it's more generic, you, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it's your Heinekens, your Carlsbergs, your Stellas. It, it's right. Very standard. Which you know, let's be honest, that's like a, a whole bunch of the U.S. too. Oh it's yeah, changing, but. I mean, it's not that's not the Bay Area, but it, in you know, you go to another state in the middle of the country somewhere, and and that's what you're going to find. Yeah, also. that's, that's kind of why I was curious because most of the bars in the U.S. that are no good at all are serving similar kind of thing. Yeah, it's just light lager from place to place. The lines yeah. are so dirty you can't even tell the difference between them. It's just the awful. only difference being that that beer also had to sit on a ship for two weeks to get to us, <laughs> so it's even worse. You know, yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Well done. Uh, all right. Now, let me ask you this: in in the in the couple of years, did you guys you ever get in any bar brawls? You ever get in a fight? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Well, there was that time then Polly called. Uh, oh, yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. We have lots of uh, kind of guests Never, that really? come along with us, friends and family, and, and oh, things. Okay. And, uh, there was a, a friend's wife nearly got into a fight quite recently. So yeah, it was nearly a girl fight. Yeah, that was quite good. That's, nice. not, that's not a fight. We call it a bitch fight. <laughs> you do? You guys don't call it girl fights? It's called a bitch fight? No, no, we have a bitch fight. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. We call them cat fights. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah cat cat fights. fights. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you guys good. write about these uh, places that aren't that cool. Uh, does anybody, like, call you on that? Like, the uh, pub owners say, hey, you wrote something bad about us? Or? Right. Not yet. No? Not yet. Not yet. No. Yeah. All right. You ever tell well, look the, over your shoulder? Do you ever tell the pubs what you're there to do? That you're that you're on this endeavor, or it doesn't really come up? Yeah, and we, we get some quite good reactions as well. Okay, but a lot of people say, you know, come back when you're finished, and we, you can have a free drink. But we know by the time we finish and we go back, that the same person won't be working. <laughs> just tell them that you're finished. Actually, I finished just now. That's weird. I'll be right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every pub you ever go into, you can give this story and say you've just finished. All right, it's <laughs> come up with a genius scam. Yeah. yeah. All right, so right. tell us about, do you got any recommendations of some of the best pubs that you've Yeah, found? what are your favorites? If you had to pick a, a pub to go to in the Square Mile, if you're in London. Well, yeah. no, it, you could give us a few, unless you have the answer to the pub to go to, but a couple would be good. Such a matter of opinion as yeah, well. Yeah, you've got to aim for the older pubs, really. The, the older pubs are the better ones. Uh, they, they all do nice ales. They all, they all know how to serve them. Um what's the, the, the Jamaica, Jamaica Jamaica Wine, wine House is a house somewhere around there I don't know if it's if it's me or what but it, when I think of great pubs in England I don't think of the Jamaican Wine House it doesn't know, it's a strange name but you look it up online it's an amazing little pub okay Ye Old Cheshire Cheese get that one on the list yeah okay yeah that's definitely on the list and I'm looking go I don't know if you guys have the list in front of you. I- I'm looking at some of yours here. I just want to make sure that some of our folks could could hear this too. Uh, the Ye Old Cheshire Cheese. It says that it was it's down an alley off Fleet Street. 
Uh, yeah. By the way, like all of London is down an alley, I just want to point out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this one is this one is off of Fleet Street. Uh, it was rebuilt after the Great Fire in uh, 19, uh, 1666, rather. Um, pub's been on site since the 1500s, and the cellars date from the 13th century uh, monastery, which I think that all of those facts right there make me want to go to this place. Very yeah, old. It's an amazing little place. If you like, if you like old, dark, pubs that, that's the oldest and darkest it's one of the best what's interesting when you go and and see so i you know i used to be a bartender and a server and you go and you look at these places and as a beer fan i love them They're, it's beautiful to be in and to sit in and, and it's really comforting and i like it as as a former bartender or, or service industry worker i go wow what a fucked up place to have to work <laughs> Because it, it's tiny, and you got to walk down like a, a staircase that's really dangerous to get to the beer. You know what I mean? It's a they're not built banging your head, and you're, you're falling over stairs and things. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. I, I never thought of that. I would think your biggest problem would be having to touch old upholstery from the you know 1700s without hand sanitizer. You know, I do have to do a little mind over matter situation where I can appreciate the uh, history more than my germophobia comes into play. So, I just wash my hands after I leave is what I do. It's fine. But the reason they're so dark is cuz they're so dirty and they don't want you to see that dirt. That's right. Hide to the dirt. It's a good point. I actually really, I have to say I'm kind of a nerd about certain things and old, because we don't have too many old things in the US, I, I I really do like history. So I like when you're walking on steps or floorboards and and there's a divot in this enormous beam of wood because people have been walking on it since the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of blows me away that feet, have, you know, just like mine have walked over this place for that long. You it's know? true. I really there's enjoy. A really good picture in the file that James sent you, the the PDF of a, of a doorway, a step, a stone step that's been worn so much. It's got a massive divot in it. Yeah, that stuff amazes me. You know, I, I feel the same way when I'm in line, like, for one of the original rides at Disneyland, like uh, <laughs> like Peter Pan and shit, and the banisters are all worn down like that. Right. The plastic <laughs> banisters. Yeah, they, 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 no, they were wood back then. Oh. We haven't verified that that divot in that, in that doorway of the Jamaica Wine House is, in fact, 600 years old because... I think the pub was built in like 1890 something. So, you know, okay. maybe they took like a stone grinder to it or something. And <laughs> yeah, they might have cheated on oh. that. I'm looking at it right now and it's a very symmetrical <laughs> divot also. Well, let's give this place a little history. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Hey, do you guys ever been to uh, Brew Wharf in London? The Brew Wharf? I've been there, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah, have you been there, Alex? No, no, no. no. Well, a, yeah, a listener. They've got a lot of. Go on. A listener of ours, uh, Jeff Rosenmeyer, uh, brewed a Janice Brown Ale recipe and had it served there. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember reading about that. Yeah, Brew Arf? Is that like Brew Arf. Is what it you still do available? In... No, no, it's just a one time shot. Oh, bugger. Is that a takeoff on barf? Like what you do when you leave at no, the end of the bro- night? Wharf, like it's wharf. Not, wharf. The wharf, like a wharf. Oh, wharf. Down by the wharf. Wharf. <laughs> you know, like Star Trek Next Generation. The Klingon? <laughs> yeah, it was named after Star Trek Next Generation. Character. Clean the shit out of your ears, Moscow. Wharf. <laughs> 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 All right, I see another one on your list here of best pubs. Old Dr. Butler's Head. Old oh, Dr. Butler's Head is a cracking pub. Yeah? That's good, I think. Yeah, I just got to point out, Alex has, uh, he's quite a lot more sober than I am, and he's popped off for a piss. Okay, uh, well, that's fine. Let me tell you, you don't have to tell us every time he pulls out his waiter. That, yeah. <laughs> actually, I kind of want to know. <laughs> yeah, J- actually, yeah. JP does want to know. Yeah. I take it back. Pops off. 
Sorry, Justin, you're saying Dr. Oh, Dr. Bullet's head. Go yeah. On. By the way, I like pub names, too. They're fucking rad. Yeah, they are. And oh, to so us, they, they hardly makes any sense, and that's what I like about them. Well, to us, it's, it's, it's all automatically, oh, well, that must be super old pub. Right. Yeah. It must be. Because we're gullible. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's from 1970. Yeah. There's somebody <laughs> sat in an office making up pub names. <laughs> yeah. it, makes US, it. it makes the U.S. pub names look boring. Oh, the Sportsman or whatever. You know. <laughs> or the Sports Page. Right. Or fucking Krogan's or some bull ass. Stupid name. Uh, so, all right. Old. <laughs> old Dr. Butler's head, named after the court physician to James I, established in 1610, hmm. also rebuilt after the Great Fire of 1666. Um... I guess Dr. Butler specialized in bizarre cures for nervous disorders, including dropping patients through a trap door in the London Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would make them less nervous? That'll get your mind off your problems. Yeah. You skittish? <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. So what did you like about this pub? Oh, Dr. Butler's head. It's a, it's, a, it's a classic, basically, it's a pub down an alley with, uh, it's really old. <laughs> and, I don't, I don't know what to say, really. I mean, it's one basically when you've seen 170 pubs, you classify them into good, first of all, good pubs and shit pubs. Right. <coughs> the shit pubs are kind of classified into things like, you know, the various sort of dodgy wine bars that have a pint of lager on tap and <laughs> those kinds of things. Sorry, I'm moving, I'm waffling. <laughs> Alex, what do you reckon? What did you like about Dr. Butler's head? I like the history already. That must be great. Did you get a good, uh, real pint from this pub? Definitely, yeah. I think that was one of our starting pubs. Whenever we started one of these calls, we always aimed for a good pub to start in. Okay. At least you you get a good beer in to start with. And then generally it went downhill as we we went to some of the worst (laughs) pubs in London. Oh, man. (laughs) Does how good looking the crowd is factor into how cool you think a pub is? You should do, but no, you don't really have that choice when you're walking into a pub, do you? Yeah, I mean, we've already made a commitment to go into every pub. We're not going to say no to a pub just because people are a bit rough. It's not attractive enough. Right. Now, have you, have you ever gone into a pub and looked at the place and looked at the beer selection and just said, ah, oh, fuck it. Screw it. We've been yeah. here. Yeah. I don't have to have a beer. <laughs> Maybe we should have done. Yeah, there, there are a number we should have done that. Oh, Christ. If only we'd done that. But no matter what, you always had a beer. Yeah, yeah, we've always had a beer. Even when we felt, you know, physically intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) Physically intimidated. Like a shitty beer in a shitty glass uh, in a shitty place. And you still stayed there and drank. Bad service. When do you call them shitty? I took the beer back. Uh, It was a half pint. And I mean, Christ, that's what they were doing in the cellar. But it was coming out pretty bad. Oh, man. Did you get another one? Yeah, got another one. Oh, uh, brave. And a punch in the eye. <laughs> yeah, it was both as bad. It's terrible. <laughs> now, you said even, you mentioned like even if you felt physically threatened, have you, do you, you mean that maybe you walked into a pub full of hooligans and you didn't feel comfortable being there even? Yeah, definitely. You still get them pubs in, in the city of London. Okay. I mean, even though it's the financial district, there are some areas where, you know, it's, it's, it's not great to go in unless you're from that area. It's like, so yeah, you like, notice it when when you walk in, people are looking at you. Pull the needle off the record, shit, and everyone shuts up and looks at them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's kind of like why if we did this in San Francisco, for example, if we wanted to go to every bar in San Francisco, we would automatically skip the tenderloin. You right, just right. wouldn't go to a bar in the tenderloin. Just don't do it. Or the Castro. It's, it's not true in London. It's fine. 
Really? Uh, honestly, that is a pile of shit. Your words. <laughs> Have you guys been in touch with the Guinness Book of World Records? There's got to be a, a record for this, right? L- like most pubs in the, a night or a year or something? Oh, God. Yeah, maybe. It could be we haven't looked into that, yeah. If there's a world record for that. longest fingernails, there's got to be one for pub crawls. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know how you verify that. You're going to have to get somebody right. to follow you around for right. however long it takes. Norris McWhorter is a busy man. <laughs> is he still alive? No. Is he died? <laughs> Did he? Did I say, is he died? Yeah, he's somewhere in between. <laughs> don't worry, it's part of your charming British slang. <laughs> uh, I hope you can understand it so right. Ah, it's going fine. Every other word is good enough. Sure. Every other word is good, yeah. Ye old Watling is on your list of best pubs. <laughs> That's a good one. That's we went there two right. or three times. Oh, yeah. So you are still doubling up on pubs. If you just want to go out and have a pint, you don't say, well, fuck, we can't go there because we've already been there. You'll double up. No, no, no. There. If, okay. if you go to a bad pub, the, the best thing to do next is to go to one of the good ones, even if it's one you've been to before. Yeah. And sometimes there, there was big distances involved in the walking, so you'd break it up by going to a couple of pubs you knew were good along the way. And having a cleansing ale. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Smart men. You guys, you're good drinkers. Yeah. You, you're kind of doing it, I think, exactly how we would do it, yes. it sounds like. Yes. That's good to know. That's good to know. Except that JP wouldn't do it because he doesn't do things that are fun and cool. Well, I do. And, 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 and No, it, it's fine. But let me ask you this. How long do you spend in the pub? Because I refuse to stay at a bar for longer than an hour and a half because I get really bored. Oh, we're, we're, we're way oh, less than yeah. that. We're good. looking at half hour. See? Half hour, 45 minutes, maybe. Perfect. Perfect. Just it's, enough to drink one drink, and I can then we do that. get it. It still involves leaving the house, JP. No, I can do that. I but, but, Jip, you'd have to, like they said, no matter what the beer selection was or what was going on, you'd have to have a beer. No, that's fine. You're okay with that? Yeah. I can totally do it. Okay. Yeah. There you okay. go. I may not fly there. What, tell you what, next time you guys go out, bring a webcam, <laughs> strap it to okay. your head, and then I'll walk on a treadmill. <laughs> And every time you guys stop, I'll have a beer, and right. then it'll be like we're doing it together. JP, we will, we will make that happen. No, 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 I think we're just going to do that from now on. We're not going to do that. You know what? It would have been a great. It would have been a great addition to your website yeah. to see you guys, especially when you get to the hooligan bar and they see a camera on your head. <laughs> be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, great. Then, then, then on your on your treadmill, you're going to have to get somebody near you to kind of threaten you. <laughs> yeah, I can well, do that. Nude Especially people aren't threatening to me. I'll just be on the side throwing bats at you. Uh, the crutched, or, or I guess it's just crutched fryer, is on your good list. <laughs> crutched fryer. Crutched fryer. Is that like a reference to religion? I think so. It's an, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area. It was a road in London. It's a road. Yeah, it's a road. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to say this? I'll. Bollocks, I'll take this, right. Uh, Justin, it's basically... Oh, I, said, I looked it up on Wikipedia. The Crutch Fryers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, I did that too. It's it an area go, right? of London. But, um, we, went, we went to several pubs there. It's right by Fenchurch Street. Not that you give a shit where that is. And, or uh, no. the train station. It's the train right? station. Okay. <laughs> Good point. And um, it's got lots of pubs there, and we went to one, the Crutch Fryer. And it was good. All right, bad pubs. I'm looking at, you have listed, and by the way, I like that you're not shying away from listing bad pubs. I mean, I think it's important. At the risk of insulting somebody, I think it's important information. Eh, um, so you listed, you, you have here the Shakespeare. And, and here's what I'm curious about with this bad listing. You say it's built into a modern block, but your second line about the Shakespeare is that there's a 
high level of latent <laughs> violence considering <Yes>. the emptiness. <laughs> what does that mean? This is James. He said it was nonsense about being in a fight in London. You go to the Shakespeare and you'll feel it. <laughs> There's only four people in there, but they're all fighting. And they're, they're, all, all, they're all badass. There's a lot of grunting. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's off, it's off yeah. on the bartender. It's not even the... Even the, the, yeah. the patron. <clears throat> yeah, there's some dude with a gnarled up nose, bald head, and a man you sure on throwing pint glasses at the wall, going "Oi!" Shouting at everybody. Sounds kind of like the tornado. Yeah. I, mean, I, I probably shouldn't try and order beer through the two people that are stood at the bar. The only, the only two people. Right. But it's not the right thing to do. I don't know. So. <laughs> All right. You have the Wren <laughs> is a pub on the concourse of Liverpool. Uh, there's a very large uh, train station called Liverpool Street in London, and it's 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 a horrible, horrible little pub inside the train station. Uh, <laughs> you can imagine the kind of people that pass through there every day. It's it's not a nice place. Right. It, it's also it, it shares an entrance with Burger King next door. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah. It's like an old world, new world thing. I, I love, love it. It's sort it of a gastro thing. Yeah, yeah. Shares it. Yeah, that's a new world gastro. It's yeah. a fastro pub. Yeah. Call your nonic into Burger King and order sandwich. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I bet you didn't sit down in there. Now, you have well, listed here. Did actually. You probably did, yeah. yeah. There, was, there was another pub, which I realized looking at the photos, it's almost identical to that pub. Uh, in Fenchurch Street Station, that's another train station. And um, the there was a pigeon hopping around inside the pub. <laughs> That's yeah. lunch special. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's fresh. Yeah. Yeah, like a little Hoover. They have chicken tacos on the menu. I don't know. I would have taken my no, pint and gone yeah, to the Burger King like side. Yeah. So, yeah. Chips. Uh, chips. That's it. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, crisps. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Go on. Where we? Go on. You're all right. And then you mentioned here that there's a lot of pubs closing, in fact, um, in, in the information that you sent us, which I, I heard that as well when, oh. I was, when I was there last. And is this something that's disheartening, or do you think that they're just weeding out the shit pubs? No, unfortunately, they're not getting rid of the bad ones. It's, it's some of the better ones that are going, unfortunately. The older ones, um, there, there are some areas in the city which... which uh, Nobody lives there, nobody at all, so they can't open at weekends. And, and outside of, of business hours for the bankers, nobody goes to these places. So yes, yeah, so some of the some of the some of the older pubs, I think, are the ones that are going. Okay, well, that's too bad. I hate to hear that. Although, yeah. To be fair, a lot of them are shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, right. They should go. So, so, so missing history. So I guess that's the sad part. But if they're no, shit, no, 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 they're, they're not that, that. It's not the really old one. I mean, okay, no, the, the better ones survive, obviously. Okay. Now you've also listed here some, uh, you know, a couple of, of of good beers, which I think is important on your journey. And you've mentioned something that sounds like it's at. It, it's not a beer that's just at one place, but you can you call it by name in a lot of places. It's called the Old Wallop. What's an Old Wallop? So, well, this is basically Alex found out this fact that it turns out that old wallop is something called courage. Have you ever heard of courage? No. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. It's a, it's the a beer. beer. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, they brew it in England. Okay. And, uh, it's the, and it turns out it's the same thing. It's, yeah, they, they repackage it and they serve it to you in a pewter tankard. <laughs> well, I like in, that. In, in a pub that's, that's <laughs> normally in a basement of, a, of some building. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a gimmick, I think, to, to sell this stuff because it. it to be co- fair, it hasn't been popular since the 1970s. Exactly. Yeah. And to be fair, the first time we were we serendipitously stumbled across a cellar bar that sold old wallop <coughs> courage in a Peter Tankard. Then we were like, "This is brilliant!" It's um, yeah. We thought we found some new bar experience, and then we found out it was just a gimmick to make you drink this beer they can't sell. It's pretty common. Yeah. I see. The bastards. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of ripped off, but hey, it's fun. Yeah, I agree with that. What is Spitfire Bishop's finger? Is this says location or a beer. Sounds like a wank off. Ah, uh, yeah, that's two beers. Yeah, from um, Shepherd's Neen Brewery. Okay. Brewery. They're in Kent. Do you know where Kent is? Yeah. South of London. Yeah. Kind of south. It's, it's the little bit that kind of sticks off to the east. Near France. It's probably the only place yeah. I do know. Where we, to, where we get the yeah, hops it's from. the little... Yeah. You know, the, we the, to the Daily Planet. N- Nebule. South, southeast England. Southeast England. That's a good one. I like the name for a beer, Bishop's Finger. <laughs> it's something that I think JP would select for his line of beers, <laughs> where he started to... I think it's my nickname. You've got to have a certain type of bishop to... Uh, uh, have, have you looked beer. up on Wikipedia <laughs> what Bishop's right. Finger means at all? Uh, no, but I don't think I have to to get the joke. I, I mean... It's like a command. It's Bishop's hilarious. Finger. No, it's, no? Uh, it's not no. really a command. It's, you know, a certain type of bishop might have a smelly finger. <laughs> I'm guessing he I might have a finger from girls. James, is it something to do with puppetry? It could be. I don't know. I'm not. Puppetry. I'm, I'm on the bishopsfinger.co.uk site now. And, uh, it's a certain type of puppetry. <laughs> the WTF kind oh, of like link, it. but it's not. No, don't know. No idea. We'll leave that for the listeners, yeah? All right. Well, I love it. Uh, you can go to jambell.com slash pubcrawl and read about uh, the mission. Uh, there's a lot of blog posts on there. You can learn about this this whole trip. And blog now, when do you think you're now moving outside of the city of London? So you're just going to keep on going? Is that what I'm understanding? Well, we haven't really had the okay from the management uh, side of things yet. I see. Um, but right. Do you think? I, I guess. I guess that's it. Yeah. No. Of course we are. Yeah. We're just carrying. What on. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm talking shit. Um, yes, we're going. You, you, we need to have a, an aim. You see, yeah. a, 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 a aim for another area, and then the, once you kind of make it doable, you, you can then go and do it. Justin, have you heard from anyone else in like the San Francisco area that's doing areas of pubs, like documenting that? Or is there, we like, are. A over there? <laughs> you know, the only people I've heard it from, honestly, are uh, people that have been commissioned to write about regions. So, right. for example, Lisa Morrison has a book about the Oregon Pacific Northwest area. Um, I think that someone's just been commissioned to do an all of California. Um, so they're more to to, for those kind of travel guides, you know, like a beer travel guide. That's so, a nice job. Are you saying we should speak to, like, Time Out or someone about... I am, yeah, yeah. You guys got to try to get paid for your drinking. That's always been my well, philosophy. That's a good idea. Yeah. You to pay for the drinking. That's, that's part of the key, too. You got to turn in those receipts, you know. Yeah. Oh, bugger. I have a feeling, I would love it if, you know, say, aside from the fact that I don't want to be doing this in 30 years, let's say we're still sitting in my spare bedroom doing this radio show in 30 years. <laughs> To interview these guys, and they're, you know, now they're in, like, they finally made it to the Czech Republic. Like, they just keep moving outward from <laughs> from home. One square mile at a time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I would love that, that interview, guys. Uh, that would be good, although I, I, I can't be <laughs> yeah. deceived. 
Right. <laughs> I just want to do the villages of the country. You know, just go through England, just a little tiny little. Yeah, twenty pubs. That would be great. Villages, definitely. Now, on a closing note, um, just for for anybody who who might want to try to take on this many pubs in one night, um, do you have any tricks for like not having that beer come back out? Uh, of you at the end of the night because 11 pubs in a night you know and not through your wiener you James, James is the worst person to ask about this because he has no control over his stomach control he throws up I'm every a, night I'm a puke yeah oh. where do you puke you just like out in the street on your way home That's, sorry I don't know who was speaking then but that said I think I know the um, the key points to avoid go on man go on man. I would say don't drink too much uh, alcohol, beer, you know. Oh, hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> Drink in moderation. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, keep it kind of like more towards the four percent end. Yeah, sure. Uh, f- food before, eat before, eat before, definitely. Food before you drink. Right, makes I sense. Just two double cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, finally. Get some water in your stomach, like oh. a pint of water, after you've uh, been drinking beer. James, James, James also carries like a shopping bag around with him at all times, just in case he finds himself on a train and needs to be sick. <laughs> really? He's got a vomit <laughs> bag on his person? At all times, yeah. A, a vomit bag and uh, a pork pie. I don't know if you know what a pork pie is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's good stuff after yeah. a it's night of drinking. Food and an emergency bag. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> like a little old lady. What's funny about the, the pork pie situation is it's perfectly normal to do the meat pies cold. So that's why he could just carry it with him. And see, like here, yeah. you wouldn't really eat a meat pie cold. You would want to put it in the microwave or something. Yeah. But really? It's, it's I mean, you know, you can hold it close and that warms it a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Cold. Put it down in front of your pants yeah, a while. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It doesn't work in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> Only in the winter. Uh, well, I love it. Listen, I'm proud of you guys. As a as a beer drinker yeah. and, a, and a fellow human being, I am proud of you and your mission. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. But we, we need somebody to, to tell us that to make us carry on. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> right. We're well, wasting our time, man. It's a lot to me. <laughs> Everyone else just shaking their head and going, oh, Jesus, there yeah. they go again. Uh, no, you made me proud. You guys did good. Yeah. yeah thanks. All right. It's James Campbell and Alex Stepney. You can go to Jambol, uh, J A M B E L L dot com slash pub crawl and read all about their mission. And uh, I love it. Keep us up to date, man. I want to see how it goes and, and how many you get through. I'd, I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you yeah. know. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks yeah. very much. Have a good night. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Carries the vomit bag. I love that. He's I do prepared. too. I wonder if he's got a Sky Mall with him, too. <laughs> Might as well. You're going to do both. All right. We're going to talk a little bit of GABF when we come back. I've got some uh, guests scheduled to call in. You'll find out. You're going to hear from uh, Midsize Brewery of the Year, as well as some of our other local breweries who won some good medals and kicked ass at the Great American Beer Festival. In the meantime, here's new Trophy Fire. The new album comes out October 19th, and it's good shit. This is Schumann's Band. Uh, check it out. It's the session. We'll be right back.
does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious meals at your favorite restaurant and at home. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it. With great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's funny is, Bruce will say, Yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a horse beer. Horse beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. 
Network.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. And now back to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. Once again, thanks to James Campbell and Alex Stepney of the Almighty London Pub Crawl in the UK there. You can go check them out at jambell.com slash pub crawl. Appreciate them taking time. You know, it's pretty late over there, so glad that they got to hang out and drink some beers with us. Go check them out. Keep up to date. Uh, before we get to our first guest here on our GABF wrap-up, you know, i got to let you know uh, about Adam and Eve. If you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom, been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer that you can't resist. You can go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And uh, that's not all. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also get to uh, you'll also get three free adult DVDs. Not them, not them non-adult DVDs. Three free adult, adult DVDs. Oh. Adult DVDs are expensive. Did you uh, see that uh, this teenager, I think she was like 17 in the news, she was like in the Midwest, maybe somewhere, who um, was robbing her neighbor to pay for her porn DVD uh, addiction? Oh, oh I like her. <laughs> they're, yeah. ex- they're expensive. Yeah. Well, with this deal, you get three free ones, so, you know, for some inspiration, plus an extra gift so central we can't mention it on um, internet podcast radio to top it all off uh, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order so here's what you do just go to adamandeve.com and pick out all your little fun stuff and when you do you can punch in coupon code bnarmy that's b-n-a-r-m-y and you get uh free shipping 50 percent off one item and three free dvds plus a little extra gift in there just use coupon code bnarmy at adamandeve.com it's right. a good deal man it is a good deal yeah. i was on there this week i i you know what my problem is? I can't narrow... I want them all. I want all of the things. <laughs> and I don't know which ones to pick. I want to see all of the boobies. <laughs> I want all... I've gone through every single page four times. I don't know what I want. Uh, all right. Our first guest today is somebody that I'm a big fan of and has been a supporter of the Brewing Network for a long time. In JP. fact, almost since the beginning. And uh, was really happy to see them win some awards at the Great American Beer Festival this year. You're used to hearing from his uh, counterpart at the 21st Amendment, but tonight we've got Mr. Nico Freccia from the 21st Amendment on the Nico. line with us. Yeah. Nico, how you doing, buddy? Hello, everybody. Thanks for doing the show, man. Hey, man. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So I saw Nico out there in Denver because the 2-1-A had to... Um, they had to defend their title at the Brewers' feud, which they... they that was painful. Yeah, you guys came in, and you had to battle against... Um, who did you battle? Was Schmaltz. It? Oh, Schmaltz, yeah, that's right. Schmaltz, yeah. And Jeremy, right. And um, those Jews came out victorious. <laughs> yes, they did. And Jeremy was pretty hammered, I think. He was yeah. having a fun time up there. Yeah, he was. And, and Nico, Sully didn't even show up for that. What happened? Uh, I believe Sully was face down in a gutter in Fort Collins at that time. Um, But you know what? That was not my day to watch him, which is what I like to tell people. So (laughs) I I, I don't know. The last um, news I had was a photo that he posted on Facebook of him riding a bicycle through the streets of Fort Collins 
um, rather badly. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he had a good time, and uh, he decided he better not make the trip back down to Denver. Well, no harm, no foul. At least it gives you a scapegoat for losing the title, right? And I did. And I did use him as a scapegoat. I don't know if uh, if uh, you recall, but after the show, somebody asked me what happened, and I said, "Dolly didn't show up. Jinxed us." <laughs> right. Right. Now, so what medals did you guys win, Nico? Uh, we won two gold medals this year. Um, we're thrilled about that. We've won medals in the past, but we've never won golds, and um, we won two of them. So. The first was for in the indigenous beer category, which is a new category that they added this year. I uh, had 31 entries, and kind of unusual. I was talking to one of the judges of that category afterward, and it's it's a it's a really interesting thing because the brewers had to actually write a paragraph of describing the beer and what made it indigenous and what it was about it, um, which obviously they don't do for any other categories. Every other category, it's it's all blind and it's simply judged by the style guidelines. So this was uh, something where you actually had to say a few words about it. And uh, what we did is we made, uh, the beer is called Hecht, and it's an ancient Egyptian ale. Uh, we're brewing a beer with Ninkasi as our first ever collaboration. It's coming out on uh, November 1st. Nice. And one of the ingredients in that beer is dates. And um, I can tell you more about why we chose to do that. But when I was down in the Central Valley, I went to a local um, fruit packing company and um, was sampling and looking at different fruits they had. And uh, the woman who runs the place gave me this 20-pound bucket of dates. And so I took it back up to the pub and handed it to Zambo, our brewer, and said, here's 20 pounds of dates. you think you can do something with this? And he had actually been growing some barley on the roof of the pub for a few months at that time in some big tubs. And so uh, it was uh, an heirloom barley called Pinnacle. And so he took it home, and he uh, also had grown some emmer wheat, which is an Egyptian form of wheat. So he took them both home, and he malted them in his kitchen, uh, which apparently made his girlfriend very unhappy. It smelled like like rotten yogurt for about a week. Right. But he malted it in his kitchen and dried it in his kitchen, and used this um, hand-grown, hand-malted pinnacle barley, emmer wheat, pale ale malt, and uh, a, a lot of fresh honey and all the dates, and uh, fermented it out and didn't use any hops. I uh, actually went to the spice shop and picked through a whole bunch of different types of spices to find the right uh, combination. But um, there was all kinds of really unique aromatic spices in there, and the, probably the main one that gave it some some. Uh, bite and bitterness to it was uh, something called rue, which apparently is a green like um, like an arugula. I'm not really familiar with it, but so the beer had no hops and it was uh, meant to be in the style of a 4,000 year old ancient Egyptian ale, and it was really lovely. It tasted it tasted you know fresh and lively and had a little bit of honey and a little sweetness, and the the herbs and spices really did come to the fore and gave it a nice balance. So you could, you wouldn't have known that there was no hops in that beer. Sounds amazing. I must not be getting your tweets because I want to try this beer and uh, I didn't know it was available. Oh, you're not getting my tweets. I must not be. Technology, man. I know. I got to sign up for that. But a gold (laughs) medal. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just. A gold medal is a testament to. uh, It's kind of one of those things where it's so difficult to win a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival that you don't have to try the beer to know it's a good beer. I mean, and I mean that. It's really so difficult to get a gold. That's just amazing. 
And to get it really is, and and to get two is 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 incredible. What's the second one? You know, there's so yeah. Um, well, the second one was even more amazing because it was in the American Amber Ale category, which is one of the biggest, probably the top five biggest categories. And there were 82 entries. Wow. And it's they're called Amber Waves, which is just a, a classic malty red uh, amber beer that we make at the pub, and. Um, that, you know, it's a great beer, and, and you go around the floor, and there's a lot of, people are doing a lot of experimental stuff nowadays, but obviously, the, just the, the sheer amount of really quality, for instance, IPAs, double IPAs, and other beers like Brown Ales and Amber Ales and all that kind of stuff, it's just mind-boggling, and I'm sure that there was probably 50 really top-notch American Amber Ales, yeah. and so at a certain point, you say, you know, this is obviously, we're really excited. It's a great honor to get a gold medal. It's incredible. But um, there's just so many other great beers out there that really you just have to you just have to feel grateful that the judges, you know, something went in your favor and they picked you. Yeah. Well, and with Amber Ale, I've been made fun of by other beer geeks because I like a good Amber Ale. And I think it's become known in some beer geekdom circles as a very generic beer that what does it mean to be an amber ale other right. than talking about the color and that it doesn't have any real characteristics and things like that but to me it represents a nice beer that's difficult to make and to accent uh, both malt and hops in a balanced way and to have it crisp and not sweet yeah but isn't that and, every beer um, if you get right down to it well, maybe it should be every beer, but it's yeah. not, is it? So this is one that you don't. That if you were to cover it up with other things, you would then stop calling it an amber ale. You'd, you'd if you covered it up with hops, you'd call it an IPA. If you, uh, you know, cover. You know, I, I feel the same. I feel the same way about the brown ale category, and I and it's like the old, uh, <clears throat> the famous old saying about porn that you know it when you see it. And frankly. Um, I think the, what, what's happened, you know, Amber Ales obviously used to be um, probably after Pale I think it was Pale Ale and then Amber Ale were the two biggest styles that were, were sold. Now, of course, it's IPA, and Amber Ale is still in the top five. But um, a really well-made Amber Ale is just a classic, uh, Just a, it's just a classic drinking beer. It's got malt flavor. It's got the right balance of bitterness. It's not about being big and aromatic and over the top with hops, but um, it's just something that you, you get a beautiful mouthfeel, you get a chewiness in your mouth, you know, all the different nuances of the malt come out, and it's really something wonderful, like a brown ale. When, you know, you get a lot of brown ales, and if they're just sort of a boring brown ale, they're really not that exciting, and you want to go back to your IPA. Right. But if you get a good brown ale that's got a really the right touch of chocolate, the right touch of roast, the right balance and the right body, it's just a wonderful thing, and, and you think to yourself, boy, now I remember why, you know, for instance, back in 1988, I was drinking Pete's Wicked Ale, because it was a really great brown ale, and it was something that was not really being done out there. Sure. So so tell me, since I didn't get to try this one either, tell me what stands out about your, your Amber Ale that you think helped it get the gold. It's just, it's just uh, the way I just described. I think it's just a really nice balanced beer. Yeah. It's got enough hops that you really taste it. Um, it's got a really uh, nice depth of malt character. It's got a, a number of different malts in there that give it uh, some richness, and uh, you get some nuttiness, and you get some you get some fruit in the aroma. Uh, but I think it's just sort of a combination of 
of a little bit of all those great things that make beer good. Okay. Um, yeah. and, you know, and it's hard to it's hard to explain without trying it. Sure. Well, it's it was just uh, you know we're there doing the broadcasting and just to see you guys up on the stage, I love to see. Um, but there is one. There was one ingredient missing from the stage. And I think it's also an ingredient um, that is part of your success. And that is a weird superstition that Sully has about being at the awards ceremony. Yeah. And, Nico, would you like to elaborate on, on this odd superstition that might have been another ingredient to your victory this year? <laughs> well, we were sharing a condo. He did make it home from Fort Collins that night, so he was... Uh his his being face down in a gutter lasted you know a certain amount of time. Right. But when I got up in the morning, he uh, he was gone, and there was a lovely note. Uh, the, the, the previous morning, he had cooked me bacon and eggs, and uh, I was looking forward to getting up and being served some bacon and eggs and coffee again. But right. it didn't happen. It happened instead. There was a note saying, "Gotta fly. Good luck, Sully." <laughs> and man, he was gone. He left. And I, the mystery and I, man. Huh? He disappears. He did the Sully disappearing act. Yeah. He does. Uh, he's he lives in this uh, special little kingdom called Sully Land, and sometimes <laughs> right. Sully Land calls, and he has to go be the master of its minions and uh, mm-hmm. take care of that business. But now it's uh, <laughs> there was a couple of years there where we had a dry spell uh, a few years back, and we didn't win any medals. And you know, obviously, you want to win medals, but you know we don't do this for we don't do this for the competition. Um, and one year, Sully, I. Either he didn't come, I think it was the same thing, I think he had to leave early, and he wasn't there. And bam, we won a medal. Um, so we did have a joke, a running joke, that we should not have Sully attend the award ceremony because we do better without him. Um, <laughs> however, and, and in, in, in this, this year's case, obviously that was true, so we're definitely going to work on kicking him out or um, having him be too drunk to attend the ceremony in future <laughs> yeah, years. Right. <laughs> tie him up or otherwise. Uh, Based down in the gutter again somewhere. Well, Right. Uh, hey, Sully, uh, here's a uh, ticket. We got your ticket to go to Boulder. Uh, you can, it's like a little pass. You're going to go visit all the breweries and, um, you know, secretly hire some hookers to, like, ensnare him into their trap or something like that at, at some point down the line so he doesn't show up in Denver. But that's not really true because he was there last year when we won a silver medal for the hop crisis. So it's all just uh, it's all just superstition. Well, I text him, you know, after the awards ceremony, and I said, hey, man, really, congratulations. That's just great to see. Now, where the fuck are you? Because I didn't get to yeah. see him cross the stage, and uh, and, he, and he just wrote back, it's a thing, and I wasn't there, and we did great, is <laughs> basically what he comes back to me with. So, he's kind of a superstitious guy. But it well, did work. it worked out this year. Yeah. It did work, yeah. Well, and it, you had... It didn't work out too well for the uh, for the family feud, the Brewers feud, which I was not real happy about, but uh, <laughs> with the, we're, we're not going to be able to defend our title. But, oh well, that's the way it goes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's okay. We'll get you back in there, and I'll tell you what, let's be honest, I'd rather see you guys win up on that stage. It's fun for us to watch the people that, that we know and that have been uh, friends of the show for so long. Get medals, and with a new uh, a new ish brewer for you guys too. That's nice to see some success with your new uh, new brewer. So, um, yeah, it's great, it's great. Well, congrats. Uh, my only regret, as always, is that we didn't get to uh, party a little bit more together. But um, it was nice to see you there, and it was nice to see you guys win. 
did I see you at the, at the Falling Rock on Saturday night? Barely. We 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 crossed paths as I was coming in. You were headed to the next party, man. You were on your way out. And I don't know. All right. Everybody <laughs> went to Red Rocks that weekend, so ah hippies. Well, that was Saturday night, so you know what. I, I would expect that um, I could you could have um, given me your brand new house uh, in Walnut Creek that night and not have remembered it the next day. I think <laughs> that is probably true. Based on the way I felt Sunday morning, that is probably true. Hey, and that's how it should be. Seriously considered staying in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after winning a couple medals, that's exactly how it should be. Party time. And by the way, yeah. I said earlier in the show that I, I have found one reason to go to Walnut Creek, and that's the new bar, Ole, that's there. But there's actually two, because Nico has moved oh. from Fres Yes all the way out here to Walnut Creek now. He's our neighbor. So, we'll have to hang. I'm your neighbor, and I, and I look forward to getting over to the show sometime, and uh, we're going to have some poker games over here at the house, so you guys will have to come down. Beautiful. All right, we'd love to have you on the show anytime, Nico. Thanks for calling in, and congrats again, man. Thank you very much, guys. All right, Have a good night. Cheers. All right. Take care. Bye. There you go. Big winner. And yeah. by big winner, think about that. Two gold. Two, Two gold. gold medals. That's huge. That's a massive win. That's oh, yeah. Big, yeah. But, guys, they lost at Brewers feud, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, there's a gray cloud over... Those are the real points. Over... They're going to... They're going to... They have to put an asterisk uh, next to their gold medals, I think. Sully was unable to participate. When they... Yeah, well, when they hang them, the asterisk will be... But we also lost Brewers Fuse that year. It's a tainted That's win. True. Yeah, it's not It's not quite the same. Do we have Matt? Yeah, on two. All right, another good friend. And what a reign of terror this man and wow. his brewing team are having over the GABF. No Mr. one can compete, man. Oh, it's incredible. Mr. Matt Brendelson from the Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Matt, how are you, brother? Hey, Justin, how you doing? We're doing great. And interrupting you on a big night, you're at some award ceremony again, what? right? What? That's not the Matt I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. We were uh, we were judging the uh, Good Food Awards in San Francisco, and um, it's really a neat event. It's a bunch of Bay Area chefs, a whole bunch of people that are producers of charcuterie and better coffee and spirits and beers, and uh, we judged, in our group, we just judged beers, but uh, it was a really neat event. So this is kind of the after party. Nice. I love it. Um, I would like to be there. Instead of here, to be honest, that sounds like a really tasty. I would like you to, to be there judge. instead of here too. Instead of here, also. Is that weird? Yeah. So, Matt, now, Matt, you're going to have to help me clarify because I do screw these things up all the time. But you won once again, mid-sized brewery of the year. Do I have that right? Uh, that is correct. Yes. And is it the second year in a row that you've done that? No. No. Um, Firestone Walker has won mid-sized brewery of the year three times. Wow! But it wasn't in a row. I think. Um, if I have my years correct, it was 2003, 2007, and now in 2011. Okay. And what does it mean to do, to get the the midsize brewery of the year? It's a it's a point system. It, it mean, is it a matter of of points that you've won based on how many medals you got that year? Yeah. So you know the, the breweries are divided by uh, barrels produced. So small brew pubs, I believe, is up to. Um, Gosh, I'm not going to know the exact number now. I think it's up to, say, 700 barrels, 800 barrels, and then large brew pub is 1,500 barrels, and then microbreweries are up to 15,000 barrels. And mid-sized breweries are 15,000 barrels up to now, uh, I believe it's 6 million barrels. They changed it. So, wow. I mean, it's a, it's, 
I guess in sheer number of breweries, it's not as many as, say, maybe large brew pub, but it's some pretty heavy swingers like, uh, you know, the Shoots and Widmeres and Sierras of the world. Okay. It seems like a huge range. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big range. Well, they recently changed it. You know, the the definition for craft brewer has gone from two million to six million now. So I see. I don't I don't get involved in those politics. Yeah, and it's always a weird conversation. I've I've heard some of those conversations. I get why they change. I understand that they have to incorporate you know brewers that you, you can't punish brewers for growing up, and so it's a weird thing. But I don't really get involved either. But yeah, sure you can. They call them sellouts. <laughs> you sold out, man. Anyway, so. But when you when you sign up for JBF, I mean, you can enter. I think you can enter as many beers as you'd like. But in order to keep things fair in the point system, only eight of your entries count towards Brewery of the Year. And so, you know, basically, you put your 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 best eight beers forward, and if they score a medal, you get so many points per. You know, maybe one for bronze, two for silver, three for gold, and then. When the dust settles, the brewery with the most points is named brewery of the year. Got it. Okay. Yeah, Jeff Bagby was telling us about that when he was on. That's a rule I didn't know about. I thought of all of them, they would just count the best ones. But, uh, yeah, you have to select ahead of time the eight that you want to be in the running for, for champion brewery. Or whatever yeah, says. yeah. Okay. And I foresee a day that they'll limit the total number of entries because, I mean, this year they had over 4,000 beers and just the logistics of judging that many beers kind of mind-blowing. Yeah, that's it, it is. And uh, were you a judge this year? Also, I was. You were yeah. okay. And you've done it for several years. That's got to be just a difficult thing too. It's f- what is it? Four days? Yeah, that's of a rough gig. Sheer judging all day, every day. You no, know, but I love it. It's it's one of my favorite times of the year because one, it's a, a networking opportunity, and it's really educational to sit down and taste through these beers. It's always styles that we don't compete in, obviously. So I'm learning about things that we're not really. Um, you know, active brewing, but it's really an, an unbelievable educational type experience. And now, here's one of the, what I wanted to ask about it too on the on the award side is Mission Street Pale Ale and Pale Thirty One. Now, mm-hmm. last year, and again, this is where you have to correct me. Here's how I remember it: last year, Mission Street Pale won gold, and Pale Thirty One won silver. Is that right? Yeah. Did they reverse this year, and Pale 31 got gold and Mission got silver? Yes, I guess we're essentially competing with ourselves wow. now, that thing. But how awesome yeah. is that? That's that so these awesome. Two, because, all right, <laughs> Pale 31 has been now for a couple of years. It's my go-to beer. I mean, that's that. You guys, here's here's where David Walker gets off with a freebie, is that uh, he doesn't even have to pay me to preach uh, the gospel about this beer. I love this beer. I just love it. And the Mission Street, I'll grab them if I'm at Trader Joe's because the price point is, is great and the beer is also great. But to see them flip-flop gold and silver in a huge category. Do you yeah. know how many entries were in that category, Matt? Uh, over 100. A huge category. Two years in a row for them to... F- and, Massive. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me a bit. It's an amazing feat that doesn't surprise me a bit. That's how quality these pale ales are. So 105 entries. So awesome to see that, man. Well, I just that's a that's a heartfelt congratulations to that one. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and, and, and Matt, kind of mind uh, blowing, but it is. It is. Yeah, it is. My, I, it I is. can imagine being you and go, "What the holy shit!" Yeah, to be so such a big part of the cream at the top. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so Matt from the Kenyon Brewery Show, we know that there's a lot of uh, Mission Street uh, Pale in that uh, Pale Thirty One. Yeah. 
So that, that's yeah, pretty so, cool. So essentially, you know, I think we've talked about this on the other show, is that yeah. Mission Street is, you know, an unblended but yet dry hopped pale ale that we brew. And then when we make the Firestone pale ale, we blend 15% of our oak fermented DBA into the product. So. That's it's great. Just, it's such good it, beer. They're both really good. And yeah. DBA also metaled, correctly. Yeah. Yeah, that actually, to be honest with you, I mean, just from, you know, internally in the company when the flagship wins a gold, that's, that really means something. Because, I mean, that's that's what keeps the lights on in the brewery, and it's a beer that, you know, we always put forward. And for it to win really means something to the brewers that, you know, things are going right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the double barrel's phenomenal. We're drinking it here tonight. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I got in my glass right now, yeah. DBA. Another good go-to. And another one you guys won um, uh, is the, now, I, I don't know what it's called now. I don't get involved in those politics. Is it Velvet Merkin that won, or what? What won? Yeah, so, I mean, I know we, we try to make it confusing. I don't do that on purpose. <laughs> I know. So, so, yeah, Velvet Merkin's an oatmeal style that we've been brewing for a long time, and then we started playing around with some bourbon barrel aging of that product. When, when it went to trade, when we finally decided to put it in a bottle, uh, we kind of got chicken shit and changed the name to Velvet Merlin. Got Merlin. it. Yeah. And so was that the official name of the medal winner? No, so then, you know, I've tried to keep the Merkin alive, so 100% <laughs> bourbon barrel aged oatmeal style in our brewery is the Merkin. Okay. And then, you know, when it's low percentage blend, mostly stainless steel, it's Merlin. Got it. All right. <laughs> All right. So I love it. Okay. But the Merkin lives. Well, and, and, I, and, and I'm hoping if I get permission this year that I will do uh, a release of 100% bourbon barrel aged Merkin, and uh, I don't know how much of it will get to release, but I'm hoping to put that in a bottle this year. How is anyone telling you what to do? Like, how, how do you have to get permission to do anything? Well, I feel like you can brew naked. I agree. <laughs> uh, you know, and fart in every fermenter. I'm like, I don't know. It's some new weird German thing you picked up. Do it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean, I get why because you got to run a business and all that kind of shit. But like, you know, I, I think know. I can I can answer a little bit, Matt. You know, I talked to you guys about it because I felt really lucky and was excited to be there for the uh, initial blending of the thirteen. I guess it was, and that's the first time I got to meet um, the uh, other owner, David Walker, and he was talking about this. We were we were talking about this beer, and um, without saying everything in the conversation, essentially he said he kind of had Matt's position too. He's like. I don't really want to change the name. I feel good about the name, too. It's funny. It's a good beer. It's funny. It's good. But when you start getting um, more emails about the name that are negative from, basically not from people like us, not from beer guys like us who like the sense of humor, but from people who are more sensitive, when you start getting more emails than not, right, it kind of makes you go, maybe we got to just, can't we just change one letter, Matt? Matt, please, can we just change one letter in the name? Well, what are they mad about? I don't understand. Uh, a velvet mer- a merkin is a, a vaginal toupee. It is back so, in the day. I like to say pubic wig. Pubic, <laughs> pubic wig, yeah. wig, right? <laughs> Doesn't necessarily have to be vaginal, but uh, that's true. Why yeah. did you need a wig? Uh, back in the day, I I don't know. If you have uh, alopecia <laughs> or something like that, there's people born without any body hair. Right. Huh. You, you just need to Google it, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just Google it, Moscow. Yeah, yeah we're not going to cover that here. Google Jeez. image, uh, safe search off. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you guys are worried about the people that write emails about that? Well, listen, you know what? When you're a company that's growing, I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't mean for it to go here. Uh, Moscow, <laughs> shut the fuck I up. I had to know. I think, you know. I think a soccer mom called and didn't, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It gets ugly. And when yeah. you start, when. When you're growing like uh, like uh, Firestone, 
I mean, it gets it gets crazy. It's so you start getting a bunch of that, and it's a matter of one letter in a, na- in, a in a name. I think you say fuck it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't yeah, wanna... It's amazingly difficult to be original these days when it comes to beer names. I mean, we we got stung on Abacus as well. Um, you know, we thought we had done all our trademark searches and everything like that, and there were no other beers named Abacus. However, there is a very famous wine that sells for 150 bucks a bottle out of oh. Napa called Abacus. And, um, you know, of course, we got that phone call, so that that's another name we're going to have to lose as well. Oh, man. Um, you know, I was just talking to somebody about that, and I said the same thing that you said. You know, with the amount of craft beers coming out, you got so many craft breweries putting out multiple beers, right? It's gonna be, it gets difficult to come up with an original name. I think there's going to be a lot more of this in the future. I'm going to have to join you guys at Burning Man to come up with something original, I think. I think that's where you'll uh, do it. Wait, I got it. Wait, wait. <laughs> the Strawberry Laser, man. <laughs> man, the Strawberry Laser will totally ruin it. <laughs> Water uh, buffaloes. Man, you've partied with Matt before, haven't well, you? You know, I've hung around. <laughs> the same shrooms. <laughs> right. Uh... <laughs> Well, and so the last thing, just, uh, you know, I'll let you go to the after party. Um, I appreciate your time. But I have to mention, and we tried to showcase it as much as possible on the streaming coverage of the award ceremony. Because to me, it was uh, really exemplary of what it means to a brewer to win and how you try to share that with your staff and with your family. Because it's a, it's a big deal. It's your peers in the industry rewarding your beer. Um, Matt's grandfather went up for almost every uh, medal, walked on the stage because Matt wanted to, to, well, you could tell us, Matt, wanted to share it with his grandfather. And I love seeing that. Uh, it, tell that us a little bit awesome. about that and how that what that meant to you to have him up there with you. Well, you know, it's, it's Grandpa Brunelson, and uh, I wouldn't be doing what I am doing today if it wasn't for him, so I tried to share it with him. And He's been coming to GABF now for, he's, he's in his late 80s, he's come to GABF now, I think, four years in a row, and he's probably been five times total. And nice. Last year was the first time we brought him up on stage, and he gets a kick out of it, and I think he's my, he's my good luck charm now, so you'll probably, as long <laughs> yeah. as he can get there, you'll be seeing him. In- <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm superstitious too. I'd be like, "Sorry, Grandpa, you got to go, man. You got to go." <laughs> I kind of want to. I kind of want to interview him. I want to know how what the GABF is like from his perspective, right? You know, yeah. all these people yeah. uh, foaming at the mouth for his grandson. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, he's a, he's a proud guy. He's 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 a good guy. I, it wasn't at GABF, but at another time, I got to spend a little time speaking with him. And he's the kind of grandfather that you want to be your grandfather. He's a, just a nice man, and you can tell that he's really enjoying life, uh, even at his age in life. And uh, just a pleasure to be around kind of guy. Like, you want to be that guy when, when, when you're that age. You you want to be that cool. And so to yeah. see him up on stage was just awesome. So, yeah, <laughs> loved it. The day when Grandpa was not so happy that uh, I didn't become a doctor, but I think he gets it now. <laughs> he's over it now. That's all cool. <laughs> hey, a few pale thirty ones later, he's finally gotten over it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Matt, I'll I'll let you go, but I just I really wanted you to call in today so we could say congrats because man, you're tearing it up over there these last few uh, years. You guys are doing well, great. Thanks. Hey, I, you know, and I got to give a shout out. I, I've got, you know, the best brewing team I think I could possibly wish for. And, uh, you know, as the brewery grows, I don't spend as much time pulling hose and, and you know, milling grain. And oh, I, yeah. I just have a team that, you know, we're, brew, we're, we're big enough now, we're brewing around the clock. And um, so, and, and we just, you know, we send in whatever beer is the freshest one off the line that particular week of GABF where no hocus pocus. So, 
it's really uh, it's the win is for the team, and those guys did an amazing job, and I couldn't do it without them. Well, I hope they all keep it up because uh, you guys just brew such great beer. And on top of the medal, which is you're, that's you getting rewarded for the beer, but uh, God damn it, we talk about that beer so much because it's because it's just great. So, well, thank you, thank you. All right, brother. We'll see you soon, and thank you so much, and congratulations once again to your whole team. Tell them uh, congrats from us, man. All right. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. All right, Matt. Have a good one. Cheers. All right. Bye-bye. There you go. The 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 truly great Matt Brennelson, uh just doing great things. Make great beer there. Union Jack, too. Man, he was just tearing all kinds of Was Union Jack back up in there again? Yeah. Yep. Actually, oh, I remember double that. Jack. Actually, the I was, Double Jack, you're right. Double, double Jack. Double Jack. The yeah. double IPA I was going to say, I, th- yeah. I thought that I was surprised that Union Jack didn't win uh, IPA again. Yeah, they won um, silver, I think, in the double. But Double Jack was in there. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, I, I've said this in some of our uh, discussions with other brewers and things, I, I think it's really a sign of how well-rounded your brewery and your brewing uh, team multiple. and your recipes is when you're getting multiple things like that. Right. It's clearly, you know, all the brewers like to say luck, right? And I, I'm sure... Well, you make your own luck by making a great beer. Yes. But yeah, when you're getting metal after metal, well, like, let's take Pizza Port, for example. Pizza Port rocked it again. I mean... It seemed like every other metal being called was oh, yeah. pizza port. Of course, they're different locations, yeah. And that's not luck. I mean, that is no, quality no. beer time after time after well, time. And cross different, cross different styles, sorry to cut yeah, off. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just a, you know, it's, it's a stout, it's a pale, it's an IPA, it's a this, it's a this. They just make quality beer. They got a good sense of recipe, good, you know, yeah. good concept of uh, how to make a good beer. Oh, love to see it. All right, and another one of our friends, um, Roger Davis uh, with Triple Rock, did some ass-kicking again this year. Hey, Roger, how are you, man? Good, how are you guys doing? We're doing great and having fun congratulating guys like you uh, that we got to see win at the GABF, man. Nah, well, thanks. uh, It's always fun to win. No one likes to lose. Triple Rock. (laughs) Now... just before we get into the to the beers and things like this, I want to bring up a story from from before, and we've talked about it. You know, Roger's assistant brewer uh, is George, and yeah. the, the first year I saw George win at the GABF, he then went and got the medal tattooed to his body, like within hours. Yeah, he that immediately, day. immediately went to the tattoo parlor and got a, a tattoo of the medal, <laughs> which is so badass to me. Was legal. I, I thought it was uh, you know either. You're not supposed to get tattoos when you're drunk, right? They're because <laughs> yeah, I thought, right? No, no, no. I thought decisions, you, right? You, you George like was bleed? totally sober. <laughs> Don't you bleed a lot because your blood is thin or something like that? You do, but you know yeah, what? I think, I think that's why it's supposed to be illegal, but uh, it's either that or bad decisions. Too, you know? like, <laughs> that was actually the name of the tattoo shop, Bad he, Decisions. Yeah. Uh, but George is real quiet, so he probably just didn't say anything and they didn't know. He probably went in and said, metal, tattoo, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they put it on here. Yeah, exactly. Um, did he did, did he get a tattoo again this year? Uh, not that I know of. Okay. So it was a one-off, this um, is my first medal, that's that. Yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I think he got over it after the first time. <laughs> right. Well, it was great. I saw both you and George coming across the stage. Uh, tell us what you guys won and, and what beers you won with. Uh, well, uh, beers is, uh, plural. We only won one. Oh, okay. It's kind of, kind of fucked up that you have me on after Matt, you know, it's like, Oops. Jesus. <laughs> Who can follow that? My fault. I was seeing uh, double. I thought yeah, I saw yeah. you multiple like, times. <laughs> um, but we won with the Baltic Porter. Uh, we got a bronze, uh, this year. And last year with the same beer, different batch, obviously, uh, we had a silver. 
but uh, we did well last year with it, so, you know, why not do it again? Sure. And apparently it's a consistent so. beer to get a bronze. It's fantastic. It's good beer. I've had uh, it. Yeah. Putty's Porter. So, Putty Porter. Yeah, my love of Seinfeld uh, shines through again. Wow. <laughs> Tell us about the beer. Uh, it's a, what, 19 Play-Doh? So whatever that is times four for yep, these sure. specific gravity people. Yep. Um, it's basically a Imperial Schwartz beer. To be honest with you, it's got a fair amount of chocolate in it, uh, a little bit of roast, a little bit of black, some crystal, 77, I believe. Obviously a fair amount of two-row to get it up to 19. And then it's really lightly hopped, which is kind of hard for me to do. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, we used uh, we used just Saz hops in that beer with uh, Magnum as the bittering. And fermented it with the lager yeast, the German uh, Pilsner yeast. Oh, that's interesting. Or German lager, if you will. Yeah. And then uh, it just fermented it low at like 50 degrees and then let it free rise after about seven or eight days and it got up to what ambient was, which is about 60. Okay. And uh, and then lagered it. We lagered it for a good month and a half. That's tough to do wow. at a small place like Triple Rock, isn't yeah. it? How do you lager that beer? You have enough tanks for that? We do and we don't. Um, when we're busy, aka when the kids are in school, yeah, we don't really have time for for those kinds of beers. But uh, being summertime, they're not there, so we actually kind of slow down. Okay, kind of the direct opposite of most other breweries in that uh, we slow down in the summertime as, as opposed to getting busier, which yeah. is kind of nice. You know, I'd rather be busy in the wintertime than yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Busy in the summertime, but. That's great. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we had the space at the time. We had to actually, it was a little stressful for me. We had uh, two Pilsners going and that beer. So it was, you know, we had four to five week beers in the fermenters, which most people know you can turn over a tank with, within two weeks with an IPA or a pale ale. So it's like we're losing a lot of ground here by putting these beers into the fermenters. But you got to do what you got to do. Sure. Well, now, the other um, thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, you know, it's it's been four years that you've been entering um, the Pro-Am with, with Nate Smith, and um, <laughs> let's be honest, Nate has failed you every year uh, for, four, for right. four years now. He's, um, he's kicked to the curb. <laughs> he's out next year, right? He's done so, huh? No. no I don't know why Roger keeps inviting me back. <laughs> See, my philosophy is I only lose with one brewer one time. I always just discard them. <laughs> right. Onto another brewer. Right. Yes. Yeah, I like no, Tasty blames uh, the brewer. Yes. I think Roger's about to say uh, where it might happen next time. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's uh, it's it's definitely going to happen again, but it's not going to happen with, well, unless Nate wants to, to roll back to Triple Rock. Otherwise, uh, you know, I'm stealing Nate to go to Faction. Oh, there you oh. go. Yeah. Okay. okay, I can keep losing it for him over there. Too. Well, that could now yeah, exactly it, fool me once, shame <laughs> on you. Fool me, fool me four times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Although you know, in the world of superstition that I spend a lot of time in, moving to a new brewery is a fresh start. I would yeah, call absolutely. that year one. Right. If it were me. Oh, so you have four more ahead of you. I think it's yeah. Now you can <laughs> yeah, exactly another four years <laughs> do over. <laughs> another four years <laughs> of disappointment. Like the way that you think. <laughs> right. 
Oh, poor Nate. Remember that time Nate got shut out at the NHC? <laughs> that was just a few months ago, brother. <laughs> oh, and then... How can you not remember that? Oh, wait. <laughs> it still hurts in the butt. Man, Nate's having a tough year. And I, I retire. I give up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> now, brutal. as hard as I am on Nate, I have to admit, now, I didn't try the winning beer. But I am surprised that you didn't that you didn't meddle because it was, it was the, one of the strongest yet. I think if the dankness was, was incredible, that was really good. Yeah, and people coming up to me over in the in the pavilion where I was doing the lectures because we had talked about the beer on the show, saying, "Man, you were right about that dankness." And we just went and tried it because you talked about it, and holy shit, it's a good beer. I mean, everyone really kind of coming up and giving that kind of amazing feedback. So many quality beers in that category. It just keeps getting better, though. So yeah. it's not going to get definitely not going to get any easier. We got our our work cut out for us and it, it was great to talk to listeners who had heard about the beer on the show and were at gabf and were able to try that beer as well as the other all the other awesome pro-am beers that were there you know it was really it's such a tough thing and i'm really curious to talk to a judge who's judged the final round of how that that category works because it's a big best of show and some of it just comes down to you know what what those guys kind of like that year i think you know I it's see. pretty tough i think to predict anything yeah. in that category and and maybe they felt about a big a big great IPA like that that maybe they were th- looking for something new it's exactly. a new style you know just something that isn't the same you know. or real subtle the beers that won were kind of subtle less aggressive beers you know so I think there were the judges uh, for whatever reason really enjoyed some great session beers which is awesome because home brewers have a tendency to do over the top beers pretty consistently so I feel it was kind of cool that the the non typical home brewer beers were rewarded yeah. In this in this case, what uh, Nate? Do you remember what styles did win? Uh, it was a pre-prohibition lager, I believe, was first place, and uh, second place was a sh- a uh, Schwartz beer, and I'm forgetting what the third place beer was now. Uh, that is oh. it. it. Is interesting. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh. There were a couple sours in the pro-am this year. I'd never seen that before. That was pretty unique. There was one from the brewery, and I forget who did one of the other ones. But uh, nice to see. Beers like that appearing in the program, too. It's definitely a first for those. Well, it's a good thing that Roger has kept you because uh, had you had to move breweries every year, you'd start running out of breweries soon. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Zinger. I like to fuck with Nate because he... It's amazing to me when the guy doesn't win. Not because he's the most medal-winning brewer that we have, but because his beer is so damn good... That it just yeah. amazed me when he doesn't win, so I have to make fun of the kid for it. Oh, of course. No, you know it, was we got... a, it was a great beer, and we'll, we'll do it again. Nate wants to tweak it a little bit, but uh, at the end of the day, we, we sold that beer uh, pretty pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, I think it lasted like 10 to ten to 12 days, which is when you have IPAX and IMAX on at the same time, <laughs> which is our regular IPA and our double IPA, that's, it's impressive. It was a hop assault down there. Yeah. Pretty cool. Exactly. And then we had uh, we had seven fifty, and uh, it was kind of crazy for a while. But yeah, I had days are over. We're back to our standard beers, and everyone's like not happy anymore. Oh, <laughs> a leading up to GAVF, everyone's stoked. No. Yeah, exactly, because we have to we have to put them all on tab so we can bottle them off and send right. them off. And blah blah blah. But yeah, I sat down at the bar one of those days during the right before the GAVF, and customer had. You know, IMAX and IPAX in front of him, just a big grin on his face, and he was like, I love it. I don't know what the deal is. I was like, well, it's GABF, and he had no idea what the GABF was. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me tell you, coming to the brewery this time of year, any brewery around, and you'll see they're they're putting their best foot forward for all the GABF stuff, so pretty cool. Well, we don't don't like to shortchange our customers. I mean, we make beers year-round that are always the same, like 
consistency. But uh, for uh, GABF, we tend to enter some of the hoppier beers, so which we make during other parts of the year as well. Some fifties, like the fifth time we've made it, and IMAX is like the fifth or sixth time. So it's not like we're just making. Well, actually, Putty Porter was actually a. Geared towards the GABF. Here's a here's a question for you, Roger. A lot of homebrewers ask me when I enter something like the the uh, pro am competition with you. How long does it take to normally get feedback from the the GABF for homebrew competitions? It can be anywhere from a couple weeks to a few months. How, do you usually get some score sheets back? But it it takes a while. Uh, we'll probably get score sheets back uh, early November. No, not too uh, bad. I would say the first or second week of November. Um, so yeah, it's like a month. And I've seen the I've seen the sheets that typically come back. They're really different than what what homebrewers see from a homebrew competition. It's uh, just a few short notes in many cases, and and some check boxes, and that's usually yeah, usually about it. it. Some of the sheets it, don't have much at all. Yeah, that's why you know I've judged it a couple times now, and you know I try and fill those boxes out as much as possible. It's like you know I hate to say it, but there's a lot of beers out there that that make it out to Denver that are just like, whoa, what were you thinking, dude? Uh, you know, it's like, what the fuck? And uh, so you you kind of want to tune them in to, like, you know, this this isn't good, but, you know, you can't just say this isn't good. Right. You have to tell them, like, you know, lower your mash temperature, you know, slow your sparge down or do something, you know, and, lower, and back off on the bitterness, you know. So it's, there's, I, I try to fill those notes out as much as possible, but then you get some that, you you know, you can't even read the writing, and it's just checkbox, just like you were saying. And it's just, it's kind of annoying. It's like, we, we just spent like 170 bucks on entering a beer, and this is all I get? Yeah. Feedback-wise? <laughs> right. Yeah, you don't really know where, you know, they don't rank all the beers 1 to 80 who entered. So if you don't get any medal, yeah, you, exactly. you don't really know what, they didn't give you a 10 out of 50. There's not necessarily any points assigned, so. Yeah, I, I guess the, the BJCP is a lot better for that. When it when it comes down to it, that their score sheet. It's just a totally different process. I like explaining that and highlighting that to homebrewers. Is not well. They're not a same. They're not judging the the same way. Very. It's very different between things like something like JBF and the NHC. Honestly, they're not. They're also not judging the same quantity. Yeah, exactly. You can't write a book about every beer when there's that many beers. Three thousand beers. I think yeah. Matt was saying this year. That's Huge. crazy. So yeah, it's a, there was a lot of beers this year. All the more reason that you deserve a congratulations for that medal. You and George, great job, Roger. And that's we just wanted to talk to you about it a little bit and be able to congratulate some of our local friends on it. So, uh, okay. good job, man. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to win. All right. You just you know, as a brewer, you you go in and you're like, I just want to win one. <laughs> right. Give me one. He right. took Roger off suicide watch once he at least had one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> the suicide watch is over. You know, it's like uh, what was it two years ago? <laughs> when we won you know it's like because there was a dry spell for me of like 2002 when we got the gold medal for for american ipa and then everyone uh you know in between those years was like hey man you should enter the gabf it's like listen asshole i have been (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) so it's like you know and then sean started that whole like take your shoelaces out right i'm gonna hold on to your shoelaces everything's gonna be okay (laughs) right yeah. Neat. So then when the uh, when I when I jumped into uh, Triple Rock's brew house and we started winning again, it was like you know it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. See, Nate, Suicide well, Watch was so was, 2010. Uh, <laughs> I'm it starting my own. <laughs> Suicide Watch was so June of 2011. It's 
<laughs> yeah, it was so last man, week, like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it was September. It was so the day before I flew out to Denver. <laughs> I can't even lose on my bad catchphrases, Roger. You know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Roger. Well, you know what? I hope that we see your brewery in the GABF soon, but um, this is fantastic. Love to see it, man. Good job. Cool. We'll see you guys soon, hopefully. All right, brother. Cheers. Bye. The Rock. There were actually way more than... There was almost 4,000 beers. 3,930. Wow. That is incredible. From, what, 500 breweries or something like that? 550? They're judged between, like, Tuesday or Wednesday and Friday, and that's it. Yeah, about 500 in the festival hall. Yeah. All right, kids, a couple of things to do to wrap things up. We're going to take a quick break right now. 888-401-BEER, that's your Drunk of the Week hotline. Call in right now. Get your calls in now. We're not going to wait too long to do it. 888-401-BEER, Moscow will take your phone calls. Uh, here's more new music from the Trophy Fire. This is the title track, Modern Hearts. The album's available October 19th. Hang in there. And burn. Like- 
This is John from Grain and Grape in Melbourne, Australia. This has been a big year for us. We've just celebrated our 21st birthday and we've been voted best home brew shop in Australia. We reckon that makes us pretty much the best brew shop in the Southern Hemisphere. Now we've got the ultimate fix for all you space poor, time poor and lapsed brewers. The all-in-one Braumeister is now at Grain and Grape and it's a beauty. There are 20, 50 and 200 litre systems. It lets you complete a temperature controlled mash, boil and cool, all within the same stainless steel mains powered unit. So if you live in an apartment, you don't have the time to complete a traditional brew day or just plain lazy, you can be brewing beautiful all grain beer more quickly than ever. We're also now making our own range of small batch fresh work kits on the 200 litre system right here in the warehouse. Just one last thing. Mention the Brewing Network next time you're ordering online or over the phone to receive freight free on your next order of up to 15 kilos. Check out grainandgrape.com.au for conditions. Honey, what's wrong? Was the Saison oxidized? Worse. Beer festival season is coming to an end. That's it for craft beer fun for the year. My God, you're right. What are we going to do? Wait. It's a long shot, but yes! What? The new Bay Area Craft Beer Festival is coming up October 22nd. (gasps) The one at Martinez Waterfront Park? Yeah, with all that great food. Live music. And and craft craft beer. beer. More than 30 of the best breweries west of the Mississippi will be there. I knew you loved me. I do, but I may love the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival more. Hey. Kidding. And I was just about to tell you your Saison is oxidized. What? Tickets for the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival are available online until October 19th at BayAreaCraftBeerFestival.com. All tickets are pre-sale only. None will be sold at the door, so get yours online right now. Great beer, fabulous food, and rockin' live music. Round out your beer fest season right this year at the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival. BN Army, HopTech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. HopTech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And HopTech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's, Nottingham, and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. 
When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... All right, suckas, a couple things left to do. We're going to do some beer news and some feedback um, and, yeah, things like that. And then we're going to go. 888-401-BEER if you want to do Drunk of the Week. I guess we're going to do some news and feedback first. I see you calling in, but uh, unless you want to sit on hold for 20 minutes, uh, we'll do it at the end. I know I told you to call in right now, but we're going to do news and uh, some feedback before we do that. Feedback's brought to you today by Downtown Joe's in Napa. Come join us on Sunday, October 23rd for the first ever A Taste of North Bay Beers brought to you by the Brewing Network at Downtown Joe's. We're going to have a good time out there, as you heard Colin in the beginning of the show say. Uh, Get your tickets right now, downtownjoes.eventbrite.com. I don't want to hear any, I didn't get enough notice, now you're sold out. But I didn't. You can send that to JP, that's fine. Yeah, send it to me. uh, But I don't have Twitter, and you didn't tell me. I don't don't even... Well, that sounds like Moscow the other night. (laughs) Yeah, but I know about stuff. I don't use it as a reason to not show up. Sure you do. All right. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's what feedback's brought to you by. All right, feedback today is pretty interesting. This is a good one uh, that I got here. Uh, that I thought some, I thought some people might uh, also agree with this person and uh, find it interesting to hear. Um, it's from Beer Corps in the forum, and he says, uh, "Justin, you talented yet uninterested hack." I've been listening to the shows lately, all of them, and it seems like you had a fascination with homebrew in the past, but it really doesn't seem that way now. You can't fake an interest, and that's fine. Rock radio DJs lose interest in rock after a while also. The most exciting part um, the most exciting part of the recent shows have been when you were similarly as excited about your Sriracha Ace Pale Ale. That may be my personal opinion, but I think every homebrewer likes hearing the passion in a fellow homebrewer's voice about their most recent brew. Uh, the best shows I've listened to were after you got your uh, B3 system. And your full sculpture, and you were so excited about every batch that came out and wanted to make better beer. You seem to have given up on that yourself, opting instead to let others take care of making good beer, and you take care of presenting it. Which, again, is fine, but it was fun to grow with you as a home brewer. 
to hear that your on-air persona was as interested in making good beer as your average home brewer is. I really feel like if you really started entering competitions with your homebrew and let us follow your progress, bad or good, until you became a nationally renowned homebrewer, would be excellent. If you feel like reading this on air, I don't care if you pick it apart. I'm trying to give useful feedback. You need a turning point, man. Next month, I'll start uh, my monthly donation at $10. You deserve it, definitely. But lately, I felt like I'd be donating only for the privilege of listening to the old shows and not the new ones. Anyway, I'll stop rambling. The show makes every day bearable. I want to keep it being good. Peace from Jared, Nebraska Division of Corn. <laughs> I, I love our divisions. It's got to really, be a, the, one of the really more great. lonely divisions, I think. <laughs> right. The Corn Division. Right. So that is excellent feedback. Um, I certainly hope I don't sound uninterested about beer, but I will admit that my homebrewing career has, um, until recently, been 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 pretty slow. Uh, I could go on and on about why that is. I mean, the the, uh, the essential gist is uh, because I'm so passionate about beer and homebrewing that it's kind of my whole life. Yeah, and. Um, I don't know. It becomes after a while. There's, 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 I don't know. There's always too much of a good thing, right? And you, you, you do that every day. And when you have time off, you end up wanting to do something else. Yeah. JP goes to Disneyland. I, I don't really do that. I mean, once a year, I'll take a trip or something. But all, if you think about the vacations that you hear about or the trips, they're all beer related. It's all yeah. tied into some beer festival or tied into some beer camping trip. It's beer. It's always beer. And so, so I will admit that. Um, that there are times when I I have, I have a few days off coming up, and I don't homebrewing is just not at the top of my list, and that's the difficult part. You all know that it's a time consuming situation. Yeah, it's like five hours you may not necessarily have. You know? uh, yeah, and to me, I consider homebrewing and 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 beer appreciation to be one and the same sort of like uh, endeavor. Sure. So if you're out there doing a lot of beer appreciation, like you say, events and partaking in the beer world, it's it's satisfying your need to you know to brew basically. It is. But that being said, I'm certainly not defensive about this point because I think he makes a good point. You know, the show did start because I got into homebrewing and was so stoked about it that mm-hmm. I thought, well, this, we could do a whole radio show about this. And then I thought, well, we could do a whole radio network about this. And, and it did go on as I was brewing often. And, um, but I just, it, you know, it's kind of a time thing. And, um, yeah, I, I guess maybe I wish that I had in some ways kept on the the homebrewing scale and maybe i would be a jameel right now maybe i would be in the la- over seven years be brewing these award-winning beers and all of that but there are certain things about homebrewing that are somewhat discouraging for me and uh and i'll tell you what it is it, honestly i'm i'm a perfectionist in everything i do and and i'm not good at failing and so i will say that that you know, I, I know we make jokes about it, and and I I also think it's funny. I'm not I'm not too serious yeah. about it. Well, and you are good at failing. But just to get that straight, <laughs> right? I'm not good internally. I guess about there failing. you go. It yeah. doesn't set out to do that, but it does yeah. happen. Yes. And so I'm kind of a sissy that way. It kind of goes uh. with my laziness that um, I don't really take on um, hobbies or jobs or anything that I'm not going to be great at. Well, you don't want to fail. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not really good right. at spending like four years in the trenches before I become great at something. I'm kind yeah. of too lazy for that. I, I want to be. A lazy perfectionist. I want to be great. Yeah, it's I want a to be, rough combo. Yeah, it's really rough. It is. I, I want to be great from the get go. So I only meant I only bring that up as to say I can get frustrated pretty easy, and that makes me even more so want to like not spend my day 
not perfecting that goddamn pale ale that I've been working on for six years. Well, you're no different than a lot of people that listen to our show. Homebrewers, I mean, that's just the way it is. You get into it, and if you do good at it, it it's it's encouraging. It, you know, it, it gets things on. Yeah. Right. If you have some setbacks, it's gonna you're going to get away from the hobby a well, little bit. And I, think, I mean, a lot right. of people get away from the hobby, even if they're doing well. I mean, look at, look yeah. at all the people yeah. that we've lost in the last six years. There's Lufa. Right, uh, Oz is coming back, kind of, sort of, uh, you know, um, crotch raw. I mean, there's just people that your life gets busy, exactly, and you stop. Exactly. But for you, Jay, your life is the be in. So you had to decide very quickly. I think this is my opinion. Um, um, where you were going to be, yeah, where you had to position yourself in the room of people who actually homebrew a lot. Where where are you going to be? Are you going to be the guy that's active, or are you going to be the guy controlling the conversation? And then I think also if Chad wasn't here, that prick, yes. um, you wouldn't have any beer, and that would drive you more to brew. Necessity also. would force you. So you don't you know have what? to necessarily because there was good beer, and you're like, oh, this is good. Why would I go out and do this when I have? Good beer here. It's kind of like the why would I homebrew when I can go buy beer, but it was free either way for you. So you know what, That's JP's right. It is Chad's fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And let's, let's call him right next, now. Let's go on to the next email because right. that's uh, Chad's fault. No, uh, that's a good point that you bring up. And I did have to kind of figure out where I was going to be best uh, uh, position in the show and and surrounding ourselves with, the same way as when I was a musician. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> when I played in a band, I got with all the best musicians I could find. Guys much better than me. Schumann, you know, Sam. That's guys the way you want to do it. And, uh, you know, because I knew that I never, I didn't have the talent that they did, but I could hold my own and let, and just, that's the way you do it. And I was kind of the same in, in the beer world. But again, I don't, I'm not really making excuses because I kind of agree with um, uh, Jared that I think that there's a good portion of content for the show that could have come out. Had that been my path, for sure. Um, yeah. Had I decided to become a competition brewer like Chad did yeah. or like Nate does, um, there is certainly a lot of contribution to the conversation that I could have made rather than ha- passing the questions along to you guys. But I think I probably would have quit a long time ago. I think I would have gotten fed up. I think I'd be nuts. I think instead of going to my therapist as much as I do now, I'd be like doubled. <laughs> Because I just need right. time. I just got to go do something else every now and then. You can only yeah. have that level of intensity so much. As the BN ramped up in listenership and interest, you had to put a lot more time in there than you did in the yeah. first two years. So, And even that, I'm natural. screwing up. I mean, this is, you're behind <laughs> on merchandise and this and that. So, yeah. But the... Um, and I'm not, and I love my job, so I don't. I'm, I'm certainly not complaining about it. I, I think JP kind of hit it right that I just had to figure out where to go. So, yeah. but... Um, I really did have a good time brewing with the Frenchie and making my ace hole pale, like making this uh, drinkable pale ale. Yeah. And I had, uh, <laughs> you know, it's finally, yeah. I'm drinking it right ale. now. It's well, very tasty. Um, well, I think, well, I think that's what homebrewing is for you. Then it's it's something to do at a time when you will enjoy it. It's not just a, it's not a hobby. That's what it, it is. It's it's a thing to accentuate or to accent a, a, a proper time, right? You I have bet a friend that's come over, then you go. I bet there are quite a few listeners who maybe haven't brewed in a year, maybe only brew once or twice a year. They still listen to the show regularly for sure well right. when i was yep. working at more beer doing customer service so many people they they order this this one dude would order the same kit six times a year extract wow um yep. he, he never wanted to go all grain he liked the recipe he only brewed on special occasions so he it was fine for him there's thing. so many people like that it's it's you don't have to brew all the time to be a home brewer well and for me it's also that um i, I i'm i'm really trying to avoid home brewing becoming work Right. There's a lot of parts of the yeah, BN yeah. that are now work, 
Homebrewing's not work for me still. It's still a nice hobby. I still like it. So I never want to rush through a brew day, so I won't cram one in. Right. Like, I might be able to fit in that five-hour day, but if it means that I have to rush around and scramble and, and make the rest of my life uncomfortable to fit it in, right. I'm not going to do it. Because then it becomes work to me, and I, I still think of it as of homebrewing as my hobby. It's a hobby and a fun thing to do. You'll yeah. ruin it yeah, for As soon yourself. as it's not, you, gotta, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Right. For sure. So, but what I do think is kind of in response also is that because I did have such a good time and because now we're done with the GABF and we've got our winter fest coming up, but we're in good position to get that done. We kind of have, I've got a good team. You guys are getting dialed in with what everyone's got to do. I think I'm going to be brewing a bit more. Um, because there's no fucking beer in the kegerator. <laughs> Necessity. <laughs> Chad's down at handles all the time now. There's no brewing yeah. going on. Here. Well, I, th- I think maybe you, you, you also stopped homebrewing for a while because 95% of homebrewing is garbage anyways. So you didn't want to put more bad beer out there. You know what? And that's part of being self-critical, I think. Right. Is that it's not that I won't drink my, my bad beer on my own. But it's just kind of disappointing. <laughs> like I need more disappointment in my life, you know. Um so, it's like that constant reminder you go to get a glass of beer and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. It's not what you wanted, you know? You don't want that every day. So, I do hate to hear if I've let anybody down because I didn't continue on that same path, but I just think it was for the health of myself and the BN, it was just kind of ine- inevitable. But I, what I'm really trying to say also is that I, I kind of hope it's going to come back around a little bit. I think, I don't know that I'm ever going to be a competition brewer. I don't mm-hmm. like that about brewing. Mm-hmm. I don't even like, the. you know what, the, with the ace hole and stuff? I don't even know what gravity stuff came out. I just decided if you're not into writing it down and worrying about those numbers, then fuck it. Don't do it. And I didn't. And so people, you know, I went to NCHF and they're asking about the beer and I'm going, I don't know. You know, it's got some two row and some, and some Sriracha Ace in it. Yeah. It's about all I knew. I knew on the day I was brewing, of course, because I followed a recipe. Yeah. But I I just don't think I'm ever going to be a competition brewer. See, well, and I'm, I'm the same way, uh, in, in a sense. I don't know. People ask my, for my, a couple of my recipes and every now and then, and I don't fucking know. I go, I don't know. Let me email. I had to write it down on my stupid blog. Right. So I can just send someone the link. Go, here, there you go. Because I, I will never remember it, and I'm too, I'm bored with typing it out all the time. Yeah. Um, you don't have to know your numbers to brew a good beer. It helps in repeatability, but really, your final gravity is your final gravity. I mean, it's not, you know, I don't think it's it going to change anything not it, to know it. Right. Yeah. So if you just give it enough time, you'll, it, I don't know, whatever. It. I wouldn't worry about that so much. Yeah. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll enter a competition or two, but it just, it's, you know what, competition brewing, oh, I got I to gotta clean bottles, and then I got to bottle them, and then I have oh, to yeah. put them in a box, and I have to fill out a piece oh, of paper, and, God. you know, I, I get why people are into that, and, and we've encouraged it because, I, you know... But that's just not that's not why I'm into beer. It's a hell of yeah, a lot exactly. of work. I'm just not into it. It is more work, yeah. yeah. It's an evolving thing. Sometimes you start out and you you evolve into into the competition thing. Like you you get beer, somebody says you should enter it, you you go to the trouble of bottling it, which is a big hassle. Yeah. And then you send it off and you win and then you're more, if you're like if, if that's what turns you on, then you get into doing more of that and that's how you become a competition brewer. But yeah. the vast majority of people that make home brew don't enter in a competition. Right. It just so happens that because I'm talking to all these people, it seems like I should be there. But here's what, you know, I end up having a choice. Okay, you could uh, bottle up some beer and fill out that paperwork to go in the competition, or you could watch Jersey Shore. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, Jersey Shore wins every time. Have you seen the... <laughs> do that on the couch. Have you seen the boobs on JWoww? And, uh, I, you know, uh, bottling beer just can't compete with that. That's true. I got to tell you. So you end up spending a lot of time on the paperwork for some of the comps too, especially if you want to enter more than one or two entries. It, 
Yeah. It's just a serious chunk of time. Jersey Shore might be a better time investment. It's like a half point. hour. Done. <laughs> 24 know? minutes without commercials. I finish in like the first eight minutes, and <laughs> then I stay for the for the rest of it. And, you know, bottling is like, a, it's like an afternoon and, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll tell you what, Jared. I appreciate the feedback. I also understand it. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. I'll, I'm going to try to meet you a quarter of the way <laughs> because I do think I'm going to be brewing more and, and I'm... I do. I am passionate about it. I love to come in here and talk about when I do brew. It's just not so often. But I think now in the uh, off season, as it, as it were, um, I'll be brewing a little more. So I'll try. That's all I can do. All right. Um, here we go. Dear Ass Clown Justin and his merry band of bum chums. That's you guys. That's us. Oh. Wow. Thanks for that. I've been home brewing for over five years and got turned on to the BN um, in the fall of '09. I've been obsessively listening to all the podcasts um, since then, starting with the Jamil show and then all the rest, even that other show. And I figured I'd just write in and thank you guys. Still haven't. Uh, I still have about a year's worth of Sunday sessions to get to. So uh, I was inspired to write sooner um, after having the best couple weeks of my life. Oh. On Saturday the seventeenth, I married my wife Bailey on a mountaintop. It's, by the way, I've never met an adult ba- Bailey. <laughs> Only in a have you ever Bailey. met an adult Bailey? As uh, as as I, Bailey's yeah, actually have four legs. Like <laughs> right? Yeah, my <laughs> friend, my friend had a dog named yeah. Bailey, and it was an adult. Yeah, there's no Grandma Bailey. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I, about that. I just <laughs> thought about it. Sorry about that, Bailey. <clears throat> Got married my wife Bailey on a mountaintop <clears throat> in Southwest Virginia and served nine kegs of homebrew to our ninety guests. Four that I brewed, and five that were brewed by my good friend uh, and BNR Will. The wedding was a blast and followed it up oh, yeah, by a honeymoon yeah. to Amsterdam and Belgium, uh, which, of course, was amazing. To top it off, I found out on our last day in Brussels that I had won my first best of show back home at the Blacksburg Brewdoo homebrew competition with a rye barley wine, which I'll be brewing at Bull and Bones Brew Pub in Blacksburg, uh, Virginia, sometime by the end of this year. All right. Too many bees in there, but nice work. Nice. Yeah. Uh, he says, credit where credit is due. I wouldn't have done it without you guys. So thanks for getting the information, and thanks to the masses, and thanks uh, for your sensitive humor. Suck a fat one, JP. <laughs> from Kevin in Roanoke, Virginia. That's a good uh, email, man. Roanoke. Uh, wow, what a trip. A, uh, yeah. Honeymooned in the beer country. Wow. It's pretty good. Like a beer guy to me. And makes his own beer for his own wedding. Now I feel bad about making fun of Bailey, because uh, she sounds like a good chick. Sounds like a pretty good trooper, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. You guys ever smash your tooth with the glass? Yeah. You yeah. Take a drink. I worry about it. I spent a lot of money on this grill. It hurts. Actually, somebody else spent a lot of money on this grill. Let's be honest. It's okay. Diamonds are a really hard material. <laughs> I've, uh, here's another one from James. I've been brewing for seven years, but have only ever used pellet hops. While watching brewing TV the other day, I noticed Nate using whole hops. Nate. Yes. Fucking Moonlight Nate is on Brewing TV. He's on uh, Beersmith <laughs> Podcast. They asked me. I didn't ask them. Read the contract, Nate. <laughs> Exclusivity. Do you uh, have something I could, what about that? Don't you understand? I was hoping I could fly under the radar, but I blew my own cover on that one. I guess I'll have to contact the <laughs> yeah. uh, Brewing Network lawyers in the morning on that one and see what my status is going to be on the future shows here. No, but That's right. You have JP's number, right? <laughs> He's our lawyer. Oh, that's your new career. Nice one, JP. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh it's pretty good. Whole hops, whole hops are great, especially when you can find them fresh this time of year. It's really timely that he asks this question because the uh, new crop is just starting to show up. So look at people like Hops Direct and Fresh Hops. They both sell online, or uh, it might some of that might be showing up in local stores soon. But uh, hey, Nate, shut up for a second because I didn't ask the question yet. What? 
That's what he was asking, right? Uh, he said, this led me to ask if there was a specific reason why, and to ask, oh, uh, why you're using um, whole hops in the boil and pellets for dry hopping. He says, so this, um, why, and ask the rest of you BN guys what types of hops you prefer for different spots in the process. From James. So why whole hops in the boil and pellets for dry hopping? That was the uh, Pellets for logistical reasons and dry hopping. It's hard to get them to sink into solution better and i'm using a lot of carboys and you just can't get them through the opening very easily if oh that's a good point hops. yeah <laughs> cramming whole hops yeah, through that tiny opening that's a good point shove those in there pellets are a lot easier to deal with in that that part of the process whole hops you can find them fresh they're awesome uh it's lupulin uh in its purest form unruptured by the pelletizing process but they of course don't store well and deteriorate quickly so if you haven't you don't know how they've been stored or you don't know how old they are Whole hops are a gamble in, in that sense, too. Okay. So, Tasty, you know. your preference in hops? In, in which places? Well, it depends where. I, I use the whole hops in, like, uh, when I uh, mash hop. It's, of course, that's, a lot of people say that's a waste of time. And then I use uh, whole hops when I, on my hop back uh, when I, as, like, a filter bed for the for the wort coming out of the uh, out of the boil kettle. Okay. But otherwise, it's, it's all pellets. Yeah. Pellets. And JP, your preference of hops in which um, parts? I just use pellets. All pellets. Yeah, because that's how I was raised, and I don't really see a, a need to go to whole hops. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever used whole hops. And I think to me, to get it's just a laziness factor. It's so easy to know yeah. that you're going to get fresh oh. quality. But I can really see your point, Nate, when you talk about unruptured lupulin and. You know, some of my favorite breweries, Sierra Nevada, uh, you know, exactly. is having a tumbler tonight. It, even at their scale, is all whole hops. Um, but I just, I don't know, it's so easy to just throw the pellets in. It's kind of an old school thing, too. I mean, Tasty, having homebrewed for quite a while, probably remembers when there wasn't many pellets around. I mean, you're probably a lot yeah, more comfortable right. in using whole hops in some sense, too. I mean, obviously, when you're using something like a hop back, you kind of have to have whole hops. Pellets aren't going to work as well for that kind of a Yeah, it's more of a mechanism, functional but, thing, yeah, for me. Yeah. All right. I think a blend of the two. If you can get good quality whole hops, can be really ideal, but that's that can be tough for a lot of homebrewers. All right, uh, all right, that's is that it for feedback? There's a couple more things here, but um, mm. good, no hard questions. Or some Candy Brewit feedback, but we'll save that for Candy Brewit. Um, yeah, those were good questions. All right, let's leave it at that. Feedback brought to you today by Downtown Joe's. Don't forget that uh, we're doing our festival there on October 23rd. And, uh, yeah. Got Walker hanging on the studio with us today, breathing back there. I just backed over him, poor guy. Uh, Good. All right. He deserves Walker. <laughs> Shouldn't have been laying there. All right. Um, do I got to take a phone call before I, we go to break? Because we're going to do break, and then we can come back and do the news and drunk of the week calls and go home. Yeah, let's take our do. break. We'll talk to him when we come back. All right. So uh, we're going to do all of that, like I said, <laughs> you know, before the last break. Uh, get your drunk of the week calls in now. We'll take them. Um, 888-401-BEER. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to do a quick bout of beer news and drunk of the week calls, and then we're going to get out of here. So uh, hang in there. It's the session, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. In a world where everything has been 
the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm gonna need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's gonna get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And then From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes. a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate. And stout, roasty, cocoa, chocolate, insanity. Hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back. Choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life. All at BeerCandy.com. Hop drops and beer caramels. Satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with Beer Candy. Visit BeerCandy.com today. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new Snaplock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Live. Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's yeah. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Put you some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Moscow, and these are the Brewing Network's announcements for Sunday, October 9th. 
Kick off your dad's weekend right by heading to Washington State University's Brewfest 2011. It'll be held on Friday, November 11th at the SEL Event Center in Pullman and will highlight Cougar sports and showcase Apple Cup and Rose Bowl games from the past. There will be two tasting sessions between 5 and 10 p.m. Admission to the event includes a catered buffet, live auctions and music, a commemorative tasting glass, and 10 tasting tickets. Additional tasting tickets and a silent auction will be available for purchase at the event. Check out brewfest.wsu.edu for more information. The pumpkins are calling you out. Will you answer? Get ready for Hoppy Halloween 14 Pure Carved Evil, presented by the Prairie Homebrewing Companions in Fargo, Moorhead. Registration is currently open. The cutoff for entries is October 23rd. The judging starts on October 26th and culminates with the awards banquet on October 29th. All styles are accepted and Halloween-themed beers are encouraged. So check out hoppyhalloween.com to see what that means. The Stony Creek Homebrewers are proud to announce their fourth annual Amateur Brewing Championship. The competition will take place at Appalachian Brewing Company in Collegeville, Pennsylvania on Saturday, November 12th. This is also the fourth and final leg of the coveted Eastern Pennsylvania Homebrewer of the Year Award, so get your entries in on time for a chance to win. Entries will be accepted from October 17th through November 2nd. It's $7 for the first entry and $6 for each additional entry. Visit schomebrewers.com for all the details. And finally, the Central Ohio Homebrew Club SODs, that's S-O-D-Z, is teaming up with Lisa White to raise money for our friends at Beer for Boobs. This competition is open to all BJCB categories and all competition profits, that is, all competition profits, will be donated to Beer for Boobs. In addition to the best of show, one beer will be selected to brew with Weasel Boy Brewing Company in Zanesville, Ohio, as a pro-am beer for the 2012 GABF. The entry deadline is November 4th, and the competition date is November 12th. Register at beerforboobs.brewcompetition.com. That's it for this week. As always, if you have an event you'd like included in this segment, send an email to me at scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying l'chaim. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer... Once again, the music you've been hearing during tonight's session, I played a couple uh, songs after uh, off of our friend's new album. You guys know Schumann and his uh, band, The Trophy Fire, has a new album out called Modern Hearts. And uh, I got to say, I went to their CD release party in uh, San Francisco on Friday, and they rocked it, man. This new album is miles above the last album. And uh, have you heard it, Tasty? I, when I heard the tracks tonight, I heard some other tracks on their website, yeah. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, guys are great, man. The album comes out October 19th. You can go to graydayrecords.com and pre-order. Or if you want to wait till the 19th, you can get it on iTunes and Amazon and all the regular places. Um, they're a big signed deal now and all that. But uh, great show. And uh, I'll tell you. I didn't even want to make fun of Schumann after seeing him on the show Friday. Uh, wow, they must have been good. Yeah, yeah. because I, did, I I live for making fun of that kid. <laughs> I, I sometimes I only get out of bed 
because I know that that day I can insult Schumann. You got to have a reason. That's why you were there Friday night. You showed <laughs> up. I mean, you drug yourself to San Francisco. Yeah, and I couldn't even say I couldn't even insult the fat fucker. Actually, I, I there's a there's a couple little moves he made that I like to laugh real hard at. <laughs> there were, yeah, like when he kind of see Axl Rose when he's like really picking the guitar, he's just really going to town. He kind of just. Like his shoulder his a little, little bit, but I see, I couldn't piss even. On him. I couldn't even do that because the music coming out of the guitar was yeah. fantastic. So yeah. I'm kind of like wiggle however you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job. They were a good job. All right, the trophy fire. Check out the new album on iTunes, Amazon, uh, everywhere you can find it uh, on October 19th. Uh, that's the tunes I played for you today, and um, I kind of been listening to the album a lot. I really like it. Yeah, it's a good album. It's good stuff. All right, let's do this. Let's do some quick beer news, and then we'll take Drunk of the Week calls, and then um, we'll go home. Let's Great. do it. Do we have my intro? Is that not uh, loaded? Oh, yeah. No, I got that. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I, almost, <laughs> I just didn't give up. I almost forgot that uh, Moscow needs his uh, intro. All right, let's do some uh, Brewing Network beer news. Eventually. I know, what the From fuck? the International News Center in Pacheco, California, here's what's on tap in the world of beer. Yeah, blame pushy. All right, a Minneapolis developer who wants to open a micro-brew pub has a unique business plan. For a $1,000 investment, neighbors can be part owner of the Smokehouse Brew Pub and get free beer for life. Developer Jamie Robinson says free beer is among the equity options for the $800,000 restaurant and bar. The project needs one hundred seventy-five grand for a down payment and is targeting investors $1,000 at a time. So $1,000 and mm, then you get free, free beer. beer for life. That's right. They really need the money, I guess. I don't know, Tasty. That's pretty appealing. Well, <laughs> wow. Except it's just there. I mean, you know. Well, sure, uh, but if it's your local. No, no. I mean, it's a good investment. It'll save you money over the long run for sure. Yeah, If you're local, and that's... Yeah, yeah. Because here's... I'm going to venture to say that if Tasty went through his beer receipts for the last three years, oh, geez. he would be startled to find the number. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you, you do the pub crawl thing. And you get taken care of. Don't get me wrong. But I still think that you would be startled to find uh, the, the number. So a thousand yeah. bucks kind of sounds like a discount. And for the rest of the population no, no, it would be good who doesn't get taken care of? That's yeah. a hell of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, yeah, I, don't, I, I mostly tip. I don't pay, but yeah. Yeah. But... I know what the what I'd be spending if I didn't. So, right. Yeah. But here's my question. You know, when they say free beer for life, does that mean every time I go to the pub I could have as many beers as I want, or it means I get a beer every time I go for life? Well, yeah. a lot of time when when like restaurants offer, oh, you get free tacos. It's like one taco a day, so it's like 365 tacos a year. Is basically right. What it is. Right. So I'm guessing it's something similar. I mean, you you probably can't go in there and get wasted every night. But this was a blurb. It, yeah, didn't, that, it didn't specify. But <laughs> you get one eight ounce pour a week. Yeah, that, then it, then it, it wouldn't be worth a thousand bucks. Well, no, I, I don't think that's necessary. Well, You'd have of, to do the math. Thinking about you? the about say you're giving that price away, right? A, a beer, uh, cost of a pint of beer produced at a brewery is, is probably under a dollar, yeah, 60, 70 cents or something like that. So if it's a brew pub, he's giving you. Uh, if you drank three beers a day, I'd be like almost a thousand beers a year. That's like six hundred dollars. So you invest a thousand. I mean, yeah, and he, he's going to give you six hundred dollars a year. Maybe it, you know it might be worth it to him, right? Yeah, and and th- that's you also kind of get to say, and you're not coming by yourself too. You might bring somebody, and they're not getting the free beer. But sure, I think there's also kind of a principle of the thing where you get to go. 
This is all, this is my brew pub. I also, yeah. I'm, what do you mean? Oh, you mean it's your local? No, no. I mean I'm a partner. Yeah. I've invested yeah, in it, sure. and um, you know, you and the other partners can stand there and drink your free beer together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't kind of. I'm trying to think. The number a thousand dollars is downside. You know what it is though. I think it's well placed it because is. it's a number that makes you question it. In other words. If it were five thousand dollars, we wouldn't be having this conversation. That's we right. would have yeah, stopped yeah, and yeah. said, "Well, no. fuck that." Right. You know, right. I want more than free beer. I want a piece of this, a piece of that. But at the thousand dollar price point, yeah. it's just in the spot where you kind of go, "Huh?" It's right in there. I think in two or three years, it paid for itself for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, if all goes as planned, uh, the brew pub could be open by next May. So okay. If you live out there, pony up. All right. Yeah. Good chance. Uh, next one. Former Marine Sergeant Dakota Meyer traveled to the White House uh, to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor and had only one request, to share a beer with the president. They honored the request, the White House did, uh, by uh, serving a beer that was homebrewed by White House chefs with equipment the Obamas purchased with 200 bucks of their own money. 200 bucks. So they just bought sort of like they got a, the, a basic the beginner's system. kit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was called White House Honey Ale. It was brewed with honey harvested from beehives in the presidential garden. Uh, the chef who, who did the brew, Sam Cass, uh, he sought advice from uh, Sam Calagioni and Greg Hall for working with honey. Hall was reportedly very impressed with the beer. Well, cool. What else is he going to say? JP, you're I'm, letting me down here. Just in a pint glass. I'm just, well, I'm just shutting my mouth, letting the show roll on. Well, I figured you would, uh, <laughs> you would guide me. Um, Big deal. (laughs) It's an extract beer, and it's fucking old, too. That's the only batch they fucking made. That's from the first batch he did uh, fucking eight months ago. Yeah, the only reason Fuck him. He doesn't like our fucking troops. Fuck this Oh, so you think it's just been sitting around since that story like eight months ago? It has been, yeah. You don't think think they bring another batch? No, I read... I I read it's sitting around because they nobody liked it. I read the article, right. It was the first batch. But let's start start at the beginning, first of all. Before we get into that, let's start at the beginning. A soldier comes home, and his his one request... Quest is to have a beer yeah, with the, the president. That's right. the highest word you can get. Yeah, medal of honor. I like that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, I'm thinking, you know, uh, of all the things you could ask for, yeah. uh, I want to have a beer with the president. I think I would say the same thing. I think that would be my request. Sure. Sure. It's kind of neat. 12 pack with the president. I mean, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I w- I'll tell you what. I don't think I'd care what the beer is. Uh, so we'll get to the beer. But yeah. I mean, just forgetting, forgetting about that oh, for a second. That's a good idea. Yeah. Tell you yeah. what, I, I might drink a light American lager if I got to. You get to go home and kind of, you know, tell your grandkids, I had a beer with the president. I guess then that I, that might be a flaw in my in my my path and my synapses because I would only focus. Yeah, I got to have a beer with the president. Oh, what was it? Some awful honey <laughs> ale. I mean, honey ale? Come on. Really? Honey? <laughs> Right. Honey ale. Uh, well, what, sh- what should they have done then? At least a porter or a stout or something that would age a barley wine, a, well, even calls, a pale ale. When they contacted Sam Calagione, they should have had him send over a twelve pack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. we brewed this. <laughs> well, the, I would have brought my own beer for him. Now, in defense of the honey ale, yeah. um, the the brewer is the White House chef. It does it's make sense that he would. It, well, he's a food guy. Yeah. It does make sense that he would use a food product in his in sure his, in his beer. So. Uh, I mean, maybe he could have done something like a Chipotle. Like he could have gone well, further, but I don't know. I just, I mean, a honey wheat, a, a honey wheat beer. I'm gonna <laughs> brew a honey wheat beer, and like all every homebrew in the world is freaking out. Like, oh, it's so cool. Uh, the chefs, one of the uh, assistant cooks in the kitchen, made a extract wheat beer. Fucking great, <laughs> awesome. Okay, never mind the presidents who actually have homebrewed in history. Never mind them. 
Right. We're going to have some... now, and, and we yeah, haven't heard about cares. homebrew in the White House in, you know, since what, George Washington? I mean, it's... I just don't care. <laughs> I just kind, kind of like, I, w- well, I wasn't not really even thrilled a, with it. It's not even a silver lining that, you know what, it puts homebrew in the media and homebrew is in right. our president's exactly. White House. No, <laughs> because it's been there before. Papazian's brought homebrew to the White House. Well, and that's good, too. Right. I'm not pissing on that. That's better, because at least it's probably better than a extract wheat beer. But that's beer that Papazian brewed. At least with this story, the White House is taking the initiative and showing interest they in homebrew. They brewed it. Yeah. Once. Well... <laughs> <laughs> you, you call me when you've done it for a fortnight. For, yeah. <laughs> At least get an all-grain system. Come on. Grow some hops in that, in that uh, uh, garden, that. right? I mean, you got to start somewhere. That's true. You, know. you do. You, a, you have to start yeah, somewhere. That's yeah. right. I think under the, underneath the covers, and that's where JP's looking, it is sort of like a, a trite little thing. Right. But in the general scope and the gist of it, I think it's a good, it's a good impression that there's homebrew in the White House. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, th- the there is level. that, and that, yeah, and that is, it's that is look good. under there too much. I, I, you know, I guess it's like, um, I, you know, I don't know, you hear you hear the president climb a mountain, and then he just really went to a, wa- a rock gym, <laughs> yeah, and, right. you know, went up a rock wall for like four feet. <laughs> like, it's not really that impressive. Like, I yeah. got, you know, oh, the, you know, I got a new car, what'd you get? A Geo Metro. Oh, yeah. really? That's what you spent your money on? Okay, great. Right. I don't know. I just, it just, it's kind of very underwhelming. Oh, the homebrew. And then you read the article and you just start falling down like, oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. It ends up being like, uh, you know, out of a can. They yeah, just... with dry yeast yeah. in a plastic bucket. And, um, yeah, uh, people but have... he kind of is, you know, uh, um, aside from the triteness, if that's a word that is invented of uh, of the beer situation he kind of has been a beer president if you yep. think about it right when that yep. the guy got the arrested the, the harvard professor and the, yeah. yeah the beer there summit. was a beer, beer summit. summit and then um this homebrew uh, then it was a big story even the fact that there was homebrew being made in right. the white house by this chef and now um this soldier comes home and his request is to have a beer even on the campaign trail uh, right. One of his thing was to go into yeah, the PBR uh, and go have a PBR. You yeah. liked that? Like yep. I did like that. Common so man, yes. It, and I, I'm, I've actually, I'm just thinking of this now because I'm put, I'm just trying to remember these stories. He's kind of a, he's kind of a beer president. Yeah. I like that. Well, he has a drunk uncle. He might as well be. Oh, no, he does. I don't know. You didn't. Doesn't everybody? His, uh, yeah, who, yeah. yeah. Who doesn't yeah. have yeah. a I'm drunk guy, uncle? I'm that guy for all my, uh, my. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Well, By the way, true. JP, you and I will be the drunk uncle. Yeah. No, his his uncle. Got a DUI last week. Oh, something like that. Well, funny thing thing That's, I did was uh, he's American. He's when, the, when this when this White House homebrew thing first came out, and I, and I read like how it's like you know one of the chefs and the, and the beginner kids yeah. and all that. I wrote my congressman. Yeah, oh, you did. did you really? And I said, hey, if they need any help, like with some real information, you can contact you know, us guys at the Brewing Network. You that never a got boy. back to us, but nice. I thought maybe we should like reach out and be more proactive. Sure, contact the chef, get him on the show, see what this honey beer is all fucking about. How great would the reality show be where JP goes to the White House and berates this guy about his like, choice of, of homebrewing? I would do it, too. You know, he's like the Gordon Ramsay of the beer world, where he's nice, he's loving, he's there for a reason to help, but he's not afraid to say all the awful things that they're doing with the beer. I would love this show. I would watch this. I would, I would watch it, too. After Jersey Shore. <laughs> well, yeah. It. After all the In your refractory period. <laughs> Yeah. So watch when they just dump the sugar in when they're priming the beer for, for carbonation. <laughs> they didn't even boil that. This is going to suck. 
uh, 888-401-BEER. Call Drunk of the Week right now. Is that it for the news today? Yeah, I'm going to go screen calls. Yeah. 888-401-BEER. Give us your Drunk of the Week calls. We'll take them. We're going to get out of here. And uh, I know I, I like the story, and, and I get it also that, uh, you know, it's a media event. Uh, so I take all of that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. But... It's putting a homebrew in the media, and that I like true. that. In, the, in, in big media. I mean, it doesn't get more mainstream than what the president is doing, unless it's like what a celebrity is doing. Right. <laughs> <Then it's, laughs> but short of that, it's like the next big media. You know? it, yeah, it is, well, uh, it is cool. And homebrewing is a, it's a growing thing. Uh, you know, I, don't, I, oh, I, yeah. I don't have any hard numbers, but I see Thank the God. people at my homebrew supply store jumping up and down for joy. Right. So that must mean something. Yeah. Yeah. Every time it shows up in the White House, um, it ends up on our on our AHA governing committee conversation. Yes, uh, not as not as some major topic, but you know, it's our job to be excited about things like that. So it always comes up, and yeah. I'm a little like you in those conversations where I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a media event, though I get it. But I, I, at least though, I, I mean, I do kind of step back and go, but it's homebrew in the news, so that's that's a big deal for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like, I'll tell you what, uh, so Moscow, you know, kind of went through a couple stories, and he got to that one, and, and I chose that one solely for JP, <laughs> because I thought, you know, we were, we're all going to sit here and gush about the media, JP's going to tell us what he thinks. Well, I was waiting for you guys to gush first, I guess. <laughs> it's probably what those bottles are doing when they open them. Oh! Homebrew slam! <laughs> Hey, what's the Band of Skulls song? I'm going to close with it. Uh, and the devil takes care of its own, I think. Um, uh, they have a, a music video out, and that's the only way. The devil takes care of its own. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, it's that, a pretty cool video. So we're going to close the program tonight. Um, all right, we got a couple drunk of the week calls. Eight 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 four zero one beer. That's the number. Uh, if you want to call in, first we got Brett from Alabama. What's Brett, what's up? happening, man? Brett, what's up, man? How are you, brother? Good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You calling in for drunk of the week? Absolutely. What have you had? A lot? Oh, yeah, shit ton. Give me a quant. Without uh, listing all of them, how many (laughs) would you say you've had? Oh, um, eight-ish. All right, eight, like, uh, seven percenters, or what? Yeah, uh, there's some homebrews that are probably in the eight percent range. I I dug into my wife's magic hat sampler, so some of those are in the five percent range, but... Right. Um... Yeah. Um, do you know what M-E-A-D made is? M-E-A-D. What is M-E-A-D? Yeah. Can you t- can you answer that question? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, with embarrassment, yeah. Yeah. All right. With embarrassment. Um, and you say, do you say you have a wife? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, if, if she were to see you right now, would she agree that you're drunk? Yeah, she would. Um, I mean, I can go wake her up if you guys are curious. Um, she'll be totally pissed at me, but I mean, I can go wake her up and ask her. Oh, uh, yeah, you shouldn't even ask that question. You should do it. Uh, All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, so your idea. We didn't say yes. Okay. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel, bad. I feel yeah. bad about that. Oh, yeah. She'll but never know. You guys were talking about about the president being uh, brew friendly. Do you guys yeah. remember him having that bet? With uh, David Cameron in Britain, and no. uh, who won the? We had a bet with David Cameron. Whoever England versus USA in the World Cup, uh, whoever lost had to send each other a beer. 
Oh. And um, and we tied, so I think he sent David Cameron some sort of Goose Island. I know nobody's happy with Goose Island right now, but I don't at care. the time it was... No, that's yeah. good beer. I don't yeah. give a fuck who owns them. That's great. Uh, See, I'm telling you, he's yeah. our beer president. Well, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you know, they're in Chicago. He's from Chicago. <laughs> Probably Whatever. got it free. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like oh, I'm from Concord. I went to bet I'm going to send you a burrito. It's like you know, <laughs> what's here? Hey, but it'd be a damn good burrito. <laughs> it would be a good burrito. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, privately owned. Right. God damn it. All right, hey baby, can hey, what? you tell them I'm drunk? Hey, what's her name? Can you wake up, baby? Wake up, baby. Hey, I'm drunk. How drunk? Did you guys? Did you guys get? Any, they want to know how drunk. I'm drunk enough to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're agreeing. That. But not drunk enough to get a black eye. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. All right, that's uh, fair enough. Right. Let that poor girl sleep. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay, well, he's drunk enough to wake her up. I'll yeah, buy that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. Uh, I was going to ask, you know, the, the question, like, what what would you do that your friends say you're drunk? But I think his wife would say, um, woke my ass up. Yeah. Yeah. What time's yeah, your wife got to be up in the morning for work? Uh, well, she doesn't have to be up till like seven or something. But I, I'm on the East Coast, and I got to be up at like five something. Ooh, so she's not that bad off. I'm, I'm the one sucked. I don't know seven or five is pretty rough to me. Those are all like, is it, is it light then? Yeah, I don't think so. What happens at that hour? <clears throat> all right, Brett. I'll tell you what, man. You're in the running right, for man. drunk of the week. Awesome. awesome. Cheers. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, brother. Later. All right, let's go to Brian in Tennessee. We're getting a lot of the southern states in the last few weeks. Brian, what's happening? I think they just got phone coverage out there. Oh. So what's up, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, man. Ooh, feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real good actor. <laughs> so you got more than a beer buzz. How many beers have you had tonight? Well, I had a pint of my pale ale, seven fifty in my first sour, and about... Seven highballs of Jack Daniels. So, <laughs> so you've had two beers. Uh, Tennessee's own. Do you still call them highballs if you put Jack Daniels in them? I'm not sure. <laughs> Man, around here we do. In Tennessee it is. <laughs> and by here, I mean my kitchen. Right. Yeah. Hey, what was? did you say you had your first sour? Yeah, yeah. man, my first homebrewed sour. Oh, it was your homebrewed sour. He said it was a 750. Yeah, man. Uh, tell us about that beer. Uh, well, uh, kind of followed the uh, recipe that uh, Jamil had on uh, the Jolly Pumpkin Van Beer. Yeah. Yeah, man, it turned out really, really good. It's not quite sour enough yet, but, man, it's on its way. How yeah. old is it? Uh, it? It's pretty good. It, here in a few months, I think it'll be better. I like this guy. Yeah. I don't know why. This guy, yeah. this guy sounds like a nice guy. You got any? Uh, you got any weird sayings? You know, give us a, like a weird Tennessee saying. You so know, I'm like man. like I'm drunker than a. You know, I don't know. <laughs> drunker than muggies, man. Drunker than muggies. Of course, <laughs> it's got to be well, somewhere around one. around there. Drunker than muggies. Okay, give me that. Right. I'm drunker than muggies, hey, man. man. I actually, uh, I got to meet you this past week at GABS. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Was I drunker than monkeys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I uh, I got you to sign a shirt from a girl. Oh, that's right. I did sign the shirt. You were on the same level as monkeys. <laughs> yeah, you I weren't was, drunker. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. drunker then. Yeah, yeah that's right. Drunk. I guess uh, she's a big fan of the show too. <laughs> well, or no, uh, not anymore. She was, but man, catch the bitch of this shit. So. 
gave her the shirt, and then three days later, she broke up with me. Oh, oh. God damn it. What the hell? What happened? Yeah, man, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> I'm a fucking jinx. That's what happened. <laughs> you goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jinx. So you want that fucking shirt back. Now, wait a sec. So you leave for GABF, and I remember meeting you come up, and you said, hey, you know, she re- I, I got a shirt. She really like it if you sign it. So you, you, I do that. You, you bring it home. And yep. she and she's happy, and then oh yeah, dude, she's super happy. She's super psyched about it. And then so what happened three days call, later? Like, okay, phone call. Yeah, three days later. Yeah, phone call. She says, "Hey, it's not working out. I gotta find myself." Oh, find oh. myself in That's the number pants. six on yeah. the list of yeah. another guy. Wait, wait, wait. How old are you two? Uh, twenty-seven. Oh, she found herself a long time ago. How old? She's 27? No, no, she's only 21. Uh, uh, she may need to find her. I There's find a, she needs a few more wieners in her she's mouth. She's got to find another wiener for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, needs more wiener experience, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she's probably moving out of Tennessee is where she's doing. <laughs> yeah, i got to go find myself in Northern California. Yeah, I think I'm in Ohio. i got to go. <laughs> uh, how long were you guys together? Uh, about a year and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Too that's like right. losing a dog. If I may. Yeah, man, that's all right. That, that's why I'm hitting the Jack Daniels, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I did lose a dog because they're both bitches. <laughs> I hit the highballs hard. Now, now, how did the rest of the conversation go? Did, did, were you surprised by this? Did it come out of nowhere? Well, hell yeah, man. I wasn't expecting this shit at all. So, did what? Did you tell her that? Yeah, I told her that. I was like, man, I don't know what the fuck to say. Like, right. I don't know. And I she, guess I'm not too good at that shit, so. <laughs> you're like, you just, you're like, well, f- I don't, never mind. I'm getting some Jack Daniels. I'll see you later. <laughs> yep, went and got me a handle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, even out in Pacheco, we know what the handle is. Oh, yeah. You got to do that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but uh, I don't know. Maybe she's a bitch. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, the the only good thing, so uh, I ordered one of your hoodies, and it was on back order. Oh, yeah. That's and uh, the, the same day she gave me the boot, I came home, Can't and the hoodie was waiting at the front door. So it gave me just a slice of, like, happiness. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. Listen, you know your life is fucked up when you're like, well, but at least I got a hoodie. <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Brian, but you're a good sport, man. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, man. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week. All right, man. Kill it, dog. Later. <laughs> I'll tell you. Hi, Paul, I think he's, Brian. I think he's from the fucking North Bay. He just said, kill it, dog. Kill it, dog. I bet his bill of his hat is flat. Yeah. <laughs> uh Looks like we got who ate all the pies on the phone. Oh, man, the chat has been begging him to call in for like what 10 minutes. Is it there? Hey, pies, what's happening? Hey, man? pies, what's up? Hello. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Hi, how are you going? Uh-oh. We're going all right. Yeah. How you going on a fine Monday morning? Are you drunk as monkeys? It's not a Monday morning. It's like almost 3, 3 p.m. Oh, okay. Monday afternoon. Monday fine. afternoon there? Yeah, right. we, 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 uh, we've gone on to, uh, we've gone on to, uh, what is it when the, the fun, um, uh, uh, an eclipse. Uh, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, 
Look, daylight saving. Daylight saving already. So, um, oh. yeah, yeah, so um, it's an 11 o'clock start for us, and uh, you guys are, in a few weeks' time, it'll be a midday start, which will be even better. But I managed, managed to get myself on uh, sick leave today. I'm um, a bit chesty in the last few days, so... I'm pretty sure. Oh, Pi- uh, I think he's rapping. <laughs> Is he rapping? He's got a rhythm to it. I yeah. think there's a little rhythm. Yeah. There's a little bit. I think he's just rapping. There's a lot of gibberish sort of thing. Yeah. He's like ba 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 ba. He's like the Jay Z of Australia right it's now. Very spoken word, <laughs> Leonard Cohen bullshit. Uh. <sighs> oh, hey, Pies, how's it going? You've been drinking. Jay Z of America. I'm the Jay Z of the world. You fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Oh. Pies, what time did you start drinking? Uh, hours ago. What the fuck does time mean uh, anyway? Noon? 8-ish. Oh, 8 a.m.-ish? 8 a.m., uh, that's 3. Um, yeah, about 10 past 8. By yourself? Um, but yeah, Mrs. Pies and uh, Junior Pies, or Party Pies, as I like to call him. They're still asleep when I wake up. And, um... <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a couple of uh, Berlin devices, then I had to do a couple of errands, and then, um, so yeah, pretty much started at 10 past 8. I don't know who starts drinking at 10 past 8 <laughs> by themselves. Fucking Aussies, man. Man, you, you're hardcore. People who do pretty much in the shows on the other side of the road, you idiots. Party pies. <laughs> If I have a kid, I'm going to call him Party Pies, too. <laughs> That's going to be his fucking given name, too. <laughs> I love it. That's no fake middle name. That's if a fucking... I, if my only entertainment came from Australia, then I'd be up at a normal time. But because you guys, for some fucked out reason, entertain me, I have to get up early to listen to you. So just deal with it. <laughs> I'm dealing with it, man. Uh, this is probably the drunkest I've ever heard Pies. You know, and I, I'll agree, and and this is why I I, I agree because he's not fucking yelling, right? Because normally just, he's like, blah, 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 but he's kind of subdued. It's just all run together. It's all, yeah. Well, people don't know if he's speaking Spanish in the <laughs> chat room. They have no, they can't understand him. Right. Well, Pies, you are definitely in the running this week because uh, we've talked to you drunk a few times, and I think I don't even have to ask you what you've had to drink. You're drunk. Do you want to know? Uh, I've got them lined up. I've got them lined up on the kitchen bench. All, all the bone cups are ready to go so I can let you know what I've had. I, the only part of that sentence I caught is, I'll let you know what I've had. <laughs> That's all I got, too. I think, I think it all was like warming up a car. It was just all warm up. It was like, rah, 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 and then he finally yeah. kicked over and said, I'll let you know what yeah. I have. Uh, Here you go. Here's what I had. I had, uh, I had two long legs of uh, the little vice, which was my overall beer. Two long necks of Berlin of ice for breakfast. Then I had to go run for the vets for a sec because I had to get some uh, tablets for my dog. So I kept drinking. All right, Pies, you're in the running for Drunk of the Week. Uh, thanks for calling in. And uh, man, it's uh, that's a drunken who ate all the pies. Um, you, you know, uh, I'm actually reminded he messaged me three hours before the show started. That to he was find going. out what time the show started, because that whole ramble about daylight savings. Ah, and then he's like, uh, "Oh, well, well, I'm just going to start having Belinder Vice. I got two Belinder Vice, and he gave me some fucking list of shit he's going to have before breakfast. Oh, man. I guess I didn't really realize it was eight in the morning there. <clears throat> wow. All right. Well, that'll do it, Moscow. 
He's got one more on the hook, maybe. He's got one more on the hook, maybe. I, I'm kind of disappointed um, that Pies called in because I thought Brian was so fun and also because he got dumped Yeah, that I really wanted to... Uh, Brian had it locked up. Uh, he had it locked up until Pies called in, and now uh, you know I'm on the fence. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Pies has won before, I think, and he's not going to get his package anyway. Who's going to send it to Australia? Well, that's true. But if he's won before and already has his medal, do I have to really send it? You know how cheap I am. Do I really have to send him a second medal? Can he just like can he just carve a notch into the back of it? (laughs) Put a plus one under. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. This is uh, this is going to be tough. I don't want to give it away to somebody else if Pies earned it, though. You see what I mean? Like even though if he already has it, if he's really the drunk of the week. Then he, you know, he deserves to get it. So uh, that just made it difficult on Brian. Uh, you know, Brett from Alabama was doing all right too. He uh, don't forget he woke up his wife. You know, he did. He pretty did. strong contenders this week. All right, yeah. Really. yeah, those are hard choices. Uh, you want to finish the Twitter game before we forget about that again? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So the question was, uh, what was the question? Let me get Doc's back to the profession. Question. That's right. If uh, if Doc was not a dentist, what would he be? And so I have the top four. Um, suggestions about what he would be, and then we all should. I don't know if we want to vote to see what the funniest is, but um, Grod, our Oz, other Aussie friend, he said uh, he would be a porn star in midish, midget fetish films. <laughs> Doc, mm-hmm. be a midish, uh, midget fetish porn star. That's a good answer. Uh, Geist uh, says he'd be Tom Selleck's understudy. That's another really good answer. That's pretty good. Old school um, doc pictures. Do yeah, you look like Tom Selleck. Totally yeah. right. Um, Push uh, said he'd be a male stripper. Okay, wow, as a theme here, right? And then um, uh, HYG Bruin says uh, it would only be seasonal work, but Doc would make an excellent elf for a mall Santa. <laughs> right. All good answers. <laughs> All good answers. Uh, who wins though? <clears throat> huh? To me. Um, it's between Tom Selleck <laughs> and midget porn. Uh, fetish midget, you know. Yeah, yeah. fetish. Um, yeah, I think... Those that, are my top two. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the old thing would fit that well. And, right. Um, I mean, you could do it, but... And the stripper thing. But the porn star thing, I think... Yeah, I could see Doc... He'd get bored as a Doc's stripper. I could see in a picture. Sure. Yeah. As a stripper, he'd get bored. And as an elf, he'd get bored. But the midget fetish porn and... Um, See, I, I, I see what you're saying about uh, about the stripper, but I think as an elf, think of all the little earworms he can put in all the kids' ears, you know? <laughs> right. Or, like, hit on all the moms. And like, I don't know. I think he'd really enjoy messing with a bunch of kids in the mall. That's a good point. What was the other one that I said was in my top two? Uh, porn star in a midget fetish film. And the other one? Tom Selleck's understudy. Oh, Tom Selleck, right. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. The elf he would have more fun with. Mm. Um, he'd have a more fulfilling life. <laughs> <laughs> Which he needs. Than um, as a Tom Selleck understudy. Well, yeah. Well, what's Tom Selleck doing right now? Right. Okay, so I switch my top two back. Okay. Now I go to elf and still with the midget porn. Okay. Um, Nate, what do you think? Uh, I think midget porn. Okay. Yeah. Tasty? Oh, yeah, I'm still with midget porn. Yeah. 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 All right. Moscow? Uh, yeah, midget porn. Okay. Going with it. Well, that's that's all we need. JP, what was your uh, decision? Um, I, you know, I had a I had a hard time going for the uh, the elf or the the midget uh, fetish uh, film. Um, 
he'd probably have more fun midish midish <laughs> i want to say midish all the time right uh, midget fetish films. All yeah, right. that's the career he would have gone for, which is really the question. I what think, well, would he have been? You know, I, I, Possibly. I'm going to be the one disagreeing. It's due to JP's logic here. I'm going to go with the elf uh, because I, he's really yeah. a socialite. He wants to. He doesn't just want to be. He's not like a rabbit. He just wanted to screw his life away. Uh, he wants to be out there meeting people and meeting moms and putting earworms in kids <laughs> and things. That's more his personality yeah but i so i'm also, going elf he also likes to make fun of midgets right and i feel like there's a lot of you know everyone's just easy going on uh porn sets and he go oh, look at that little one can't get up like i don't know <laughs> shit like right. that well it wins anyway it's four yeah. to one on midget porn that was and that's what doc would be if he were not a dentist that's today's uh, twitter of the week question with jp Okay, um, let's pick our Drunk of the Week, then we'll take one more phone call that's not a Drunk of the Week call. Um, All right, we have Brett from Alabama who woke up his wife. Uh, We have Brian who drank his first sour tonight um, and also had a a bunch of Jack Daniels and um, his girlfriend broke up with him. Uh, for, for no reason. Is 21... By the way, 21-year-old girlfriend. Good work. Yeah, right. I mean, good start. I'm that sorry, age? To, sorry it ended bad. Let's go but. get another one. Yeah. Um, and then... Right. And then, uh, finally, we had Pies uh, from Australia. Um, who, I, nothing much else to say other than he was a real drunk. He's a great brother, too. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, raise your hand if it's Brett from Alabama. All right. Um, That's one vote. For Brett or wow. uh, JP's deliberating. Um, <coughs> I'm kind of shocked. I, I mm. it would have helped his cause if, if his time. wife didn't just like wake up all cute like and say oh whatever like had she yelled at him oh yeah it would have helped yeah. she sounded drowsy like uh, thanks for waking me up you dick like he drugged her right that's what I meant <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry that's just my world. <laughs> Uh, JP, are you going to vote it for... Uh, no. Okay. No, um, I'm not. And then we have uh, Brian from Tennessee. Uh, if, uh, raise your hand if you're voting, voting for Brian from Tennessee. Highball Brian. He was drunk as monkeys. Uh-oh, I think... <laughs> you know what? We're going to end up with a tie here. Raise oh, your hand if it's Pies from Australia. Yeah. Shit, where's Bevo when we need her? We Right now we have a tie between who ate all the pies... All right, well, then Scott has and, to break the tie. ...and Brian. Um, yeah, I think that's the only way. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take this call uh, with no remorse, uh, who's got to talk about a beer festival coming up, oh, and wow. we'll let him break the tie. No remorse. What's up, man? Haven't heard from that guy in a while. How are you, brother? What's going on? Doing all right. Hey, before we get to your beer festival, did you hear all the Drunk of the Week calls? Uh, I did hear them all. So we have a tie between Brian from Tennessee and Who Ate All the Pies. Uh, where does your vote go? I'm going to go with Pies. I think he uh, he was at it early. All right, there you go. go. Pies is our winner, Drunk of the Week. Congrats, Who Ate All the Pies. Congratulations, man. Well deserved. And a, and a good day. You're Another notch in the medal for Pies. Yeah, well, he actually just said uh, uh, to let you know that their family dog died this week. Oh! Wow, then a well-deserved, um, yeah, a well-deserved victory. That's a much bigger deal to lose than a 21-year-old. He would have had no other reason to drink uh, Berliner Weiss at 8 I would have voted now. for him if I didn't known that. So would a Tasty. He's a big softy. So yeah, sure. he should have mentioned it earlier. But he yeah. wanted to win on his own merit. And, that's right. Uh, he probably said well, he it. Did. He just couldn't understand it. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the dog's dead! <laughs> yeah, you probably said it like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> Are you flooded? All right, no remorse. Real quick, uh, what's your beer festival? So, um, it's right outside of Chicago. It's in Porter, Indiana. <clears throat> it's at a Hawthorne Park. 
and it's benefiting a uh, fire department, a reporter fire department. Um, there's 30 craft breweries there, uh, Bells, New Holland, New Belgium, Three Floyds, uh, the list goes on and on. But also um, myself and BN member B. Richards, who's also my brother-in-law, <clears throat> we were invited there to pour our homebrew. Nice. So we're bringing at least uh, six different beers there. Um, I don't know that it's even legal, but they, they promised us it was. So, um, yeah, it's 40 bucks to get in at the gate. Um, it's at Hawthorne Park. starts at 1, um, and it goes to about 6 o'clock. All right, and, give us a uh, website where everybody can go get all this information. Um, if they go to Facebook, there's a uh, there's a event. It's just called Porter's Perfect Pint. Okay. Porter's Perfect Pint on Facebook. Go check it out. You can get all the info you need, and it's coming up this weekend, so you want to get on it quick. Thanks, no remorse. Thanks, Cheers, guys. brother. Thanks, guys. Later. Bye. All right. Go check it out. A lot of beer festivals here at the end of the season. Yeah, they seem kind of late, but you know? yeah, even in the Midwest, it might be, It'll be snowing there pretty 12 soon. months of the year here pretty soon. Beer fest every week. And- yeah. All right, don't forget about the Bay Area Craft Beer Festival coming up on Saturday, October 22nd, right here in uh, downtown Martinez. It's a good time, and you can take BART, and they have shuttles going from uh, North Concord BART straight to the festival. So it's a beer by BART event. You don't have to um, do much about it. Uh, you go have a good time, get back on the shuttle. and In fact, the shuttles stay, um, I think, until like 8 or 9 o'clock. Yeah, you'll be able to take the shuttle there and back, for sure. It, like, well, even though yeah, the festival ends at 4, you can then go have dinner downtown, yeah. and the shuttle will still go to like 8 o'clock and get back to the BART. Um, So it's a good fest. And then, of course, we've got the uh, Taste of North Bay Beers at Downtown Joe's in Napa on Sunday the 23rd, the day after. So come out and hang out with us, and we'll be there bringing it home to you if you can't make it also. But uh, get your tickets. And then, of course, Sean Paxson has a dinner at 7. So uh, 80 bucks gets you into that, and uh, those tickets are very limited. How do you get those? Uh, You go to downtownjoes.eventbrite.com. Or you go to the Brewing Network homepage, and it's on the on tap right there. And check the Facebook page; it's all over the place. You can check it out. All right, we good? We did all our live reads and everything. I think so. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think we're good. We paid everybody. Yeah, we're good. All right, JP's been telling me about this new Band of Skulls song. I'm a big fan of, of Band of Skulls, but I haven't heard the new song, and uh, I thought we'd song. end with it. We kind of last week, you know, we ended with um, Steel Panther, right? Song. It's new music, October. That's a very Right. Kind of reminds me, you know, one of the songs on the new Trophy Fire album is a cover. One of the ones I played tonight, real good song. They yeah. do a fucking fantastic cover. But on stage, they announced, uh, you know, we're going to play a cover. And JP's suggestion was Unskinny Bop. How good would that be? <laughs> From, uh, you remember that song, Nate? Yeah, it's a poison song, right? I gotta find it. Hang on, I gotta wait for Napster to open real quick. I gotta play that just real quickly. When my my friend and I were like, like they're like thirteen, horrible. Uh, As if they had a lot of great songs anyway. Oh, that's their Had Dragged In was like the best album ever. It was a great album, but Unskinny Bop. That's what I'm saying. Like of all the tunes, you picked Unskinny Bop. (laughs) We, uh, my friend and I were like thirteen or fourteen. Went to Great America, and you know you can do those like music videos where you lip sync and they do the background and stuff. And we did Unskinny Bop. I wish I and actually you still we, have it. No, I gave it to uh, an old girlfriend uh, of mine, and she uh, she uh, basically moved and kept it for some reason. We did that, and then we we sung um, "One" by Metallica. <laughs> it was real good. Damn, uh, Unskinny Bop was a number three hit. Yeah, Jeez. I know. Fuck and you know what's yeah. funny? There's an there's a remastered version. <laughs> Why did they waste their time on that? <laughs> no shit. Unskinny Bop. Milk that cow. This is Unskinny Bop by the Trophy Fire. (laughs) I love this bass line. It's really hard. It just even starts awful. 
<laughs> I think JP can play this yes. baseline. We found our cover song. <laughs> Nate and I have been trying to do a song. This is going to be it. You can oh, play this. Yes, you can do it. This is going to be it. I think Shu Light, the drummer of Trophy Fire, should sing it. Yes. Horrible. It's awful. You want to pump me? I mean, they were just high on coke. Oh, yeah. They're like, we got to get out a song real quick, guys. The record, the label's banging down our door. You get hot. Never stop. I don't remember any of the lyrics no, either. Oh, man. Except for it. sure it's the karaoke version behind uh, yeah. Brett Michaels. Oh my god. They had the studio musicians the play the whole thing. What is the unskinny bop? It's nothing more to say. <laughs> Fuck, man. When it, you listen to the song, it blows you away. <laughs> yeah. right, it's got to be, what's it, it's got to be, re- is that a sex reference? Yeah, well, I mean, well, like gasoline, you want to pump me. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> You're right, what I'm not things? listening close enough. One of these things. AJ, yeah. Moscow's head's about to explode. This is horrific. You guys make fun of me for my music. Well, it's no rush, but it works. Even CC Deville sucks, and I like CC <laughs> yeah, Deville. Awful. I will say this is better than every rose has its thorn, though. No. Oh yes. Oh yes. What? Fuck off. Are you insane? That song is horrible. I mean, it didn't start out with a deep breath, but bass player's still playing the same note, JP. You're in good shape. Fuck yeah, dude. What is it, like a five on the on the like second string? I can't believe Moscow just said that. It's a horrible song <sighs> by a horrible band. Uh, yeah. Starts with a breath, Moscow. No song that starts with a breath is bad. And it's hey, like an acquiescing breath, too. Let me just, let me just make just, sure that you get the full effect. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good song. That's exactly the noise I make right when this is about to play. Like, oh, God. It's <laughs> more of a jizzing song. Jizzing sigh. It was. Everybody likes this song. Oh, fuck. Who doesn't? This song is terrible. You have mistaken familiar for good. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night <laughs> But though we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Even the lyrics are good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brilliant songwriting. Did my words not come out right? Though I tried Not to hurt you Though I tried But guess that's why we say Oh, hear the, hear the MIDI coming up in the background? Yeah. That's nice. Add the atmosphere. That's right. That's soul. Yeah. White person's soul. Every cowboy Moscow. Yeah. What cowboy? They do. Everyone sings oh. the same sad song. Yeah. Oh, and then... You can't go wrong with that kind of rock ballad atmosphere. It's heavy. Yeah. Oh, see, there's CC. Even Tasty knows this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. Classic. 
know Nate learned this this solo. No, I missed out on this one. You did. Although if some girl wanted producer that I wanted to bang, oh sure, asked me to learn, I probably would have learned. Oh it. yeah, you can, everybody, even JP could get laid playing this song. Fuck yeah, get <laughs> you laid every time you play. Every rose has its thorn. Even Dude, today, the be- the best cover. I heard the best cover song today. Uh, mainly more for Nate. Uh, it was Tori Amos. Oh yeah, covering Raining Blood. <laughs> Wait, Slayer. Yeah, it's all just deep all right. and like slow on the piano. It's real good. Look that one up. actually kind of sucks, but it's pretty cool. This is terrible. Oh, I was looking up. Speaking of covers, I was looking up uh, uh, showing uh, Schumann the new Steel Panther, and there's a bunch. Uh, they do a bunch of cover songs, dude. Steel Panther do in their show. I forget. Um, I'll look it up. This is Tori Amos doing Raining Blood. No way. You gotta fast forward it because it doesn't. It's like two minutes of this weird fill. It's all this. I'm gonna go cut myself. It's like eight minutes long. Singing the Slayer lyrics like this. Wow. Maybe we should hear the real version first. Oh, God, please do. But again, fast forward a little bit. That's the rain coming in. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that Tori did this. It's pretty awesome that like she did this. she's my friend. Old Tori. Right. We call her Tori. For sure. She could sing it. So this is Nate's band? No. I missed that. No. <laughs> Nate, you can't wish. tell the difference. I wish. That's how good Nate's band is. You can't tell. Uh, Slayer Raining Blood like 1986 this was done fucking epic dude classic thrash metal album yeah can I skip ahead oh there it is alright let's try Tori again (laughs) you can hardly tell the difference (laughs) (laughs) wow I love the cover trend. This is not a cover. That's happened it's like in the a last three and a half years. minute song on the album, and then this is like a nine minute song. I didn't know you were a big Tori Amos fan. Jake. I wasn't. Like I just found. <laughs> yeah, I just found it. I, I just found the CD in my car. That's yeah. all. Well, I was reading the Slayer blog, and they happened to post this. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like the Slayer version. Wow. Yeah, I kind of do too. They're like two different uh, drug mental states here. <laughs> Tori Amos yeah. is hot though. She's Speed a big and mess. Heroin. Yeah, yeah, she is a big mess. You know, that's what's hot about her. Just she's a mess. You don't want to talk to her. You just want to hear her sing her awful, sad songs. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. All right, let's get out of here, shall we, boys? Let's do it. All right, this one's new from Band of Skulls. I haven't heard it yet, but um, you might like it. I'm pretty. You big, might hate it. I don't know. I'm a pretty big it's fan. A cool video. Is it as good as Every Rose Has Its Thorn? Nothing is. <laughs> all right, thanks for tuning in. Next week, Nate's going to talk to us about hop school. We're going to learn all yeah. about hops. Back to the homebrew situation next week. So hang a, in there. I got a batch of Tasty's uh, Janice Brown. We're going to try it too. Oh, great! See how bad Neat. I screwed that up. All right, awesome. Get some homebrew action in here. All right, it's the session. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our guest today. Don't forget our sponsor, More Beer, who brings you every session. You can go to morebeer.com and check it out over there. All right, kids, we'll see you next week.
takes care of his own Takes care of his own. 